Cosmo Crusade podcast. Fuck the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent, dude. This podcast is all about our top 100 video games of all time. It's a doozy. This is going to end up being about six hours long. If you get through the whole thing, goddamn kudos. It's worth a listen. It's fun. It's angering. We piss each other off. We're definitely going to piss you off. To find the full list ranked, our top 100, you can go to solo.to slash console crusade, and we will have a list linked at the very tip top. You can find all the podcast links there. You can email us. You can look at this list for yourself. What's our email? Feedback at consulcrusade.com. Write to us. Let us know what you think. I invited EJ to another server on accident. <laughs> Dude, it happens every single time. I don't know why. Another one. <laughs> I'm an idiot. That's amazing, dude. In the last podcast you went, no, I didn't. On purpose. You were so defensive that your first thought was to deny it, but you know you did it. So you're like, on purpose, though. No, I didn't do it on purpose. Well, I know you I mean, didn't, but that's just a good fucking bit. That's the third or fourth time. That's good comedy. Oh, oh. Did you shit your pants? No, I didn't. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just happened. I, I don't know. Oh, that's good. You know, sometimes you just need a good laugh. Uh, hardest I ever laughed on this podcast was um, episode was it episode four, the Console Crusade Haas cast, and we opened up with the fucking bit, and it was totally unintentional, and we just riffed on it, and it's not even funny, but we laughed so fucking hard. Oh, got me was good. Was that with uh, the cart swap bullshit guy? I can't remember. Yeah, the, yeah. The this, is, this is my son, Big Rick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so stupid. Uh, stupid. It's it's horrendously stupid. Console Crusade podcast. Uh, this is going to be a nightmare today. EJ Olson, Nick Durheim, Chris Gilly. For we're back. Uh, I don't even know how to where to even begin. We have so much to even figure out before we can even start the podcast. What are we doing with this podcast, EJ? This is episode one hundred. Finally, it only took six years. We figured we would do something super simple, really fun, and something that's probably going to only take about an hour is we're going to rank Console Crusade's top 100 video games of all time. And this has already been a saga today in the group chat with us back and forth. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, you've, you've been losing your mind over criteria. Chris is trying to be as amiable as possible because he just wants it to happen. I need I'm Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. And it was my idea in the first place, which is part of why I'm like, let's moderate both of these sides. I was like, hey, what if for the hundredth, you know, we do like a like 100 top games or favorite games or whatever. Even like that distinction probably just gave EJ like a mild stroke of like, but favorite is different than best. Like you can you can love something that sucks, but that doesn't mean it belongs. So it's it's intentionally open ended. It's intentionally like. What what do you want on this list? And and we're not gonna we're not gonna like reserve the right to like block each other from putting things on this. We're gonna take turns, et cetera, et cetera. Then we're gonna figure out. Okay, we have our list. What do now? We're gonna rank them. Then we're gonna kill each other. We're gonna kill each other a lot. It is going to be a bath of blood. What I was concerned about earlier, and this is probably just my insecurity, 
and, and take this with a grain of salt here. But Chris, I always give you shit for being a contrarian because you just love you love being the guy with the with the intelligent take about the thing other people were dumb about. And I'm, I don't want to re- just reduce your taste to that because I think you do have immaculate taste and you're a smart guy. But but you like being a contrarian. And Nick, you have a very niche taste, very niche, I would argue. And so it's like I feel I, I came into this idea already defensive. About like, uh, I'm like, no, I need parameters so that I can make an argument that is like uh, uh, appealing to some semblance of of logic and not just two guys who are going to disagree with me because they don't like Skyrim or the fucking Wind Waker, you know? Your whole ass is showing EJ and I love it. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I first of all, front, okay? it's, uh, it's professor to you from now on after that. <laughs> So we settled on this really is just going to be Console Crusade's favorite 100 video games, which is going to make it easier. I know it's like, it sounds like, well, I know, Nick, that's what you were saying the whole time, but like, there is a distinction. You talk best, and then it's like, well, should there be three Mario Karts on this list? Well, if this is the best of all time, let's just do one per franchise. Those are the kind of rules I'm talking about. Like, do ports count? You're like, no fucking rules. Just if it's your favorite, put it on the list. And I'm like, all right, you know what? We're just going to do it. We'll see what the fuck happens. If you're going to, if if you have a specific version of a game in mind, you should, you, you should say so. Like before, before we started rolling, I was uh, talking about a certain game, which I hope will make the list that uh, was very broken upon initial release, uh, but has since been, shall we say, uh, restored in its content uh, and is now, um, you get a much clearer sense now of what the developers were, what their thought was when they set out to make this thing that got so horribly mangled because they did it in nine fucking months, uh, which I still right. cannot fathom that they did that in nine months. You know, that's how a lot of great games are developed. You know, sometimes it works a la Majora's Mask and sometimes it does not. Yeah. And as far as other like distinctions and quote unquote rules, like I think it's going to be we're, we're going to be gentlemanly about this. We're not going to yeah. be, oh, Super Mario All-Stars plus World is the best game of all time because it has four games. Like, no, you <laughs> just talk about Mario World. Talk about All-Stars because it does change things, but don't like lump them together because they're bundled together. Those are separate games. Yeah. I think we can agree on that. And for other sort of niche things like games with remakes, and it really does just depend on if you think that the distinction is enough to make the distinction right? right because if i put pokemon gold and silver and ej says no hard gold soul silver was a really important game for me in high school like that's that could be a separate game that could be a separate listing and then we would argue it out later when we're when we're ranking for example sure but i would like to stick to i mean at least i did um primarily um original releases because most of the time remakes don't really add anything unless it's like the first time you play that game and then it sort of gets into your list and that is like your touchstone but all that does to say distinctions are what we make them to be as we're adding them. Sure. So one thing I do want to clarify about sort of the hard and fast rules of this. And I tried to sort of nudge this in the group chat earlier about how, you know, I was going through sort of by system and making my list, not, not ranking them ahead of time, just putting out what I think of the games I've played on the system. What do I think are like contenders for 
some of my favorites if we're going to make a top 100 list. My thought was that we would sit here and we would discuss and we would kind of make a pool of games and then slowly whittle down. So this list will probably be 200 is what I imagine. And we'll just sit there and like go through and whittle off like all the obvious like this. Come on, this is not making the top 100. We could do that. But is that making more work for for ourselves later as opposed to right now? I think it's less the work than like the first, you know, we're just going to put games in in the first to 100 and then we have to argue every time we want to add something because like, again, I haven't thought about ranking at all. Let me offer that I think that by the time we reach 100 numerically, we're probably not collectively going to have very many games left. I think there's going to be a lot more overlap than we think there is. So I'm open to revisiting do we want to go over 100 and then, yeah. and then start cutting. I'm open to that when we reach 100, but I don't want to say definitively, yes, we're going to do that because it might not be a problem. That makes my life hard because now I have to go through and prioritize as we're recording what I want to add when it's my turn. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Dude, I have 87 games on here that are all awesome. I didn't put any memes on here. There's Well, there's only one meme, but it's still a good game. Like I, there's no, There's no chaff on here. This is all like quality shit do what i did and in your spreadsheet because i know you're in google spreadsheets uh is right next to the game for each one is just put a heartfelt one through five next to them and then you can sort by that way and then you're going to get your most important games at the top immediately that would have been a lot easier to have done hours ago and not now that we're ready to start <laughs> recording this is going to be a It'll sh- be fine this is gonna be like drafting without any research it's gonna be a shit show be like oh i don't know uh it's good TV, man. Chris said that he wants to win by having the most most of his games on the final list as possible. I want the top 30 to be absolutely stacked with my fucking picks, but I don't think there's going to be. OK, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it more later. But yes, I, I do. Yeah, we're I not going to be arguing over a lot of things being in the top 30, I don't think, but it'll be placement. That'll be that'll be bleeding. This was sort of to my point earlier in the group chat was like. If the only parameter for like how a game should rank is I like it and I think I'm right and the other ones are worse, there, there's no and then and then it becomes like okay now we're gonna pretend to make the well the historical or the more beloved or the review scores this just as sort of a fucking straw man and then as soon as someone else comes in and says like use those same arguments for themselves you're gonna be like nope because I was right about the other thing and it's like I know how we argue about things that we agree on Chris actually disagreeing just- on something. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that I think that that's going to be part of the fun of it is that if we have a d- debate between like 42 and 43, one of the things you could bring up is this game is still enjoyable now. One of the things you could bring up is this game was a broke ground that had never existed before, even if it doesn't hold up as well now. And then you, you only got to convince one of us, right? Like <laughs> simple yeah, majority. If it, gets, if it gets to the point where it's going to be a self-correcting process because if it gets to people arguing, it is more often than not going to be a two versus one. And that's going to be a majority because this is our list. Like we're going to be deciding this together. So, I mean, you can, you can really like dig your heels in and like make a stand and that will prove your point and that you think something should be higher, but it'll be a lot of compromise. This list will be about compromise. We're all going to walk away a little bit happy about some things and a lot bit mad about everything else. Compromise in these sort of situations just means nobody's happy and everyone's <laughs> pressure is, is higher than when we came into this. <laughs> that is the ingredients to a perfect podcast. Yes. So how, how are we going to, are we going to round robin this with like do five at a time and just start sort of putting games on the list? Yeah. Or, or one game at a time? Are we going to, okay. I mean, 
I think one at a time might be too slow. One's too slow. Five feels like a lot. How about three? We can do three. There's three of us. We'll get to 99 and then keep adding. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how much past 100 we want to go. I mean, I think we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going random here. My list, I am not thinking about rank until I have the the, the pot in front of me. So there's going to be maybe some weird things on here. I'm not thinking about... You know, sure. it's just great. I love it. I'm just putting things That's out. Totally there. fine. I love. It. You don't have to qualify it. We're here for it. I'm just preemptively letting y'all know that I will be pushing to go over a hundred initially. And there's some games that will, even on my own list, will weed themselves out. Like realistically, is Spider-Man Two Enter Electro going to make the top 100? Like probably not. So that will probably weed itself out. But we'll get there when we get there. Chris okay? is It'll be okay. Right now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so you have someone on your team you're already 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 throwing out the little rod we're we're literally like looking at the map and we've identified like six bridges and we're like way the fuck back at like the starter village in the jrpg like we don't need to cross these yet let's just do this what order we going in all right yeah you skip to the last page of the strategy guide but you gotta press start at the menu first (laughs) (laughs) i elect chris to start this list because it was his grand idea yeah Let's go clockwise. I don't know if you guys show up on the screen in the same way as me, but I think it goes Chris, EJ, Nick. That's the order I have. You, I thought for sure I was going to go last because I was the latest to this party. Now I'm like, I've never played a video game. I don't, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, don't think too hard about the order, man. Just, oh, just start shit. putting yeah, some no, good you're right. games no, you're on right. the page. You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, give me Mega Man X. We have to add it ourselves. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. I got I got to. I have like three screens going and not enough desk real estate for this whole situation. How do you have three screens and not of desk? Because <laughs> there's three screens on it. Oh, yeah, it's full. Give me Final Fantasy six. Give me Metroid Prime. You're welcome for making our, our list uh, text uh, Comic Sans, by the way. You son of a bitch. I was like, wait, <laughs> what is going on? Wow. OK, <laughs> yeah, we got Metroid Prime on there. OK, good. Give me. Yeah, there you go. You got your three. Oh, yeah, we're doing three. Fuck. Okay, I'm good. No, I'm good. That's it. All right, EJ. Give us three. Mega Man X, Final Fantasy, Six. Metroid, Prime. Okay, I, I'm really, really going to go completely random here. I love it. I'm going to go... <laughs> Spice it up, dude. Fire Emblem Awakening. Ooh. Oh, you didn't control shift V, you fucking anarchist. I'll fix it. I can... I can. Okay, okay. There's just too much happening. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. We're going to go DuckTales and NES. Whoa. I just love inf- the parenthetical enter Electro on that Spider-Man 2. <laughs> this is Spider-Man 2 on PS2. That's the that's the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, not enter Electro. Oh, you're looking for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got okay. a lot of Spider-Man on my thank list, you, bro. Nick, thank you. I was like, Nick, thank you for correcting because I was like, Spider-Man 2, people... I don't know. The people who will never see this list might be like, that's not even out yet. Nick, what do you got? Breath of the Wild. Absolutely. Hollow Knight. Yep. And Pokemon <laughs> TCG for Game Boy. Yeah! My <laughs> brother in Christ. <laughs> Let's fucking Wait. go. I love that game. Did we just all agree on a game? Yes. Yeah. Put it on it's number one. Happen. Put it at number one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Don't worry about it, bro. It's back to me already. Holy shit. This is so fast. I love so that fast. game, dude. This is so fast. Okay. Um, plock. Plock. Oh, my God. Plock? Plock. That's hilarious. I fucking love that, that game. That game, it's it's a... Plock bangs. It's a mascot platformer from a lost age. It is so... It's tough as nails. I have beaten it. No save states. It was like Rayman before Rayman, right? Was it before Low Rayman? Key, it was before Rayman. Yeah, he's like a little... 
like uh, he's got like a yellow shirt and red limbs and a red hood on and he could shoot his limbs and it's like a it's a it's a it's a mascot platformer basically but it's so hard the soundtrack is a fucking banger it's so good i feel like it's got pedigree musically from like old european uh pc games where they were making way too good of music for the quality of games they were making it's got that vibe to it you know like silver surfer on the nes ej i'm sure you've heard that soundtrack before like it just goes crazy ham yeah it's it's amazing when composers when they're limited like that and they 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 have to do a lot with a little like there's some wacky stuff out there can I give myself a pat on the back because I totally nailed it because that's a Tim Fallon composed game and he straight up did Silver Surfer on NES. Wow. Just so y'all know. Wow. Spider-Man, X-Men, Echo Arcade the Dolphin, Revenge. Defender of the Future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've, uh, so Pluck and listen, listen to soundtrack EJ. Like you, you'll appreciate it as a, as a musician just because like some of the, some of the fucking crazy time signature changes in that are in the soundtrack is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic uh, and uh, Kirby Air Ride. Kirby Arad. Love those heart picks, bro. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is this is going to be a very interesting top 100. It's not going to be as unhinged as I thought Dan Reichert's top 100 games of all time. No, that's a, that's a bit that he was doing. That was a crazy list. Was it a bit? You got to admit. Dude, of course it's a bit. He plays the heel all the time because it gets him interactions on the internet. It gets you mad. Oof. Anyway, you got your three, EJ. I am going to pull Chris's favorite game, which will be... Wind Waker HD. Specifically HD. Specifically HD for a number of reasons. Get my name out of Wind Waker's mouth. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're a big fan. Big fan. You know what? Let's just stick with the Wii U. You know what? Let's just stick with the Wii U and let's go Super Mario 3D World, specifically the Wii U version, not the enhanced Switch version. Absolutely. And Shovel Knight. Original vanilla Shovel Knight. Yep. Yeah, Shovel Knight was on my list as well. That's a great pick. I didn't have that, but I should have. Good pick. That's a great pick. So much agreement right now. This is unheard of. How'd you strike through the number? That's wild. <laughs> what the hell happened? Am I striking through on the wrong? There will uh, be there will be no sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to strike mine off the list as they come up. Um, yeah, yeah. You must have been on the wrong, wrong tab. Okay, I'm putting Link's Awakening. Hell yeah. The original? Let's just say DX. Yes. I mean, of all the remakes, you're not going to put the Switch version on. I'll roll it on to one. I'll roll it on to one. I won't even put DX. I'll just say Link's Awakening, whole cloth, every version. I love it. Well, that's crazy. It doesn't matter. It's the same fucking experience. That game is not any different. It would matter if we were differentiating them, but since we're not yet, unless you want to put the Switch version on there. Okay. Okay. Okay, Halo 2. My man. Okay, Donkey Kong Country 2. My man. Oh, those are both on my list. Oh, my God. Nick, Halo 2 in your basement on that fucking couch. <laughs> I know we're going to get to the arguments. And this was at least how I sort of filtered certain games was like, listen, I know Halo is historically relevant. It's important. And I even know that like, hey, we're going to have nostalgia tied to certain games. But like Halo games are all kind of the same. You got to go with the best version of Halo, and it's not Halo 2. I had the most fun with Halo 2. Yeah, same. All right, all right. Close second would be Reach. Reach. But that's still a second. Reach is on my list, but 
Maybe we argue that. Uh, maybe you'll get to comes. it. Maybe you get to it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, Chris, it is back up to you. Yoshi's Island. SNES version or the DS version? SNES. No, 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 no. GBA. The DS one wasn't actually. That's a sequel. It's a sequel. No, the the original Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo. The GBA version had some like added content, but worse controls and also touch fuzzy get dizzy's all messed up it's not a good port i, pl- I played that because i had that for free on my ambassador program um nintendo land which wow i just okay. i that's a hell of a pull I-, I played that game for hundreds of hundreds of hours it is the best use of the wii u's gamepad on the whole fucking lifespan of the console period uh and it's just fun it's fucking fun it's a ton of fun as a party game i love it yeah and telltale's walking dead the first season i do like getting into a little bit of context when the time comes otherwise it's just going to be an hour of us listing games like we you know sure. we got we got to pepper yeah. in some juice little uh, um, little of content is a treat nintendo land telltale's the walking dead are the first two immediate contenders for like what do we look to cut what do we have to cut games? oh i'm gonna cut your fucking ducktails goodbye the Walking Dead is insane. Any Telltale game's insane. Spoken by a man who has clearly never played it. We'll get there. That's oh a bridge. People gave that game of the year the year it came out. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. A lot of people. It was almost yeah. as good as The Last of Us when The Last of Us came out. It was the same, like the same year or a year later. Anyway. All right, AJ, give your give your three. Okay, okay. Did you, any of you guys play any of the humongous entertainment games on PC back in the day? Yeah, you know I did. No idea what that is. Backyard Baseball, goaded. Dude, oh, dude! Backyard sports isn't on my list, but you giving me you giving me life now. Pablo Sanchez, come on! Sunny day here. <laughs> oh, backyard baseball, backyard soccer. Okay, I'm talking putt putt, and whether it's travel through time or saving the zoo, I don't know which of the two make my list right now. Okay, so Humongous Entertainment were folks that split off from Lucas Arts, I believe, or Sierra. I think it was Lucas Arts, and they did children's adventure games basically with some exceptions like they also worked on uh the backyard sports series is putt putt and a then card? a lot of the people that evolved from humongous ended up starting telltale so it's sort of like a a in between it's like a late 90s sort of uh kids adventure games so there's like putt putt there's uh pajama sam oh okay. what was the, the spy fox? fox spy fox and then freddy fish freddy fish yeah. yeah uh so i also have smash bros melee Yep. And Mario Yo. Kart Double Dash. Double Dash? Yeah, of course. There's going to be at least three Mario Kart games on this list. Uh, actually, I would appreciate if we kept the series to a bit of them. Hey, you're the one that didn't want rules. I know. I'm making fun of you for being immediately preemptively defensive about it. <laughs> okay. You piece of cheat. <laughs> this is you, Nick. It is me. Okay, let's go. Mega Man X4. Yeah, buddy. Yes. There's a, so much agreement happening. X4 is goaded, bro. As far as I'm concerned, that's Big Red X2. Oh, how did that end in Portal? Oh. And Microsoft Minesweeper. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have no objections to this, but I would have never fucking thought of that. There you go. That's great. <laughs> This, wow. No notes. <laughs> I don't know what I expected from this list, but it was not this. I was wrong as fuck when I literally like 20 minutes ago said, we're going to have like 40 overlapping games. We might have like 10. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, I just had to do my meme pick for, for EJ. I love it. That's and a I great knew, pick. I knew X4 would be a, a crowd pleaser because I know that's the one Mega Man X game that 
Chris or that EJ played. I played like the first five at least. X four is just goaded. X four is great. X four is excellent. 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 Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how many Mega Man collections I own. I'm gonna have to start pulling mostly from the top now because this is getting to the point where you guys are not putting any games that are on my list on this list. Uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Uh, two Pokemon's this one. Uh. Yep, global fucking phenomenon. Still a great game. Still a daily player. Uh, yeah, Pikmin one just hits the formula right for me. It didn't get overly complicated. It was just this beautiful atmospheric experience with the impending doom looming over you. And Pokemon Crystal, which I think is the best Pokemon game ever made. Period. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have to defend this game with people to this day. Really? And, and it's either it's either some combination of like young people who are like, no, Diamond's the best game. Platinum's the Get best the game. Fuck out of here with Gen 4. Right. Or someone who who says, you know, the remakes. And to be fair, like I have Heart Gold and Crystal on my list. Like if you want to argue, like they're both distinct to me because of time and place. But yeah, Crystal's the fucking goat, dude. I love that. All right. Is it me again? It's you again. This Certainly goes is. quick. <laughs> Where are we at? 30? Okay, I'm, I'm going all over the map right now. Okay, let's pull, let's pull a little PS4. Let's go Titanfall 2 for the greatest shooter campaign in the history of shooters. All right, here's a game. Here's a game. This is for Nick right here, and we're going to WarioWare Touched. Yo, let's go. <laughs> That's Yo, for you, brother. That one specifically? Dude, it is yes. good. <laughs> it is yes. straight, straight fire. Best DS game by a long shot. Oh, yeah. And then let's just stick with the DS. That is your three, bro. Wait, did I get three on there? No, no, no. Pokemon nope. Crystal's not no, me. No, wait, you're wrong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Crystal, sorry. He just yeah. agreed so hard, it felt you're like right. what it is. <laughs> Okay, let's go Pokemon Conquest. Stay on the DS. Oh, fuck out of here. That's the first one cut. Okay, you don't like tactic turn-based games, do you? No, because they're fucking snooze fests. For such a such a, a guy with a big old brain, you sure don't like using it, do you? Okay, I'm gonna go with more more crowd pleasers for y'all. We got THPS two, Tony Hawk. Yep, that's fair. That's a fair pick. Uh, we got Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. That was also on my list. Let me cross it off. And yeah, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Thousand yeah. Year Door. Yeah, that's the only Paper Mario I'd put on here. <laughs> Sorry. I, having just replayed the first one, that game is just infuriating for so many reasons. I cannot replay that. I will never play that game again. We were supposed to do a game diary on Paper Mario, and somebody named EJ didn't fucking replay it when we talked about doing it. Hey, we were all supposed to do Kirby. We all played that, right? I don't think there was ever we're going to play Kirby as much as me being like, I really like this game. It'd be great if we could talk about it. But we were literally like, let's do a Paper Mario game diary. That is like on the pod. I swear to God, it's on the pod somewhere that we were going to do that. Uh, fuck, it's my turn again. First game for me uh, this time through is Tetris. I had that on my list and then replaced it. <laughs> Nick, you remember we'd like sit on the phone and play Tetris for like literal hours and just be like, oh, it's got the H10 tight. And then just like play Tetris in silence for a while. We do this for like literally like two hours at a time in middle school. Those were good times. I didn't remember that because, well, maybe did I have that on my PSP? Uh, I, I was playing on an NES. I don't know what you were playing on. 
He's getting you confused for Max. No, I am not <laughs> getting him confused for Max, EJ. Let it go. Let it go. Boy, uh, I got to get this in here because it's not in here yet. And then we're getting down to where I feel like I have to include some things that are that are too significant. And that's Chrono Trigger. And I hope to God that one of you recognizes this because if not, it's going to get fucking cut. Uh, but that's fine. Vigilante 8. Never, never heard of it. No, that's so T- sad. Tell us that's, about this game. That game's dead. It's it's. It's I don't want to call it like a twisted metal clone, but it's kind of a twisted metal clone where it's like a, a bunch of cars blowing each other up. But I just like I had tried twisted metal, didn't like it, uh, got vigilante eight and it hit for me and Josh and Joey. Like you drive around in your like car of choice or van or truck or whatever. And you get different like chain guns, rockets, flamethrowers, like different attachments. You like drive around sandboxes and just fucking blow each other up. It's a good time. That game's getting cut. If we go over 100 for sure, that game's getting cut. There's a Game Boy version of it. <laughs> Are you what? With a rumble pack. No way. All right. I'm going to go Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, widely regarded as probably the best Assassin's Creed game. Guitar Hero 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's a great fucking pick. That's a great fucking pick. Those are all good. But, oh my god, Assassin's Creed 4 being the best Assassin's Creed. Get the fuck out of here. That game is barely an Assassin's Creed game. There is a discourse about that exact topic in the AC fandom, and I think it's ridiculous because I thought Edward was the most fascinating of all the Assassins because, I mean, he has got this outside perspective. You're seeing the same struggle that you saw for three games plus a spinoff, but from an outside perspective was way more interesting. And he was way more charismatic than Ezio and especially fucking dickhead from AC three. And it's just, it's a goaded pirate game to this day, 10 years later, 10 years this year still holds up. I don't disagree with that, but it is not the best Assassin's Creed game. It's a great, it's a great game in its own right, but it, it is barely recognizable as an AC game. I loved it. I don't object to its inclusion on this list. I object to the description. Okay. It's me now. We're going to go Super Mario World. Yeah. All right. No objections. No objections. I didn't even put it on my list because I knew one of you would. Hyper Light Drifter. I need to play that. Oh. And Banjo Kazooie. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't object. I I never, never played it. I know how beloved it is. It's a good game. Number one in this rotation NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Nice. NBA Jam is sick. It's so good. That's what I remembered right before we started recording. It was like, oh my God, I have to have this on here. I don't remember if I had Tournament Edition or was that just the only SNES one? Because that was the one we had SNES. They had Standard Edition on the SNES as well. I think we um, had tur- I think we had Tournament. Tournament Edition is the, the one. looks more similar. Yes, and it, it has more uh, uh, more of the like, uh, he's on fire and the crazy dunks and shit. Like the, it, it, yep. Yeah. Uh, Number two, The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Oh, oh, not Oblivion, huh? Not an Oblivion guy. Oblivion is for normies. Was it uh, Morrowind or Oblivion that uh, you would just jump everywhere because you're trying to get your dexterity up? Uh, definitely Morrowind. I can't remember if they still have that Oblivion yet. It was like, you know, experiential based learning for your acrobatics. You could just like jump up. You could literally like do stairs and you'd be like leveling up and shit. I could go on, but. I'll leave it for right now. And was it uh, Oblivion or Morrowind that had the expansion with the aisles? I can't remember what they're called. Oh, the Shimmering Isles. Isles, The Shimmering Isles. Yeah, that's that's an Oblivion expansion. Morrowind did have two fucking excellent expansions, uh, which were available on Xbox on the Game of the Year edition, which is that I played it. So, so many, many hours. And for his third pick, Final Fantasy IX. Surely that's on your list, Nick. Like, it's got to be, right? No, I never uh, played more than like an hour of it. 
I like it. Do we have any good vibes. any JRPGs in common, or did like our branching paths? Like I went down the Final Fantasy path, and you went down like the Xeno path, and we just like never shall they meet again. I mean, I only got on the Xeno path after playing Xenoblade Two, so it wasn't really a early path. I'm sorry, EJ. Could you could you explain one of these uh what one of one of these picks for me, please? <clears throat> Which one? Uh, how about perfect picks? How about fucking Skyrim? <laughs> I'm happy that it's on this list, but I'm I am gobsmacked that you're the one that put it on there after all the fucking shit you talk about that game on this pod on a regular fucking basis. It's it just to illustrate a point about how a 10 out of 10 game can still be an absolute broken pile of shit and like that you put on your top 100 games. <laughs> it's one of my top 10 games of all time. Yes. The, the Xbox 360 version. It was a broken fucking mess. The PS3 version, even worse. <laughs> so bad, it got delayed almost two years, and when it came out, it was even more broken than the uh, the 360 version. But yeah, one of the goaded games of all fucking time, still a broken pile of shit. And when I got my first gaming PC, it was explicitly to play Skyrim, and all of the community mods fixing the bug. It was like taking a warm bath after being out in the cold all night. I don't understand you. He loves Skyrim, but he recognizes its faults. And for that, I vocally and Um, repeatedly. It's had two reasonable applications in the last two podcasts where I brought it up because a comparing it to cyberpunk game can be goaded and people will review it poorly because they don't forgive the Skyrim, the Bethesda jank like they did 10, 12 years ago. That's my point. Still a fucking great game. And now the versions they have ten, now after 10 years of iteration, golden. Uh, I also put Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. However, I want to ask if you guys are cool with it. I kind of want to just take that off and put the Reignited Trilogy on just as like a whole cloth, its own thing. Like I know it's three games, but... Are we allowing compilations? This is an interesting inflection point. And what kinds of compilations? Because I have some compilations that most of the games on it only appear in said compilation. So my argument for this would be because the Reignited Trilogy came so much later, it is extremely faithful to the original games while fixing a lot of the serious issues. And it's also a game that you can like platinum one, two, and three in like less than 30 hours, which is like shorter than most AAA games. So it just feels to me like it's just kind of one experience. And I played them pretty much as one experience and had a blast with it 20 plus years later. If you guys are cool with it, I would remove Ripto's Rage. I'd accept Spyro 2 from the trilogy, but not the whole trilogy as one slot. Well, I'll just leave it as is then. Uh, My other game is Spider-Man 2018. I think Miles Morales is a better game in almost every way, uh, but it was just so short, and 2018 was just like, oh, I just hit it at the right time. And if you're going to represent like superhero games, like that's the game you do it with. Batman fans, beware. Okay. Let's see you. Went Skyrim, I'll go Elden Ring. Yep, yep. I expected this to be here, and I expect it will not get cut. I won't even argue for it, you know? I'll go a Just Me game, and then I'll do a Not Just Me game and put on Rogue Legacy. Nice, that's a good game. And then I'll invite the ire, and we'll have this conversation later, but I'm going to put Super Mario Odyssey on. Oh, no. No! The only good 3D Mario game. It stays. Don't even bother arguing. I mean, yeah, it's going to stay, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> a truly strange hill for Chris to be living on. But I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Chris, you have three games. 
Please I do have three games. Shower um, us with your with your love of these three games that are going on our top 100. Uh, Sonic 2, the most accessible. This is part of your Sega, your Sega rock block. <laughs> yes. Of games you forgot existed. It, yes. The, the most accessible of all the Sonics. I think like Sonic 1 is just janky and Sonic 3 is just kind of lost to time amidst the and knuckles shit. How do you feel about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 compared to Sonic Mania? Sonic Mania almost feels like it. it there's so much quality of life improvement. It's almost like hard to compare them. Like I, I, I think Mania is you know, like maybe warrants consideration for its own slot on here. I just wanted to ask because I, I don't have the historical context of playing Sonic when I was younger. I sort of like dip my toes in with like emulators infrequently. And then similar with Sonic Mania, I got it and like started it, but didn't really put much time into it. So I just hear people talk about it in such glowing praise so I, I just wanted to ask you sonic mania is awesome and i love i love how how smooth it is i love the fact that like you can't game over basically like you, you could just start at the top of the level you also didn't play sonic mania when you were a child which i think right exactly this, but this list looking at it is a lot of heavy lifting of playing these games as children and also there's actually quite a few representation of our 20s in here as well yeah definitely um but the, like the bonus rooms in in Sonic Mania, I think were like kind of annoying, and I I didn't love like they use the uh, uh, Sega their Sonic CD, Sonic R or whatever the not the not R but yeah the behind the back 3D yeah like running, running track thing, and it's just it's a shitty, it's terrible. Um, and I didn't yeah. love that. I like that they did the little Sonic and Knuckles, you know, like running around getting the orbs and coins and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, rings. Sorry. I've just like pissed off two fandoms. Anyway, I'm moving on. Okay. Sonic two. I'm going to go, uh, super Mario three. Nice. Which I think is oh, yeah. the unequivocally the best two dimensional Mario ever made. Well, okay. That's better than super Mario kooky. world. I think better. It's easily better than super Mario world. You could say that it's better, but to say it's unequivocally better is uh, a stretch because it is equivocally better. <laughs> They're equally as better. <laughs> whatever, whatever with your with your logic. I don't want to like some of these. I'm like, I'm not even going to like offer these at this point because I feel like it. Listen, this list is going to 200. Just it's just put out. Just get your games out. We want all of our games out on this list so we can have a healthy argument. Get it out there, Chris. All right. What do you love? It's going to hurt to cut trauma center from the Nintendo DS, which I think is still the one of the only games, one, one of one of the best utilizations of the touchscreen in that entire handheld's lifespan, which is really sad because it had a long lifespan. Yeah, man. I remember seeing uh, screenshots of Trauma Center back in the day. There was a Wii version too, wasn't there? There was a, yes, there was a, uh, like a re, basically a remake with additional content uh, called um, First Cut, Second Cut, something like that. Um, there was a, a this sort of like tangential sequel of another surgeon that had the healing touch called New Blood, and then they did Trauma Team in like 2010, where you had like six different people who all did like different specialized kinds of medical procedures. That game fucked. I won't put it on here, but it was good. Oh my god! Oh, all right, EJ. Chris likes something I put on this list or maybe really doesn't like something. I don't know if you want to put Warzone on here just so you can cut it later. (laughs) Call of Duty Warzone is at its core the best of the best of any modern warfare game just done properly and in the current year. And then you put on like a very competent battle royale onto it. Like if a Call of Duty game is going to make the list, 
it's got to be Warzone. I don't think either of you are going to vote for a, a Call of Duty game, but I'm just saying. So Warzone, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS2. Yes! Still a fucking blast <laughs> to play today. Better on the Xbox because you can do four player for the record. Yeah, everything's better on the Xbox, but we were all poor, Chris, <laughs> so we didn't have those. I didn't have a PS2. We were poor. <laughs> I got a PS2 Slim in, in, in 2007, okay? That's my life. Uh, and then NBA Street Volume 2. Fucking great game. Fucking great Fucking game. Great. Another game that holds up today. Had Dime in my starting three at all times, running the point. No sunny day, but you know, that's all right. All right, Nick. <laughs> Super Mario Land 2. Six golden coins. The six golden coins. One of the best 2D Mario platformers, I would say. It was on my list. You got a good list. You're a smart boy. Cave Story, the first indie. Ooh. And okay. That's going to be a hard oh, sell. Dude. Yeah. There are a lot know, of man. titles that do do the same thing. And I know that came first, but that's a hard sell. It's not about what came first and what is the best one. It's about my favorite, bro. That's true. But eventually we're going to kill each other. That's why I was saying that I wanted to go by. We make the list of 100 and then we stop and order them as opposed to going to 200 like EJ wants to because he wants to put all 90 of his games on there. I still think I have a lot of games in here. Like if I just went down the list and read through, I think like half of these are on your list too. So we'll, we'll see how it bears out. I don't know. They haven't been so far. <laughs> and Rocket League. Take it off my list. I, I can't I can't deny the appeal. I, I yeah, I mean it's not it's not it's it's not me, but I can't deny the appeal. The fabulous game. So much fun with that game back in the day. And and still to this day. It's 2023. All right, Chris. All right. Star Fox 64. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? One of the most replayable games of all time. I'd play that game today. Yep, it's a great game. Unfortunately, it's the only good Star Fox, but I mean, it's a great game. Can I make the argument that that should be the DS version? A uh, very faithful remake, but I never, nope. never played it. Nope, not for, not for me, because it's it's about like having it on the TV. It's about like doing runs with my brothers and like having it on the screen and felt so good on that controller. Yeah, too. and it, it's like one of the only games that felt like really good on an N64 controller, which is just the worst fucking controller ever made. It's the most uh, specific controller ever made, <laughs> but I wouldn't say it's how much is Nintendo paying you. That's what I'd like to know. Um, I, it's very comfortable. It's a very ergonomic controller. It still feels nice to hold. It feels nice to hold, but playing a game with it doesn't feel great. It's good for N64 games to the point where playing N64 games with a modern controller feels bad <laughs> because it was designed with a shitty control. You know what? We'll revisit this later. Um, Duck Hunt is my second game. All this shit's on my list. You guys are just doing all the work for me. I love it. That's great. I love it. Yeah, Duck Hunt on your list. That's hilarious. Yeah, of course. I love Duck Hunt. Oh, of course. <laughs> Listen, I didn't put Joust on my list, Nick, despite its importance in my life, but I did put Duck Hunt on because it's not one of my favorite games. It's very important to me, but it's not. I would not argue that it should be among a hundred of like the best games we've played. <laughs> That's crazy. Which is fair. I mean, if you're not going to argue it, then you're not going to you're not going to put it on there. That's fine. There are a lot of games that I didn't even consider for the list that like I have a personal attachment to, but it also had to be a good game. You know, Chris put Plock on here. You can make the case. Plock is a good game and you know it in, in, in the interest of being <laughs> relatively objective and like trying to be fair to you guys, too. I'm not going to try and make the case for a fucking bad game because then I have to listen to you guys make those cases 
And I don't want to put bad games on this list. Like, I'm not putting Battle Tanks Global Assault on here, guys. D- nope, that's fine. That's great. Go off, King. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Kirby Superstar, which is the anthology I was referring to earlier that most of those games you cannot play anywhere else. That's the Super Nintendo game? It's the Super Nintendo. It's got like five and one. Yeah. It's got like Great Cave Offensive, which is like still one of the best Kirby games. Meta Knight's Revenge fucking... Um, uh, Milky Way wishes, including like uh, like one of the best Kirby tracks ever, flying into Nova. When Gourmet Race is that? Gourmet Race is on there. Yep, like it's great. It's awesome. Dinoblade's Revenge. Dinoblade. Yeah, I was gonna say the weird bird. <laughs> I'm I'm glad someone put a standard Kirby game on here because I haven't played the new game yet. Even though I guess that's not a standard Kirby game. Didn't you play Robobot? I did, and I really like Robobot, but I never beat it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it should be on here, right? But like, I, I don't want to put. For, I, I was like weirdly hesitant to put Forgotten Land on here for some reason, even though I loved it. Recent, yeah, that's. I didn't want to like, yeah, recency bias. I didn't want to be like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff I just played. But Superstar, I mean, it's great. I want to put some respect on new games too. I'm trying to like diversify with my my picks. Yeah, I'm sitting on some. Let's see. Um, I have just like randomized bunches here. Let's go. Let's go a little weird. Dead cells. Nice. I have to put it on there. It, no objection. Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga on the 360. One of the great. It's the greatest collection of puzzle platformers that exist. It's the pinnacle of the Lego series, and we played this game for so many years. I know it's like six games. It's one game. It's one game. And NBA 2K12, arguably pinnacle of the 2K franchise. I think it's rated at a 90 on Metacritic. I think there was one game that rated maybe higher or maybe two games. 2K11 to 13 are kind of the years that they all, I think, hit 90s in those years. They had a good combination of the classic all-stars and those game modes for them. And they just nailed the gameplay. It's just it has never been as good as it was in 2K12. Nice. I can get behind that. All right. I'm putting Bloodborne on here. Oh, yeah. I'm putting Metroid Dread on here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was going to do it if you didn't didn't escape it. And I'll put Xenoblade 2 on here. Two. Wow. Okay. Two. I need to sit longer with Xenoblade 3 to see how I feel about it in the grand scheme of things. But Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and its expansion are my favorite uh, of the trilogy. Not because of the story, but just because of the gameplay and just the, the vibes. The music. Oh, my God. The music is fucking immaculate. I'm glad you put Dread on here. It's the best 2D Metroid. I was going to do it if you didn't. It is. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2. I have Last of Us on our list. I do not have Part 2 on the list. Uh, well, EJ, in your own words, from this fucking week when we recorded, The Last of Us Part 2 is a better game in everything except for like your opinions on the narrative and admittedly many other people's opinions on the narrative. If it's a better fucking game, it's a better fucking game. So that's that's my call right there. And it is better. It, it like in every way the, of the gameplay, gameplay is it is better. And then the narrative we can we can sit here and like have pissing matches about it all night long. But the fact of the matter is it plays better. So that's that's why I'm picking that over part one. Ugh, that's tough. I, it, no, and I it was tough for me to go like that one or that one. And I haven't played like the the PS5, like the remaster version, Last of Us Part One as it's subtitled yeah. now. But I'm I'm told by my buddy who just finished it, it's night and day. Yeah, I'd be curious to just get your thoughts on on the the remake. But 
It's like God of War 2018 like is somewhere on my list that will eventually end up here. And I'm like Ragnarok was like gameplay leaps and bounds better, but again the narrative which is part of the package when looking at these lists, I would not put Ragnarok above 2018 even though <laughs> you know there it goes. <laughs> That's my second pick is is Ragnarok for for literally the same reasons that I, I don't agree with you about the narrative. And we're going to do that pod this week with Drew, which I'm very excited about. Um, but Ragnarok is everything God of War is plus ultra. And I'm going to put something on here that I am sure I'm going to get fucking roasted for. But I'm doing it anyway, because at the time in which I came into this game, it had been improved so much that. I was like, Destiny? I don't understand why people were so upset about cyberpunk. You're both wrong. Ah, and I was joking. No man's sky. That game. I played that game for probably like 120 hours in like a six week period. I mean, I devoured it and I remember getting done with like a play session and I turned to, I turned to my, my ex and was like, I haven't had this much fun with a game in years i don't even remember what and she looked at me and said you shot rocks with a laser for six <laughs> hours i was That's like good rock feel i was though. like you're not wrong but also you're so fucking wrong at the same time um i, I i'm tempted like every day to just like well let's just see what it looks like now because i finished it i got to the center of the fucking galaxy and not many can say they stuck it through to that point probably a good reason for that all right gta 5 fire emblem Interesting. Three houses. DBZ. Dude, listen, Legendary Super Warriors, it's one of one of the best RPGs on the Game Boy Color, like bar none. And I know that's also a general sentiment when people are ranking Game Boy Color games. I didn't know that was the case until very recently that it's so well regarded because um, so many Dragon Ball games aren't. It's a card-based, turn-based RPG uh, with like action elements in combat it's hard to it's hard to fucking just explain but it's a top two game boy color game for me it's a top 10 game boy color game when you remove like shitty ports and like tie-in games and like you know there there are a lot of good games on the game boy color for what the game boy color is this is legitimately fucking one of them and yeah G gta 5 it's just like a gta game has to make this list and gta 5 is the best gta game i've played all the mainline ones it's just a no-brainer you know I can respect it. I can get behind that. Yeah. Three Houses is like a tough sell because it's not my favorite Fire Emblem game. Like, and all the Fire Emblem games are just so fucking good. It's probably the best plot for a Fire Emblem game. It is the best plot. For that counts. And it has, to me, the most memorable characters. The way it gave the player like way more agency over like crafting yeah. their team. It wasn't just like, here's 40 characters, choose 10. Like, you really had to get to know your characters. You got to be so involved with their builds. And then there's a time skip where your party doesn't change after that. And those are your boys till the end. I just wish that it was a more, a better balanced game on the normal difficulty. It was, it was dreadfully easy. That was my like main complaint and that, Oh, we got a bad too easy. And the, the variety of maps was kind of weak as far as the actual tactics of it. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm finding right now with engage what am I in like chapter 10 of like 25 chapters? I'm finding that I don't like any characters. Yeah, that's been a that's been a pretty general consensus is that the characters in Engage are very one note. It's what you see is what you get kind of trope. Engage is a very faithful Fire Emblem game. And I think if it had come out before Three Houses, it would have probably reviewed much higher because the, the gameplay is immaculate. Three Houses was a lot of people's first Fire Emblem. And, and I understand why. 
it, it appealed to a much broader audience, but but engages combat and and gameplay is just so concise. Anyway, Fire Emblem tangent. All right, I am putting on Risk of Rain. <laughs> yeah, I got to get more of my heart picks on here. It's a fabulous. It's probably my favorite. Um, roguelite that and like Rogue Legacy are like up there. Both really well playing games, and the loop is just addictive as hell. Very rarely do I get grabbed by a, a roguelike, but those two are bar none the best. We go Ease Eight, Lacrimosa of Dana, action RPG. It's just so good, and I still like think about that game a lot. Not from a like moment to moment gameplay, but just the music and the environments, and just the vibes, the people that you're interacting with. It's another thing similar to what EJ, what you're talking about with uh, Engage, where you don't really have like these incredibly thought out deep characters but it's just a joy to hang out with them and see them and you just have this oh here's the grumpy artist you know here's the pirate captain that you've got to save from someone who's trying to poison him you know it's just very schlocky well not schlocky but like campy campy serial well, like serialized um old it's got a very old vibe it seems like a jrpg inspired by uh serial stories from like the 1920s i love it <laughs> get roasted so hard if we didn't have this this was super metroid on there i would have been good without it i i know that objectively because of its like place especially in like the replay and speed writing community it's really beloved but like i have no desire to go back to super metroid it's probably the best designed metroid game but it's not the best feeling metroid game like it's easily outclassed by dread and other 2d games as far as the speed but I like Metroid to not be a speedy action game. I like it more as a slow plotting kind of exploration game. Yeah, I like me a Metroid that can do both. But I said, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Like, ob- objectively speaking, purely objectively speaking, like, I get it. I absolutely, absolutely get it. And it has the best music of the franchise. It does. And it's been like done and redone like time and time again for a reason. It's got fantastic yes. music. You know, Metroid metal, right? Of course. Of course. Like I, geez, like they that whole like super Metroid album, just like my whole undergraduate soundtrack on repeat. So we're getting into the, the tail end of our 100. It feels like now that we're, we've broke past 80, we each have 20 six, games left to add. Yeah. We each have six games left. Dude, this is tough. Essentially, yeah. Like I'm, because I've been going totally rando, like I'm going to get to the end and read the last like 15 games of my list. And you guys are going to be like, what the fuck? Like (laughs) you put Pokemon snap on here. Like I've got Pokemon snap on here. I don't know if it's going to make it, but it's on there. You got to have your heart picks and then let your heart choose amongst the heart picks. What you actually love, you know? Yeah. There's some stuff I've like mentally already filtered out that I'm like, you know, I'd love to see this on or here. Or someone says something similar and you're like, you know, I can I can let go of Pikmin 3 because Chris likes Pikmin and I like Pikmin, so I'm not going to have to make that case, right? right? Yeah. Uh first pick for me here is uh Animal Crossing New Horizons. I went back and forth nice. on whether to do the original or this just because I have like right. so many summers that were just like literally Animal Crossing all day long. Uh, but New Horizons, partially because it hit right before a global pandemic, partially because it's like one of the first games I played with my wife, partially because it did Animal Crossing better than any other Animal Crossing had done ever. Not that there's not still room for improvement. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic game. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, now that we're we're button up on the end, it's like almost like harder to pick because you know you're coming to like you got to actually make these last ones count. But we've already put out so many like the first ten games were just easy peasy. We all love these Mario RPG, yeah, that Super was on my Mario list. RPG, which I, I think is a sleeper candidate for like top RPGs ever, especially for people who are like new to the genre. It's like really, uh-huh. really newbie friendly. Really? I mean, adding the active element of being able to block and like do crit damages by hitting a button. Like Paper Mario stole that. Exactly. And they did that because that is what the Mario RPG franchise is all about. Every single iteration has that sort of interactive element. And that mm-hmm. really goes a long way in making turn-based c- combat feel more um, engaging. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game. What? Two Brotherhood Revelations. I know it's one of those three. I have, it's no, only two is the only one of those three that you just said that is on here. Really? You're not going to do like Unity or something? Oh, no. Although I played that game after Jank and I had like a fine experience. It's a shitty game for a lot of reasons, but it wasn't broken when I played it. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue. And I'm doing this specifically because of. Despite EJ? Well, not to spite him, but just because of like the conversation here about like, oh, Edward Kenway is such an interesting protagonist because he's an outside looking in kind of guy that is Assassin's Creed Rogue, except he's not a shitty assassin and you actually do assassin things. And you also have all of the boat combat that Assassin's Creed four has. This was their like apology letter to PlayStation three owners, basically because unity was a PS4 only game and it's a better game. And it's, it is as good as Assassin's Creed four. Um, like I said, it's got all the ship to ship combat, the same, like optional, like legendary ship battles in the corners of the map. You can explore like the river Delta of the Potomac river, like in inland new England. And it's also got a really, really interesting story of like the rise of the Templar order and how it interfered with all the characters we meet in Assassin's Creed three, but also the protagonist was Assassin's Creed Spor- uh, four spoilers for Assassin's Creed rogue. I guess it's like 10 years old. You know, at he this plays point. his dad or something. You kill Arlo. you assassinate Arlo's dad at the end of Assassin's Creed rogue. So you are the tragic origin story for the hero of Assassin's Creed unity. And it's a great little just stinger of like how this, this dude, this, uh, this assassin breaking bad, basically, impacts like not only all of the Americas in the course of the games that we're about to play, including like Hatham Kenway. We spend time with him in this game, which sets up Assassin's Creed four and Assassin's Creed three. It's a great game. I played this game. I beat this game. Um, I definitely wouldn't argue it's better than AC four. I guess if, if you're having the conversation of, is it a better Assassin's Creed game? Like sure. But I don't think Assassin's Creed, it's not that interesting of a concept. It was pretty played out after the second game. The fact that we got how many more fucking games ripping us out of like these immersive worlds to like make us on rails. Um, yeah, if it's more interesting to you, I like, I, you know, I, I understand. Well, it. it's story, it's gameplay. And like you said, like Edward Kenway is 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 not an assassin. Like literally every single one of the stealth missions in that game ends with I can hear you there, Edward. And like, great. What the fuck was the point of me sneaking around this building other than you guys have stealth mechanics. You've already built an engine that you want to reuse. So like it's everything. It's like to me, it is the quintessential Assassin's Creed experience. And I wanted that represented, not just like hip hip hooray fucking pirate game, which I loved, but does not represent the Assassin's Creed experience to me. I would say if, if we're just having a strictly conversation about AC games, like 
I know like Rogue is like better than two, but two is probably the game that should be on here. Two is great. I was going between I was going between Rogue, Two, and Syndicate, and I fucking love Syndicate. That's the last. I think that's the last one I played. I own Origins and Odyssey. Never fucking touched them. This is this is tough because we're at eighty five here, and I just have so many games. Like I want to give their due diligence. <laughs> this is such a wacky trio. Oh, I pasted the wrong one. Um, this should be Smash Bros. Brawl. Brawl, okay. What? Listen, I know that this is going to be replaced by Ultimate, and like rightfully so, but I just want to acknowledge how much fun Subspace Emissary was, playing it with you, Nick, playing it with my brother, playing it with Max, and I know it's the black sheep of Smash Bros. games, and that includes the 3DS version, but like Project M... But like, that's not what like just, Brawl is. I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying put all Project of the... Project M on here if you want to put Project M on here. No, um, I mean, it, yeah, Project M, it, was just, it just took all of the good things about Brawl and was like, what if it was fun, like Melee? But Subspace Emissary was so fun, and we've never gotten anything like that. So I'm going to put Brawl on here, acknowledging that it'll get replaced by Ultimate, which is totally fucking fine, because Ultimate really is Ultimate. It is. Also, shout out to the first uh, Smash Bros. with Created Stages. I mean, it was jank and weird and bad, but it was also just so much fun. Do you remember Evan Kratz's uh, oh yep. stage? The box of death or whatever. Yeah, where it's just like exploding <laughs> so barrels, like flying down into a little box with only like drop bricks on top. So you'd get to like 600, 700% damage and like there'd be no hole to fly out of. So you'd just like bounce around infinitely. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, honestly, having created stages made Brawl as fun as like a Halo game as far as just playing with physics and just having that sort of owned content like yeah we're playing our home like this is our our pet little project stage that we all fight on it's just, it just stupid and fun uh my other two games are we sports yeah it's one of those games that like putting it on this late over other games on my list that have yet to make it like the witcher 3 pokemon red and blue like Splatoon, like games that I think are better than Wii Sports, but Wii Sports is just so representative of such a large gap of not only like my gaming history, but gaming history. Like the Wii is one of the best selling consoles of all time. And it has only four playable games, you know, and Wii Sports is somehow one of them. So much fun. Fun for the whole family. It's not a bit. Bowling with 100, ball, uh, 100 pins or whatever. Right. Strike! And then Age of Empires 2. And I want to say I have three strategy games for the PC on this list. Rise of Nations, Age of Empires 2, and Civ 3. And it could be any Civ after Civ 3, and I wouldn't argue. Oh, yeah. I just went Age of Empires because it's a game that still holds up and that I still literally like play with tons of my friends to this day. Like, Did the remaster come out yet, or is that... They had an HD, quote-unquote, remaster for years now, and, and there's different options with how the AI works depending on which version of the game you want to... The CD version, the original version, the HD version, the Steam version, and it's just... It's so customizable, and it is... I mean, there's still a huge speedrunning community for this. You can log on any time of day and find like public matches and just hop in with strangers. Like that's tight. I love that. So I'm gonna put SSX Tricky on here because I haven't gotten to it yet. Ocarina of Time. God damn it. Uh, yeah, this will be a fun conversation. A seminal moment in video games for me. High watermark for that generation. Do this one for EJ. Castle Crashers. Wow. One of the greatest couch co-op games of all time. The best. And what I really feel like needs representation needs to be spoken about. 
needs to be given the shine that it fucking deserves. All these games deserve it. We'll go Fez. It's a great game. Great puzzle platformer. Phil Fish uh, may have gotten booed off the internet, but he made a hell of a game. I, I know I know the name. I don't know the game. You would like it. It's really fun. I have my three. I actually went and like collated all of them. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Interesting. Uh, I think that it is like the definitive version of, admittedly, a part of. That's why it makes it interesting. A yeah. JRPG that like literally revolutionized the genre in terms of like, oh, you can build worlds like that. Oh, you can tell stories like that. Oh, you can fucking kill like the most arguably the most beloved character in the game, like half of the way through the game and get away with that. That's amazing. Um, and it's a, it was my game of the year in 2020 over the last of us part two, which I already put on this list. And so as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm like, this has to be here. And also the fact that like spoilers for final fantasy seven remake, it's not called Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake, as in the verb to remake something, that it's a game about remaking Final Fantasy VII, not a game that is remaking Final Fantasy VII. Like, the final boss is literally like audience expectations, basically. It's that fucking is crazy. <laughs> hilariously stupid Japanese, like, delineation. No, 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 no. Colin! remake it's not ridiculous and it, it i didn't the significance of it wasn't even apparent until the game was out and certainly until like the next one was called rebirth that we're like okay this is like a thing we're doing but also like it was apparent to me at the end where you're literally like fighting echoes of cloud and tifa and barrett that it's like you anyway i, I don't want to spend any more any more time on like deep diving this game but like i thought it was fucking brilliant i thought the way that they approached the deviations is brilliant i'm thrilled to see what happens with rebirth uh next is punch out the fucking og sports game that i thought needed to be on here uh still a blast to play still challenging to play um i never did beat tyson i got there a couple times but i never did beat tyson fake fan <laughs> fake fan fake fucking fan um and then the third is a heart pick and this might get cut and that's fine. And it's a uh, Digimon world three. I think that there's been like a billion of these games and I didn't play cyber sleuth and I hear it does like a lot of similar things and does it better. I wouldn't know, but just in terms of like a really crunchy, good JRPG in which you can make these, these party characters into like pretty much any of your like favorite Digimon that you like by, by raising stats to certain levels and digivolving them in certain directions. Um, it's a blast. It's like deeply immersive. It's got a great system. The, the, the combat is great. You can do DNA digivolutions in battle to like temporarily like buff your dudes and, and add things. It's a great PS one game that I would love to see remade uh because the loading times on ps1 at this point are so fucking bad that it's just like not even where it's not even worth playing that you go like random encounter yeah. black screen five to six seconds of music playing before the picture comes back and then another three to four seconds yeah. of, of that until you actually get your 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 combat menu but and that's my last three holy shit i don't have as many like, oh my God, how did we forget that game as I thought I would now that we we're kind of getting to the end? Let's do another two rounds after 99. Let's go to 118, which is another six games a person on top of this round, which both gives us a reasonable cap for pairing games down and also gives us time to 
discuss cutting some games and getting into what gets filtered. Well, I apparently have to be much more discerning with how I do this. You should have been discerning from the get-go, but you chose not to be. Well, if I had, A, realized exactly how this was going to go, I would have said we should just record tomorrow, and I would have ranked a top 100, and not really felt bad. If you think that Chris and I are going to be more salty about ordering them than you are about just putting games on the list, then I don't know where you got that thought from. Considering that Chris was the one who said that... uh, he wanted it to be a bloodbath because he wants the top 30 to be all of his games. I don't know. <laughs> How dare you say what I said to me? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes me speak my own speech. Nobody. Just because Red and Blue aren't on here, I'm not going to pick the original or even the remake. I'm going to do the remake of the remake. It's a very interesting pick, and I respect that for its interestingness. I love the Let's Go games, man. It's I on my list. them. I grinded them for shinies. It was a fun reimagination of two beloved games and like changed the Pokemon formula enough to like justify existing outside of just being a another remake. Dude, they are eminently playable. This is also probably going to be controversial. Wow. A Dragon Ball Z fighting game has to be on here. And I'm like, I could go Infinite World. I could go any of the Budokai games. Xenoverse was actually was actually good. This will probably get cut, but you know what? Budokai it's 2, It's a heart man. pick. That was the peak. It never got better than that. You know what's funny is Budokai 2 is regarded as the worst of the Budokai games. I also liked that game a lot as a kid. I think the Budokai HD release on Xbox 360 is great. Infinite World was good. People didn't like it because it was too hard and people suck at games. But Did you play much of uh, Fighters? Yeah, I, I put a decent amount of time into Fighters. Presentation, it's like, cannot be beaten. If I was into fighting games, I'm sure that would be the best. Yeah, it's just, it's like... Fighting games are so hard to get into. They're so deep. And as a single player experience, like it's not that fun. As most fighting games, I don't think are. Yeah. What did you just add? Destiny. And I'm just wrapping Destiny 1 and 2 into each other because they're the same thing. They've just iterated for eight years now. But Destiny, the experience. I accept that because Destiny 2 was basically just an expansion of Destiny 1 that they put the number two in front of. Like, yeah. yeah, they had to Activision it. Trying to sell more copies. They got bought, and now they're not doing numbered anything anymore. Well, before they got bought, they went like totally solo, and then they got bought like a few years later. I right, think that right. divorce from Activision is like an important step in that sort of that uh, calculus. They kind of earned the community's trust after leaving Activision with some like minor stumbles, but having the cross progression really helped them a lot. I think. All right. I'll do my next three. Let's see if it pastes normal. Yeah, there we go. I'm adding Mother 3, Metroid Fusion, and Near Automata. I think Mother 3 is a better game than Earthbound. I think it's better paced. It's got a more engaging battle system. It's got a more likable cast, a more interesting story. It's payoff for Earthbound as being a sequel to it. It's like everything you could you could possibly want. You know, I think I agree with you. I never beat Mother 3. I did beat her. You got really far. I remember remember you playing a lot of it, though. I did, yeah. RPGs like that, turn-based RPGs are just such a time and place thing for me. Like, Mm -hmm. some people, that's all they fucking play. I'm like, one a year. I think it helps, too, that it's on uh, Portable as well. And then Fusion, I mean, obviously, Chris and I both love this game. I think we tried to get EJ to play it. I don't know if you actually... I did try. It was the first game I loaded onto my... uh, Analog? My Analog, yeah. 
Yeah, I tried. And I'm assuming you you didn't get very you didn't get very far. That's okay. I mean, these uh, Metroidvania games aren't really your jam, which is still kind of strange to me because it's like the most video game video game genre. It's like a, it's what games made by gamers end up being is like Metroidvania tendencies. But anyway, Fusion is a little more linear than a lot of the games before, it, especially uh, Super Metroid. But it sacrifices the exploration a little bit in service of a tense sort of storyline that is a lot more front facing. It's a lot more um, explicit, which, you know, people will have different opinions on whether or not they prefer an explicit story versus an implicit story. But um, for me as a kid, it was a very uh, formative sort of experience in the Metroid franchise. I think it was my first Metroid game. I think I played it before I played um, prime and my first prime was prime Two because I'm a weirdo and you sort of, you get the games that you get, right? Yes. But- <laughs> you know what I, what I bought this week? What's up? I bought a complete in box Nintendo DS, the original trapezoid, the Metroid Prime Hunters demo edition with Samus on the front and the demo card in it. Dude, I had that box for years. I care because I bought my I pre-ordered my launch copy of the original DS and I still have the original the original system, but I carried that box around for fucking ever. It kills me that you got rid of your boxes, man. I didn't know if I'd have known that you were into them, I would have just been like, if you drive up before I move to Louisiana, you can have whatever you can put your mitts on. And you probably would have made a couple hundred bucks on those boxes. No, I wouldn't have sold them. I dude, like now, like the things I collect as a, as I always say, reformed collector is a things I have connection to, but like, I want like my, my end game when, you know, we're all rich and, uh, live in the life on a private Island somewhere is to have like a game den that is like part sort of retro like game store. Like I want complete in yeah. box things. I want the ephemera. I want the experience of like, what was it like to exist in this time? You want your room to look like the wall of a target in 1999, <laughs> like the shelf of a target. See the inside of my closet now. And it just is like vintage Lego sets, like complete in box toys from like, yeah, with KB toy stickers on them. I don't do complete in box. I want it out. I want to touch it. I want to use it. I, I, I respect the hustle. I don't do anything sealed. Like, I, yeah, I, except for toys. But like, yeah, games. But it's like, I want to be able to open that box and relish in the nostalgia of that time that I went to Target at eight years old and I bought myself a copy of Pokemon Crystal and open it in the van. I love you waxing nostalgic and talking about your dream game den. We need to finish this list. So I also added near Automata which is a fantastic action RPG, one of the best soundtracks of all time. Uh, if you haven't played it, you should play it. And Chris, I'll pass it along to you. I'm going to put Bioshock on the board. I think that uh, it was one of the, it was a very interesting blend of genres when it landed of this like shooter, horror, diesel punk, undersea nightmare with like one of the better, I dare I say like best plot twists in gaming, even to this day. It's a legendary twist. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, it's part of the the canon of games. Yeah. It will hopefully make for good TV when Netflix is done with it. Although I doubt it given their track record. Um, I've got Luigi's mansion on here. I think that, you know, the green man is, is very close to my heart. He wasn't close enough to make like the top 100, uh, 
cut, but as a lanky son of a bitch, I respect the hustle. And it was just a really interesting like side adventure for him that like spawned its own franchise of, you know, and gave a lot of character to somebody who was just sort of like green Mario, like literally until this game. Um, and it sort of def- defined his character for like basically the rest of the Mario brothers extended universe. He's the only Mario character with a defined character. <laughs> yeah. Right. Honestly, even like more than Mario, which is why I like him better. Um, and the, and the other one is mass effect three. And I think that this is, uh, you know, people who played it when it came out are going to rage about it. But a lot of people who, who played it when it came out were kind of big babies about a lot of things and like took their complaints too far. Um, as gamers are wont to do. Uh, but I still think that it is like the, the culmination of uh, the way like choice based gaming, it's been a thing forever. It's like a buzzword now. Right. And telltale takes it like to the extreme, but like the mass effect trilogy, this like tentpole American RPG from Bioware that your actions in the first two games had like dire and immediate consequences in the third one, like still is something I haven't seen replicated in, a trilogy of, of gaming um, and stuff that like I get to the third game and go like, I am so glad that I did like that. I saved Rex in the first game instead of letting him get domed because that was like a beautiful payoff in the third game to see. And then the fact that I like stopped, stopped the genophage from happening and like did get to see like Rex just be like, I, I get to have kids. Like this is literally like the greatest day in my life. Like that's fucking amazing. And it's three games worth of payoff. So that's me. What did I say at the beginning of the pod? Professor? Professor Contrarian. Yeah, PC. I almost did two. I almost did two, but I think that two two, two sets up three so well that, I don't know, I, I can't not pick the payoff for me. Two's the easy pick, too. There's probably a good reason for why that's the easy pick, right? Uh, Yeah, but again, like we're like meeting all these characters for the first time, and like I like some of them, and I don't care about a lot of them, and then in three... They they pay off a lot of the people that I that I gave a shit about, and some of the ones that I was kind of like, oh, you're cool, but you're never going to show up again. They never showed up again. I think it's also just trilogies in general. The second one's always the best one. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest would like a word. You know, to be fair, that entire trilogy is pretty good. I like all those movies. Yeah, they're all good movies. <laughs> they're fun. Okay, I've been sitting here trying to narrow my list further down. I've eliminated 15 games, and I'm just trying to get six more. I feel good about. And when we get into actually ordering the list, I have a couple of my previous picks that I will volunteer as tribute. So, so now I'm just trying to get a good, a good combination of heart picks and just like, come on, this has to be on the list. Sure. Sure. I would be remiss not to add one of these two games, given my, all the shit talking horizon zero dawn. I always joke that Zelda wasn't even the best open world game to come out that month. And Horizon came out that uh, like a month later. I respect what that game does, despite my beef with it. But Horizon just like hit this fucking niche for me of like cyberpunk weirdness and fucking dinosaurs, and just like being a really casual open world like collectathon that always had you doing something new. It was a well paced game. Chris, did you play that? Nope, not a bit. I own it. I own the Game of the Year edition, but it's sitting in my backlog next to Spider-Man. I still have Leaf's copy in my entertainment center. <laughs> That's funny. Here, here's a heart pick for you, Nick. I don't know if you have the same attachment to one of these games. Pokemon Pinball nice. Advance. Come on. 
Pinball has to be represented on this list somewhere. And if you got to do it, a handheld's the way it's to good go. Game. Um, it's crazy to me that like none of the Pokemon Advance games are going to make this list. None of the Pokemon DS games. That makes more sense to me. I guess it's not that crazy when you're like just evaluating Pokemon like objectively and just our not even objectively, just like our love for the franchise definitely peaked and it all peaked for us in a very similar location. I loved Ruby and Sapphire, but I was still like I, I, I can identify that they didn't do anything any better than like gold, silver and crystal did other than like looking better. And like some of the systems that they introduced are still being used, but they definitely cleaned up a lot of jank from the first two generations. Like gen three was really the turn they did that for like four to five generations, especially in the, the way combat and like stats work, like making it. So well, I think third gen, they actually separated uh, types like uh, elements into special or physical, yeah, right. which was bad because every water attack was special, which made Gyarados bad. But then in Gen Four, they made it so each attack had either a special or a physical quality. I mean, they they would do minor iterations. They've been doing minor iterations for the past twenty five years. The last game that I'm putting down is Splatoon Two, and I think Splatoon Two is probably the right pick. I think Splatoon Three is better in a lot of ways, but just for because Chris hasn't played this game, I don't think at all, this franchise at all. But for you and I, EJ, I think Splatoon 2 was the pinnacle for just our shared experience with it. And for a multiplayer, primarily multiplayer shooter, that is the the memory. It's it's like when you spent the most time, the most fun you had with it, the crazy Discord shouting matches that you get into. You know, it's that's what an online multiplayer game is all about is the memories. Yeah, and Splatoon it's- 2 is the one that we had the most of. It's funny, like Splatoon three. It's like for everything it improved, it like regressed equally in other areas. They're the same, just a little bit different, you know. If anything, Splatoon three just makes Splatoon two a little bit less easily remembered. Dude, it feels crazy that Stardew Valley is on this list, considering it's probably the most beloved farm sim of all time. You should put that on there. I don't think I played it enough to put it on there. It's really good. It's just like. The people who really love that game really fucking love that game. For sure. We can't put every game on here. <laughs> we can only put the games on here that we feel qualified having played or whatever arbitrary amount. Like I, I, I don't think you would have to have beaten a game to put it on here, but I definitely have not played enough of Stardew Valley to nominate it for any sort of recognition. I'm not going to be the one making that fight. I've got other fights to fight, such as these three right here. I'm putting on Super Mario Maker 2. Yes! Oh, I'm so glad somebody did. I was so hesitant, but it's been here looking at me the whole time. Dude, it's such a great game. So the good. only downside of it versus the first one is the first one actually had specific physics based on the game type that you're playing. So if you're playing a Mario 1 game, you played like a Mario 1, like with the physics and everything. So it's a bummer that they they smoothed that out and made it all the same physics, but it's just such a great game. And I put countless hours into it and it was so much fun for like the very short amount of time that i was actually trying to make levels and trying to make levels for ej and trying to do like a little speed run back and forths it's a great game for that i wish that they serviced that aspect of it better i wish it was more streamlined and if they ever do a super mario maker 3 i hope they make it infinitely easier to have those score chase battles because that was so much fun um i also put on steam world dig 2 it is a top five Metroidvania. Chris, if you haven't played it, you need to play it. It's it's fantastic. It has the thing 
that I love about Mario Odyssey where you have these rooms that you go into that is a bespoke challenge, whether it be puzzle or combat or anything like that. And you get a reward. But then there's also a, a there's always, always another secret hidden like extra challenge to that challenge, like a little, you know, part B to it that gives you another reward. And I love that like design concept. It just is so rewarding. I love getting the thing, but I also especially like getting the other thing. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. I have not played it. You should. It's a little bit jarring with the way the visuals kind of hit you because it has that, it kind of smacks of that cheap paper doll flash animation kind of style. But once you get past that and like see it for how it's actually presenting itself, it is a really beautiful game and has really wonderful uh, designs of the areas that you go to great lighting. It's uh, looking back on it. I really liked the way it looked looking into it, like looking at it from the outside. I didn't like the way it looked, but from the other side, I, I like it right on. And then I also put on monster hunter world. I was uh, between this and rise. The monster hunter franchise is a franchise of weirdos and it is incredible. It's like a mile wide and a mile deep and it is impenetrable in a lot of ways but it's also the kind of game that every game that copies it like just aspects of it ends up being a better game for it i think a lot of what makes destiny great was pioneered by games like monster hunter and fantasy star online and it's just a a wonderful game full of mechanics and i love mechanics i love feeling like i'm doing something different and all the weapons in monster hunter world are basically like fighting game characters you learn different combos you approach situations in different ways and it's just so rewarding to master it's a great playing games where it's about mastery and it's not just about leveling up like there is leveling up there's things to chase but it's not like having the end game gear is really that much different from having beginner gear it's more about you getting better at the task at hand and monster hunter world was just a great triple a monster hunter and it brought Sony, it's the it's the best selling Capcom game of all time, which is maddening. A, a game maker who's been around since the '80s with such hits as Mega Man and Resident Evil, and Monster Hunter World is their best selling game. It's just crazy, but it's because it's multiplayer and it's addictive as hell. One of those games like primarily big in Japan. Japanese don't fuck around. It started on PS2 and then it was really big on PSP for a long time, and then it made the jump over to 3DS which was sort of like the nail in the coffin for the Vita that Sony didn't get monster hunter. Like they didn't really have that sort of communal um, aspect to it. And Japanese, yeah, they are really big on uh, mobile games and handheld games in particular. So having monster hunter was like a big get for the three DS and it even came to the Wii, like a weird uh, port monster hunter. Try games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I remember playing back in the Wii U days, when there was literally nothing but, I mean, it was just the dregs of the gaming industry. And it was like, I guess I'll buy Monster Hunter 3 Try Ultimate Edition. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to buy. It was a port of a Wii game that was ported to the PSP that was then ported again to the Wii U. And so it was like yeah. a fucking fucked up version of the game. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And you read box world for the PS4 for like a weekend and you yeah. tried playing with me and didn't have a, a great time into it. I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's not for everyone, but it is just so satisfying. And every time there's a new one, I know I'm going to be jumping in. Like I had such a good time with rise, even though I didn't have the same experience because with world, I was getting in on it with like a few other people and it was this great sort of 
experience of playing it at the same time and like doing little hunts with each other and like let's go beat up a kezu you know let's go fuck up this paolomo like this is like these monsters that become iconic to me and i love iconic enemy designs and i think monster hunter has some great enemy designs there the equivalent of just bosses in any other game it's great i love it it's one of those games that you compare it to destiny but it's it's similar to destiny in that like unless you are just kind of a crazy person and get like super hyper fixated on things and get really into up to shit or you have a group who onboards you it's just really hard to get into and i remember when i played that game and I was just like, dude, there's so much, and I don't know like, what's the what's the actual loop here because what they're telling me to do is not the fucking loop. How do I go have fun with my friends? And you were just like, fucking look it up. I don't know. And I was like, I don't have the patience for this shit. If I'm not getting on board, and I'm not playing, and that's how it was with Destiny. Like, if- I tried getting you on the way I got on, but that was probably not the right way because I just played the single player aspect of it, and they just sort of tell you to do, you know, it's doing missions. I mean, by the time you're done with all the missions in the single player. You sort of have, you, you you get what you're doing and then you can go on and do like the extra ranks and master rank and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it is totally obtuse. It's it's hard, I imagine, to make a uh, single player campaign out of a game that is primarily driven by just fighting these things over and over to break off their individual parts in specific ways and like fulfilling these you know, random requirements like, Oh, I'm doing this hunt because I have to capture this monster and kill three of these monsters. And you know, it is very, uh, gathering based. So it's impenetrable in a lot of ways, but I still had a great time once I got in there, once I penetrated it, it's like shooting rocks with lasers. You just don't get it unless you fucking get it. You know, totally. Like as soon as you started talking about like, Oh, it's really obtuse. And there's like a fuckload of systems and, you have to like Chris you would love it (laughs) no I would not I would fucking hate this game and what I was gonna say is like this is exactly where our JRPG paths diverge is that I like JRPGs that I can break by getting into areas I'm not supposed to be and power leveling and getting gear I'm not supposed to have and banging my head against the wall that I shouldn't have to bang it against and then just destroying everything because I because I did that. Like I don't want to I don't want to have to get good at a bunch of like obtuse. The fact that you're like celebrating its obtusity, like no, that's not for me. That's not for me at all. Like I I do not think I would have a good time with that, especially with the online component that I'm gonna have to spend a bunch of time like learning how to work with people who are already kind of already know what they're doing like that just sounds like my own private hell and why i don't play online games yeah it's it's tough to get into those sort of things and if you have a play group who's willing to onboard you properly it can be a glorious thing but i had the same experience with um what's that final fantasy game you guys are playing online 14 yeah i dude i was like this is not only obtuse this is janky as hell i can't believe it's as popular as it is and all my friends would just be like, get in, make a character. And then it would, they would just do their thing. And I'm like, I'm right here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you got a power grind past MSQ and then you can start, you know, getting to the good stuff. Listen, if it's not fucking repels, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Bad Korean. Wow. <laughs> repels is not on this list, but it could not be. Yet. <laughs> but it could be. You have three more Chris, picks. Give me three more. You're, you're hard earned six extra picks, EJ. Um, I've got mine locked, loaded, and ready to fire. Um, Pokemon Snap, oh, dude, <laughs> which is the greatest Pokemon spinoff of all time. It's brilliantly inventive. Even still, I I played this through with Tiffany like 
a year and a half ago, like start to finish full decks and loved every second of it. Two hours of fun, man. It's, it is, exactly. it is a, <laughs> it is a bite-sized little get in, get out the way that you can interact with the world and discover new Iconic shit. moments. Oh yeah. Like, like getting just, that Charizard. Yeah. Luring Electabuzz over to shock the egg and just like, you could do that. Like it just, it just takes me right back. I'm all like, you, you can't get the legendary birds. You can, you have to get Electabuzz to electrocute the egg. I'm like, this sounds a lot like there are car keys on a Goldine's neck and it'll let me move the truck to get to Mew. Except it was real, except it was real. It's like everything we wanted from red and blue in the like secret world, but it was real. Um, it's a great game. Um, Knights of the Old Republic 2. I went like round and round about this and I, I am picking this like the current iteration with the restored content that is available i think it's the the most interesting star wars story ever told i think that it is one of the only pieces of star wars media to actually challenge a lot successfully challenge a lot of the ideas that the series takes for granted and yes i'm including the last jedi in that you smug son of a bitch i like the qualifier successfully (laughs) because i well because i do think that Ryan Johnson did a lot really well. And I think there was a lot of stuff that I, I felt the weight of Disney sitting on him trying to like put a bunch of shit in that he probably didn't want in. And the whole thing was badly planned. Like you, you can't do a trilogy with somebody just taking the reins at the end of every installment and running. Not with just it. three directors, three directors who wrote their own movies without talking to each other <laughs> precisely. And then canning Colin Trevorrow, which I still don't understand. And going back to Jay James anyway, um, and it's it's just a fucking brilliant, just a fucking brilliant piece of of Star Wars media that gets into a lot of interesting philosophy, gets into a lot of interesting like ethical territory, and the protagonist is just it's just fascinating, and and their whole history and and their impact and what they mean, and the triumvirate of Sith are like still the three most interesting Sith I think they've ever introduced, except probably except for except for Riven for obvious reasons from Kodor One, but. It's just a it's a fucking great game and playing the restored content version you get a better sense of like this is what this game was supposed to be before it got rushed out. Um my last one's sort of a wild card pick. I didn't even have it down and then I was just kind of looking at the stuff I had left on my list and went we need a little bit more like unique we need a little more like chaos in here. Um and it's Jet Set Radio Future. This game is still like one of the most unique games I've ever played in my life. It's like an anti-fascist graffiti artist gang warring hip-hop infused like wonderland where you're just like skating around future tokyo tagging the shit out of stuff and like spray painting cop cars and beating up police officers it's like a cab as fuck um it's got an amazing (laughs) soundtrack the soundtrack's so fucking good it's so good i've got a couple tracks on my workout playlist that just get me going every time uh, it's it's a wholly unique experience, which I think is even for a lot of the indies on this list, not something you can say about them that it's like, oh, you're cut from the cloth of blank. But this is just an a host unto itself that nobody's ever, ever done anything like. And this is the one that they haven't actually uh, done an HD version or ported at all. I think they've only done the first one on like PC and stuff, right? Yeah, this is the Xbox version, um, which is sort of like the quote unquote definitive version. I wish they would like somehow somehow make it work or put it on games pass or something like come on well i don't even think they have it like backwards compatible and like xbox has a ton of their 
OG Xbox releases backwards compatible, but might be like a compatibility layer problem, emulator layer or something. It looks like you can play Jet Set Radio, but that's... Yeah, because that was the Dreamcast one, right? Yeah, and it's it's the Xbox 360 port of the Dreamcast version. Anyway, hard picks for EJ. Now, these are good games. You've got two good games on here. <laughs> wow. Why Crash 2? Far and above better than the first game. And the third one does kind of what Spyro 3 did for me, where it's just like, it's not less of a game. It, they just try to do a little bit more that maybe just annoyed me more than otherwise. And so 2 was just like, in both those franchises, were just like the perfect iteration on the formula. If I had completed Crash 4, maybe Crash 4 would be on this list. But looking at nostalgia, looking at the importance uh, for that franchise in particular... Um, yeah, I go crash too. SSX tricky. It's like as if we don't have enough sports games on this list. Uh, most of which aren't even real sports games. They're all just like arcade games. <laughs> Dude, SSX tricky is. I I played through that game. 100 percent of that game during the pandemic. Listen, I'm the guy who plays games or watches TV or whatever, and I try to do something nostalgic, and I'm like, fuck, has it always sucked this bad? Like I am not the guy who can relive things that I once enjoyed. It almost always ruins it for me, which is just an awful feeling. But going back and playing SSX Tricky and being like, dude, how is it we have not gotten either a, a faithful remake of this game or just another iteration of this franchise? It's just a, a, a balls-to-the-wall, colorful, arcadey, great multiplayer game, whether you're doing like uh, tricks or time trials and races. like It's just hours of fun, all right? And then I have to put The Witcher 3 on here. You look at I know that like... Especially for you, Nick, open world, like 100-hour third-person action-adventure RPG is just not your thing. But there's just so few of those on this list. I put Elden Ring on here. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's such such a different thing. Also, it's crazy to me that you have Bloodborne and Elden Ring, but not a Dark Souls game. Was Dark Souls just your, like, entry point into this illness that is Souls games? I had Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3 on 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 my list. To be added, but I did not think them to be as relevant as Elden Ring or Bloodborne. That's fair. I played like five hours of Witcher 3. It didn't hit for me. Never touched it again. I was like, this is just, again, it's like, I don't know. It it felt like going to school. It was just like, here's a bunch of systems that we're going to like shove down your throat really fast. And I'm like, all right. I never gave the Witcher 3 like a, a, a long enough shot for it to actually get its hooks into me. Um, I just sort of installed it and played it for maybe like an hour and just it didn't vibe with the combat right away. So that was a hard thing to get past. And then I got distracted was with anything else. I don't know. To me, like the combat in The Witcher is the same as in Dark Souls, just with a lot shorter parrier windows in Dark Souls. It's like heavy attack, light attack, parry. And that's pretty much it. If you want to use some magic, cool. You know, if you want to use a bow, cool. But it's it's heavy, it's light, it's dodge. It's the same in... We just played God of War. It's the same thing. It's just the God of War broadcast when you should dodge, which Elden Ring and Dark Souls obviously does not do. There's not a head on your on your hip in Elden Ring that says, you're on fire, brother. You're on fire, Kratos. It'll pass. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. Although, to be fair, having just played in that game, hearing that for like the 900th time as I'm just like beating my head against beating fucking King Hrolf, why is there no accessibility option to make this piece of shit shut the fuck up? Yeah, they should like have a they should have a DLC where it puts duct tape on Mimir's mouth. Careful, you're covered in bifrost. 
yeah, I know it's the big rainbow shit that's killing me. Although to be fair, like one of those pieces of like combat specific dialogue that I appreciated because I definitely was not a, a, as good of uh, about blocking parrying. Yes, but like blocking. No, that Mimir will just occasionally yell at you. What's the point of having a shield if you're not going to use it? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fair. Yeah. That's super valid, bro. Yeah, I'm not a shield guy. I'm either going to dodge or I'm just going to brute force my way into a victory. He's a gunner. Nick, what do you got? Last three picks. I got Luminous, Metroid Prime 2, and Grim Fandango. Luminous is a great puzzler. Luminous is uh, the game that I replaced Tetris with on my list because I realized that I like playing Luminous more than I like playing Tetris. I respect Tetris more, but Luminous is just more fun. It's just been so long since I've actually played it. I wanted to get the remaster, but just haven't gotten around to it because there's so many fucking games all the time. But I do want to play the remaster because it's been way too long. But Luminous was like the reason to get a PSP. And it was just so goddamn fun. And if you've played it, then you know. And if you haven't played it, then you should play it. It's hard for me to like sell it beyond that. I mean, it's just a great uh, block dropping game. Every block dropping game sort of has like a rhythm to it. And usually that rhythm gets faster and faster. And don't remember, does Luminous, it goes like up and down, doesn't it? As far as the, the speed of the bar and it's dependent on the music. As far as a marriage of game and music, Luminous is a huge success and it's a, you will feel a trance like pleasure while you're playing it. If you're, if you're vibing it, I love that. Uh, Metroid prime two. I like more than Metroid prime one. I recognize that that is a unpopular opinion, but I loved the dark world. I loved the link to the past take on Metroid and replaying it with, as a, with a dual stick playing the prime hack version of it. It was just so much fun. And some of the boss encounters are just second to none. Quadraxis is the best boss fight in the trilogy. And Emperor Ng is the second best boss fight in the trilogy. Emperor Ng is is f- fantastic and has like probably one of my like top three or top five tracks like soundtrack. Yes. It's just a <laughs> fucking absolute banger of a final boss fight. Give me that last Dark Samus fight in corruption over that any day of the week, though. With the 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 robot the big robot brain no that was yeah that that was that was bullshit but there's always like a coda boss in these games you know what i mean like the 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 metroid prime out of the shell that it's like okay this is not really the last boss fight you know it's the same way it's like dark samus technically that one was trickier with prime hack because i think there was like some motion control stuff that was hard to to pull off with the the mapping that they had done similarly just total side tangent really quick but in prime three when you're fighting against um God, what's the chick's name? The purple... Uh, Gandreda. Gandreda, yeah. Whenever she would, like, mount you and be stuck to you and be hitting you and stuff, you couldn't shake her off. I didn't have the option to shake her off using the the mapping the way I played it. So I was just like, okay, let's see if I can face tank this literally because I don't have a way to actually interact with this. That was funny. Anyway, Prime 2 is great. It's um, unfairly maligned for no good reason. Absolutely. Um, Grim Fandango is just a perfectly written adventure game. It is so charming and clever and I cannot think it's probably the first interaction I even have with like that sort of side of culture. It's my first interaction with like a day of the dead sort of thing. And it was just so interesting and cool and entertaining. 
and it didn't seem culturally offensive. I can't tell because I'm obviously not Hispanic or have any sort of that like relation to that culture, but it was really great. And Manny is one of the best protagonists in video games. He was a shit talking cool guy before that was like way too played out. And there's just so many different eras of that game. It really feels like time is passing during each of those individual chapters. If you haven't played it and you did play something like Monkey Island, you really should play it. It is from the same people that brought you those games, I believe. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Tim Schafer really worked too much on the Monkey Island games. I think that might have been more Ron Gilbert, but that might have been just like old Monkey Island. But EJ, if you haven't played Grim Vandago, you should. Yeah, Brennan and I started it. We were kind of on a kick with some of these puzzle slash adventure games and we're playing them together and we we had started it and then it just didn't grab us. So we moved on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't have a Monkey Island game on here. I like Grim Fandango more than Monkey Island, I think. Wow, wow. How old were you when you played Grim Fandango? I think it came out like 98 or 99 and we got it around that point. So eight or nine, I played it with my mom. You know, she loved, you know, those kind of adventure games, especially she loved Myst. And uh, there was a Zork game that had like some FMV elements, a Zork Grand Inquisitor, if you're wondering. So that's the kind of nerd shit that my mom liked to play. And then Grim Fandango was this sort of sideways. I think we got a demo for it because it was LucasArts. So we got a demo for it when we played Monkey Island or the Monkey Island games. And then we got it and it was just like, I really like the puzzle design. There were some like quote unquote feel bad, but I mean, that's like every adventure game from the eighties the and nineties. So I can forgive it for that being just part of the the era and the genre, but this the writing is so good and and clever and funny and it's still funny. Like I played the the remaster of it when that came out a few years ago and it was just like nothing is really written this well to this day. I had the remaster. I think it was a PS Plus freebie and so I probably put like 3 or 4 hours into it and I don't remember when when I stopped exactly, but I was kind of like yeah, I just don't think this I just don't think this is for me. Like the pace of the pace, the pace of all of all of it was just. I mean, it's slow. Like it's supposed to be slow because you're supposed to like find stuff and interact with it. But then when I'm like, okay, I have to get like all the way across, you know, this city to get back to my like, you know, afterlife desk job or whatever the fuck it was. Like it just took fucking forever <laughs> right. to get anywhere, and I was like, I'm not having a good time, and I stopped. But that's a me problem. That's not a game problem. Like that's the genre. And I think if they could have added more quality of life, like uh, instant travel between screens, that could have been nice. But the way they did it was more just keeping it true to the way it was, but just making it look look better. It's funny that uh, you guys have waxed about this more than any other game we've talked about tonight. And this is number 117, likely to not make the list. But I mean, we've been doing that for the, the, for the last like 20 games. We'll talk about it now because we're not going to be talking about it much later, probably. No, I, yeah, no, it's, I, I like it. And I like, listen, I do this podcast. I edit the podcast and then I listen to the complete podcast after I've edited it. I like listening to you guys talk. Nick, you put me to sleep in a good way. I put the podcast on and your sweet dulcet <laughs> tones, they make me feel good. And then I fall asleep. So, what? And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mind listening to you guys talk about Grim Fandango or anything else for that matter. Um, so, so okay, we have a list of 117. Thank you guys for accommodating me in my own lack of preparation. Um, but like I said, I'm going down this list and I'm seeing things like, you know, yeah, DuckTales. We're going to talk about Last of Us and God of War. I would love a Dragon Ball Z game to be on this list. 
but it might be one of the other five and not Xenoverse. You know what I mean? And so I think there'll be room for us to sort of, as we sit on this preliminary list to think about like, you know, Animal Crossing New Leaf, probably not going to take over uh, Horizons, especially because yours was the GameCube uh, nostalgia. So like, yeah, probably not anything to talk about there. Would I rather slot in Leaf Green over fucking Let's Go? Like maybe we'll talk about it. I like Let's Go. Yeah, those are really different experiences. Like, if we're talking like an honest to god Pokemon game, then you'd have to dethrone Crystal, and Leaf Green's never gonna touch that. But if you wanted to talk about like Let's Go should stay and Pokemon Go should go, then that's a conversation. That's definitely a conversation. Yeah, for me, it was just wanting to represent Kanto. Crystal represents Kanto. Yeah. The Gen 2's facsimile of Kanto, it's the worst version of Kanto. Yes. No, I mean, it's not the worst version. It's just Kanto without all the bullshit dungeons. And you don't get the story beats because it's a sequel. I mean, you get you get the payoffs to those story beats. You get blue. Leading the Viridian City Gym. It's like, holy shit, that's fucking amazing. Like Cinnabar Island erupted. That's fucking amazing. Like there's nothing, literally nothing better in this world than fighting red on the top of Mount Silver. Uh, it's level... 80 Pokemon, dude. His Pikachu's level 90. His Pikachu's fucking level 90, but it's unevolved. That's so absurd. It's stupid, absurd. and it's in the best way. It's the most difficult fight in the whole franchise. Dude, I see that. I DuckTales is number six. Obviously, this whole... Yeah, this, it's not ordered. Not ordered. Like, Do I like Super Mario over DuckTales? And I'm like, no, no, no. I feel good about DuckTales being on here for for talking about NES platformers. But yeah, if you're just talking about like pure swaps, I, yeah, I mean, the only ones like you could make the case for three over two for Guitar Hero. You could maybe make a case for any Assassin's Creed for swapping. I mean, I, I don't have that's not my that's not my series. So I don't we could swap swap two or Brotherhood in for Rogue and I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Um, I mean, I yeah, but I yep. Yeah, I would probably push for to to swap in two if if that is staying on the list, you know. But yeah, that's something that we can uh, figure out. But it's also like, all right, we've we've gone through, we've kind of gotten a lot of this out there, we've litigated some of it already, and once we have time to sleep on it, I'm sure the games will come to us that we're like, I can't believe I forgot such and such. Like that definitely deserves to be on the list over ten other games, you know. And we can have that conversation next week. You don't want to cut it down to 100 right now? Oh, if you guys want to, I'm down. I, I could keep going. Down. I just, I, uh, I might need another pee I want to, I want to, I want to stop at 100. That's what I want. Okay. Tonight. So let's continue in slot order and uh, make recommendations of a game we would like to nominate to be uh, cut to move us down to 100 games. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. I'm for that. Chris, you start. Okay. Uh, I'm nominating DuckTales right out of the gate. Dude, right off the rip, right out of the gate. I think we've got, I think we've got better NES representation w- with regards to platformers. Like, and, and what do we really need to have from the NES? We've got Mario three and like, we can talk about, is that the best 2d Mario game? Like y'all would, would seem to disagree, but I, I don't see any reason to include a game that needs a quality of life upgrade to still be playable when I could put Mario three in my NES today and enjoy it. I would definitely take umbrage with the fact that you would need an upgrade to make it playable. I think it got an upgrade because it is widely regarded as one of the best NES games. 
one of the best platformers not named Mario. But why do you need save states? Like most other games on, on that console, it's it's difficult. But I also beat that game when I was six. So it's not like, it's not that hard. It's not, uh you know, one of the early Turtles games or it's not like, I, I don't know. There's so much chaff on that console that is just impossible to beat. But, oh man, don't make me pick Plock off the rip. I won't do that to you. We'll, we'll, we'll come you'll back get, to you'll that. You'll get voted down, baby. You can try, but... I'm going to go my own game. I'm going to go Putt-Putt. Another weird heart pick. I just wanted to represent the Humongous games because they are like, A, they're they're massive, but also like such a huge chunk of my life. They're Humongous. (laughs) Yeah, from ages three to seven, you know, it's just like what we played. And so I wanted it to have some sort of representation on this list, but I will nominate it and then we can come back to that. Yeah, it was an interesting pick, but I don't know if if it sticks around necessarily. I'm going to nominate duck hunt <laughs> because i hate ducks okay that's apparently fair. we just we'll just take all ducks off of here duck <laughs> yeah. hunt, i don't know it was like a gimmick game with the, the zapper and i never really had any interaction with it and when i did it was like oh this is like a cool sort of idea but it's not a very good game it's better because it's packed in with super mario bros which is a great game it's not in our top 100 because there's better mario games but this is the most important games. This is our favorite games. That's fine too. Realize I'm an idiot and I can't believe I didn't include like, uh, you guys would disagree, but dude, don't you, the Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. on the NES, dude, just uh, great memories. I but. had Donkey Kong 94 on my potential maybe list. Yeah. Well, which is a better game than Donkey Kong, the arcade game. We have DKC2 on here though, which is just like, if you're going to represent Donkey Kong, that's the, how you do it. All right, Chris. I think for being such a niche genre we have too many roguelites on here but i don't know which one i would pull out of a hat to say we need to cut this game so i guess i'm like weirdly open to input on this pick but i just am looking at this i'm sort well, of like what the three well i haven't we oh well, yeah and like i haven't I, like one or two feels right but then i don't know well i was gonna say i played a little bit of rogue legacy and i liked it i liked a lot of the like quirk this is when we're like your, your next generation could be like randomly like colorblind or something right and it would just give you like a weird yeah, like yeah. yeah that's fucking hilarious i love that or vertigo and everything's upside down right so then i would so then i i i nominate risk of rain that's fine. Um, I don't know how to highlight things in here. Apparently, I can't highlight the number and I can't highlight the extra game itself without changing. You don't. It. You don't highlight the number. You just highlight the the text and then hit that's, the highlighter that's button by the text color. And look, at it, it changed the uh, whole border. It's so funny. It's I don't that's know. Weird. Uh, anyway, Smash Bros. Brawl. I just like I said earlier. I just wanted to bring it up. I would not. I would not put this in over Melee or Ultimate, which Ultimate's not even on this list. But I think when we get down to brass tacks next week, like. You're going to have to put Ultimate over Melee, probably. I think it's really tough because all the Smash Bros. games excel in like one way, but then fall short in a lot of others. Except for Melee, which was just like such a time and place. It really set the the code for like what was successful to in following entries. So there's things that I like more about Ultimate than Brawl, obviously. like It plays better, but its single-player suite is very lacking. I didn't like World of Light at all. And I had a similar problem with Smash 4, like the, the 3DS version is a better game than the Wii U version, but the 3DS version is on the 3DS. So those both are, they fall short in, in, in ways. So it's, it's weird. Ultimate is, it's kind of like, we're going to come back to like Mario Kart Double Dash at some point. Like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is to me the definitive Mario Kart. I agree. Sure. Probably is what should be on this list. I just wanted again, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk about Double Dash and our memories with the game. 
when we get to that point, you know, because Nick, you and I especially have a lot of history of that game. But like, I totally. love Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I love that game. So that should be on this list. So yeah, Brawl, Melee is better. Ultimate will probably end up on the list at some point. I mean, Ultimate is just so good. And I know there's stuff missing that, that Melee had that we have the nostalgia for. The, the way you unlock characters and the challenges and the home run contest, which didn't they add home run contest? In DLC, they patched in a, a version of Home Run Contest, but they've been like iterating on it in every entry, and I don't like it in any one except for the OG Melee. Yeah, yeah, that's my pick. See, I'm not being ruthless here. Just you know, it's time to reevaluate. You're a very reasonable man, <laughs> Chris. I'm sorry. I've got to. I've got to nominate Vigilante. 8. Don't waste your pick on that. I'm gonna pick that. <laughs> I already did, so you can okay. waste your pick on something else. <laughs> All right. I do think... We have three basketball games on here. EJ. We do have three on here. We have like one actual basketball game and we have two silly basketball games. Uh, and and I hate I hate to choose between like two silly basketball games, but that's a dumb genre to have two out of a hundred titles in. That's only 2% <laughs> of our titles. And I played both of these and I like both of them. And that's that's the... That's the dilemma I'm in right now. So I'm I'm gonna punt on that. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tap cave story for the reasons we discussed earlier. I played that game. I enjoyed it. It's eminently forgettable. I I respect its place in history, but a ton of other games do what that does a lot better than it does it. That's fair. I like it more than most Metroidvanias, and its spot as being the first indie game I ever played uh, still sticks with me. Played in like 2004 on my PC, like as a free sort of game made by one dude, which you didn't see until Xbox Live Arcade sort of made that the next big like, you know, indie games are so important to the industry now. And Cave Story was like before that was even a thing. We're not arguing about historical significance and it it might get cut when we get to it, but I think it's a fair nomination. But I just wanted to reiterate that it is a very special game and important to me. Yeah. Let's go Digimon World 3 here. I'm assuming you haven't played it, which I do want on the record that you're 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 making a pick here raw dogged, but I do respect I, it. Yeah, I have not played it. So, yeah, if you want to hold that against me, I'm sure I'll you'll take it out on me in your next pick. <laughs> I just I just want it on record. That's all. I just want it on record. And you said earlier its lineage is followed up with the Cyber Sleuth. Yes, which I haven't played. I played about 20 hours of that game and it's pretty mid for most of it. It's like a, a weak persona, which, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing because persona is very well regarded, but it's not necessarily something that I really got hooked on. But if it's anything like that on the PS1, then like that's cool. That's, you know, where it started. And I'm sure it's got many differences, but. All right, Nick, what's your next pick here, pal? I'm going to no pick at Lego Star Wars. Like, just pick one game, dog. Why you got to pick like a compilation of them? It's two games, kind of, but I, I don't. I don't object to it on that grounds. I object to it on the grounds of like I don't need a Lego game on this list. Yeah, and also that. <laughs> Again, it is. It is. I would argue one of the best puzzle platformers ever. Early Lego games were just awesome, and Lego is massive. And I know the, the, those games have been done to hell, really middling for a long time. But this was this was the peak, and it's just one of those games that. You know, because there are like quote unquote six games in it, there's just a lot of replay value. The the split screen co op was just awesome. I'm completely serious. No shot, dude. We don't need two 3D Mario's on here, and I think 3D World is 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 easily a better game than that for many reasons. I I do agree that 3D World's a better game. 
but that's also because like the DNA of Mario games is is so much more a part of that game than Odyssey, which was doing a lot of new things and really well, I might add. It's the only good 3D Mario game. There's an argument to be made for one of the Galaxy 64. games. Oh, no. Nostalgia, never. time uh-uh. and place, historic, but that game is wretched. It's not fun. Yet it's still somehow the second best 3D Mario game. <laughs> yeah, because they're all bad. They're all bad. The good ones are weighed down by terrible controls, as most games on the Wii were. Or shitty fucking cameras. Or shitty cameras. Like, if I can't tell where I'm going to go because I can't affect my gaze in order to see the distance I'm clearing, that's bad game design. It's bad game design. That's a you problem because literally nobody else thinks that. <laughs> We're the kind of people, Chris, who were playing a lot of these games way later because Odyssey. You played way later, like Mario sixty four. Yeah, you were referring. No, I was, to like I was old talking Mario about Odyssey. Game. Oh, Odyssey is fucking great. Odyssey is awesome. No, Chris was talking about. I mean, I know Chris doesn't like the camera in Odyssey, so I thought that's what he was talking about. Still, oh no, I played. I played. I I I enjoyed it reasonably, but I think we've got two three D Mario's on here. We don't need two three D Mario's on here. So that's they're, that's they're not yeah, the same though. I yeah. mean Mario three D world is just a two D Mario that's playable in three D. And it's worse because it's made for a multiplayer. Um there's a lot of options here. How do we want to do this? I won't do it to you, Nick, and offer Banjo Kazooie. I can't stand that game, but I understand why it's on here. Dude, it's such a good game. <laughs> Played it recently when it was added to the sixty four online. Okay, um, let's go punch out. I get it. I get it. All right. I will. I'll axe one of my own. I'll throw out Grim Fandango. That's fine. You guys don't have to love it. Over something like Fez? Yo, you really fucking love Fez. Fez is great. Yeah. Fez is a better game than 50 of these games. <laughs> that was sort of the era, like, indie game, the movie had come out, and it was like Fez and Meat Boy and, and Braid and... And it was before the indie explosion in like the mid 2010s, right? Yeah. Um, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. I couldn't get into phase. I beat Braid. And Braid was briefly on my list, but I was like, dude, Jonathan Blow is such a turd. I don't even want to consider it. It's a completely unique and fascinating puzzle game, but perfectly cromulent. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Okay, Minesweeper is hilarious, but why is Minesweeper on this? Minesweeper is a good-ass game. Come on. I've played so much Minesweeper in my life, dude. Yeah. I have still to this day never done the extra large map on uh, Windows 7. I don't know know how how many tiles that is, but on Windows 7, the extra large one, I, I have not been able to fucking get it down to the last... I, oh, it's like one of the, my regrets of my life, you know, like I never did it. There's still time. These computers still, um, come with Minesweeper. Oh my God. It's like a weird, like no. bastardized version at this point. Yeah. I think like solitaire. I, I was, I was considering windows solitaire as well. Only one of them could really, could really sit. Well, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about pinball, but I, I, I thought your point about a pinball game on a games list was salient. I mean, pinball would be a perfectly reasonable cut especially considering some of the Pokemon games that are on this list representing GBA. I played more Pokemon, uh, the Game Boy Color pinball than the Game Boy Advance. One. Yeah, same. Oh, that's fair. But I I also like I haven't played Splatoon and I feel weird about cutting games I haven't played. Dude, I played so much Pokemon pinball and my brother and I would be passing the Game Boy back and forth on like three hour car rides trying to like beat each other's scores. Oh, that's yeah, one of those games, man. Great fucking game. I like Pokemon Pinball Ruby Sapphire more than Ruby Sapphire, which yeah. is probably not that hot of a take, I guess. But how many water levels are in Pokemon Pinball Ruby Sapphire? <laughs> yeah, right. 
need a dedicated slot for one Pokemon to have all the HMs to navigate that pinball game. <laughs> so Luigi's Mansion over Dark Moon or three? Well, that, that's a conversation for next week. I'm going to go KOTOR 2. Chris, I, I, I really do... Um, I, I really wow. do appreciate the things that you have said about that game and how it challenges a lot of the, the conventions in Star Wars. I just... Dude, KOTOR 1 is just such an experience. And I know we're talking historically, like, that's not very relevant to me. But, like, going back and playing both those games, was that two, three years ago now? How long ago was that? It was 2019, 2020? I don't even know when we did that. When you didn't finish the second one, to my knowledge, because we never did. We never recorded that podcast. I did not finish KOTOR 2 on replay, but I have beat KOTOR 2. With the restored content? No, it's pre-restore content. So yeah, there's a lot that I, I probably haven't experienced. We'll we'll relitigate this in in future, but then this will be a conversation for for next week then about which of these two games goes on here then because I may I may want to make the case that that should be on here instead of the first one. All right, my turn. I don't know how it even made it on here. I fully agree. Nintendo Land. Yep, fully agree, dude. Like I know it justifies the Wii U gamepad, but anything that justifies the Wii U gamepad, it should be mocked instead of celebrated like the Wii U should have never had a gamepad to begin with games fun yeah. as fuck I'm sure it is didn't play it huh I own it I own it never never had the chance to play it because nobody fucking wanted to <laughs> <laughs> well tell you what we will come over and we will play five player Nintendo land and we'll have a good ass fucking time and you will rue the day hey to be fair I had a good ass fucking time playing Super Bomberman R on the switch release day but uh that ain't making anybody's <laughs> list of anything. You know? So EJ, that was the meanest thing you could have possibly said. Oh, come <laughs> on. Super oh, my, R is, it's, a, it's pretty rude. It's pretty rude. Perfectly enjoyable experience. Come on. Okay. Okay. That's my pick. That's all. I see this little purple marker next to Shovel Knight and it freaks me out. Oh, I would never. I would no, never. No, we're not cutting Shovel Knight. Don't worry about it. I do. I know I have a couple of goofy picks in here that, that Chris is eyeing right now, but. Uh, goofy's not the right word. I just, EJ, if you could pick one Dragon Ball game, what's it going to be? Because <laughs> we don't need uh, to. Take the Game Boy one out. That's fine. Dude. Oh, my but God. But at the it's same like, time, I was though, thinking about that, too. If, if that does things well that are unique, I'd rather have that than a fighting game with Dragon Ball characters. You know what I mean? So, like, but but I that's why I want to ask the man, like. What would you rather see on this list? I'm going to feel pretty bad if a, if a conventional Dragon Ball Z fighting game is on this list. And I put Xenoverse on here in my brain, acknowledging that like this will probably get swapped out for one of the more classic like Budokai or Budokai Tenkaichi games. But like I wanted to talk about it because for me, it was a total reinvigoration of the franchise and it did some really interesting things. Narratively, like did anime-ass anime things without just retelling Dragon Ball you know, the same way again. Which every game loves to do. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. You've never seen it like this, except for the 17 times you've seen it. Right. And that's what made Xenoverse so fucking cool was it, it took all of the, the things and the characters you knew and messed with it and put people where they didn't belong and did this whole time travel, like like multiverse thing. And it was just a dumb anime game. It didn't review that. Well, it was reviewed in the 70s. Like most anime games. Whereas like Legendary Super Warriors incredibly niche and like i said earlier i'm shocked to realize at 30 years old how beloved that game is and when you look at other like top game boy color game lists this makes its way on it 
which I just feel so vindicated by because this has been one of my favorite games ever. I still go back and play this every couple years. Well, let's get rid of Xenoverse. Yeah, you can nominate that, but yeah. I just don't think that we're going we're gonna to lack for something if we don't have a Dragon Ball Z fighting game on this list. None of them have been so good that I'm like, we have to have this. Like, I played a lot of the Budokai games, but I don't remember a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of games on this list that I'm like, would I rather play those over Xenoverse? Probably. Legendary Super Warriors is my heart pick, and I don't want it to go anywhere. But I love that. That's why I wanted to ask. We are approaching, for the record, uh, this the end of this round will be 18 games picked. I feel that we should go to 21. So yeah. y'all have got two picks left. I'm going to do Assassin's Creed Rogue. What? It's like cut outright as opposed to a substitution? We can have the substitution conversation. I don't think there should be two Assassin's Creed games on this list. If you want to have the conversation, I'm going to fight pretty hard for Black Flag. And I know that you, 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 you're coming at this from like, from like the Assassin's Creed fandom. I'm coming at it as someone who's played a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, but like don't really care about the Assassin's Creed aspect that much. I just like sick games. Yeah, Rogue was cool. I liked it way more than three. I liked it more than half the Ezio games. Black Flag to me is just still the fucking sickest game in that franchise. I got no problem with Black Flag being on here, but like I said, like I, it, it, telling me that we can only have one Assassin's Creed game and then making it Black Flag is like saying, oh, we can have only one Pokemon game, so it's going to be Pokemon Snap. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, that's <laughs> well, not, that's, that's not, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's something to, to discuss. We'll, we'll keep nominating games here. I feel like Black Flag sort of, there's more games in the Assassin's Creed franchise, more like Black Flag than what you would consider real Assassin's Creed at this point. Uh, Black Flag kind of does its own thing. And like Rogue does elements of it with like a lot of the ship combat. But after that, I mean, like Syndicate was the last like Assassin's Creed, -y Assassin's Creed. And then they got into the like leveling systems and equipment and like more third person. I action thought maybe RPG. that was like seeded a little bit in in Black Flag. Not at all. So it's just it, no. it's more about like the boat stuff than it is <laughs> just boat stuff than it is about um, <laughs> uh, like the traversing environments and stealth and stuff like that. Like it's, it's barely necessary to, to play that game and it's great for what it is, but well, I would argue the, the parkour and traversal is as good as it's ever been in those games. And you, you get a little bit of everything the previous games offered um, as far as like locale and the types of like platforming you're doing uh, or parkour. It's not platforming, but to me, it's like, if you want to talk about like narratively as an Assassin's Creed game, totally valid but it still does the abstergo crap it's still the, the templars versus the assassins no it doesn't the worst part about that fucking game every time you get ripped out yes i completely fucking agree because it was nothing like the rest of the in world sections like in assassin's creed 2 which should be on this fucking list if you're gonna cut rogue we should have two in here that you're running around as desmond with the bleeding effect like being a fucking assassin just around in the world like that was awesome Black Flag is you're a fucking desk worker getting fucking emails and that's like that's the real course that sucks it's terrible anyway it's Nick's pick it's Nick's pick I'm looking at the list I'm seeing a lot of heart picks and I don't want to be attacking the heart so I want to ask questions about the the games that maybe seem obvious as far as the quality of them but is there the heart behind them I have to ask 
do we need two Elder Scrolls games on here? Is three Morrowind different enough from five Skyrim for it to be like reasonable to have both? I think both of you like Skyrim. So that is like an easy stay. And maybe Chris, you like Morrowind. I don't know if EJ even played it. I've never played it. Do you think that it it is justifiable in its inclusion? Morrowind was on original Xbox, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I played this with my cousin Jaren, who had an Xbox way, <laughs> way back in the day. Yeah. I wish we all had a cousin Jaren that we played the Elder Scrolls on Xbox when we were 10 years old. Yeah. Played a lot of Halo with Jaren as well. I think it's the easier the easier call to get rid of Morrowind, although it hurts me a little bit just in terms of the like vanillization of this franchise that like Morrowind's mm-hmm. the last time it actually felt like an Elder Scrolls game and not just an open world RPG that has the Elder Scrolls slapped on it. Oh, like that. I, I don't know if I go that far. It seems like a lot of Western game franchises have that happen to them i think of like far cry and fallout exactly and like there's things around like every nook and cranny that are like actually interesting to look at as opposed to like another fucking drogger hole another fucking um oh what were the the dungeons in the dungeons in oblivion called the alien ruins like they're all the same it all looks the same everything in that game looks the same it's visually it's boring it's fucking boring and like you can mod it all you want, but that's not the way we're evaluating it because not everybody can play it that way. Um, but I know Morrowind is getting cut. I know Morrowind's getting cut. It's fine. It's fine. But like I just think the systems, the aesthetic of the game, the way it feels, the, the difficulty, even like it's it's been going downhill since Morrowind, and that's on record. We can cut it now. I wanted to raise the question just because I I was between that franchise and the Final Fantasy franchise. And I know, Chris, you have a lot of love for Final Fantasy. EJ and I don't necessarily. And there's three Final Fantasy games on here. And I think they should all be on here. They're all seminal examples of the genre. Exactly. They're more wildly different, I think, than the Elder Scrolls franchise has sort of evolved slash devolved in its uh, seeking of a more broad audience that's totally fair that's why i was like cut morrowind i totally get it i just want to like offer the reasoning and then go great let's kill it sure yeah i just wanted to have that out i think the the issue with skyrim there's two major ones is a we haven't gotten a little scrolls game in you know it's been 11 years and counting so it's just been re-release after re-release and it's also skyrim blew the doors off of what an open world game could be and and it it had its flaws because of that. So I would argue you say, oh, it's just vanilla and everything's the same. Yeah, there's a lot of sameness in that game. There's a lot of shit that when you get to the dregs of side quests and fest quests and all this crap, it's just like, oh my god, I've been here before. But the parts of it that are unique and refreshing, which is a lot of that game mechanically, and like in terms of look at this gigantic fucking sandbox, but it all li- literally visually. It's all the fucking same. Like I could not distinguish a single one of those fucking cities for you, except for the one, even having played it twice, like over a hundred hours each time could not distinguish oh, a single one of those fucking cities for you. Oh, Markarth carved. It was just other than the mountain. one that's carved out of the side of the mountain. That is the only one that I remember. There are oh, some that man. are so fucking like tiny. They don't even have like, you can't even go become like the hand of that province like they don't even have a thing like you can't go talk to them and they don't have a thing it's like a little town versus a (laughs) a large city you know yeah but it's (laughs) it's great 
they don't even have a oh, thing. <laughs> and it's just like it's been getting more and more easy to play, which I'm like glad in one hand, but in the other, I'm like, this used to have like more here I am like stumping for like mechanics and systems after being like, I'm never playing Monster Hunter. But like, I don't know. I just I I don't know. I could go on, but yeah, that's my turn, isn't it? Yeah, we each get one more. Yeah. For nomination. And then we'll uh, have a little. Well, how about we? Yeah, we get these set. We all set them aside and then we have the discussion where we make replacements where replacements are necessary. We cut where cuts are inevitable. And then we all feel a little bit bad, but also feel a little bit happy that we're at 100. How's that sound? Sure. Chris, Chris is fading. This man needs a, a coffee break. No, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. This is going to be a banger of a list, though. Yeah, this list fucks. <laughs> Constant Crusade Top 100. We all have to go and, and play the games that one of us hasn't played to do a review on together over the course of the next year <laughs> or two oh years God. or 10 years. <laughs> Make Nick suffer through Skyrim or Sky- oh my Assassin's God. Creed. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Yeah. These fucking 200 hour ass games. As much as I literally have this franchise tattooed on my body, we got two goddamn oh, many Metroid, Metroid games. No, I'm cutting Metroid Fusion. <laughs> Fusion, Wait, over Prime 2? Absolutely. Metroid Prime 2, like when the inevitable like Prime trilogy with dual stick controls on Switch drops, like when that remaster drops, there's going to be a lot of people eating some fucking humble pie because Prime 2 pretty much does everything better than Prime does with like really limited exceptions. I think that the introduction of more like verbal narrative storytelling weakens the game a lot, but I think that it does so many things so well. It is a worthy fucking successor. It does not deserve the hate it gets. I think it's a good game. It'll be like towards the bottom of this list for me but I think it belongs for sure. Two Metroid Prime games on this list. If one's going to go, it it just happens to have happened that if I'm going to cut one Metroid game, I can't do it to the goat Super Metroid, even though it's not my cup of tea. But Fusion is objectively a weaker two-dimensional Metroid game, even though that was my first 2D Metroid also. Yeah, shout out. Um, Yeah, I, I, I see a few easy ones I would possibly nominate. I'll leave Walking Dead alone. Do we need two fire emblems on this list? I thought about it, but I'm not the guy to make that call because you y- you know these games. Y'all know these games. That's that's not my call to make. I like Three Houses more than Awakening, but I didn't have either of them in my uh, list of nominations. Yeah, I know. I couldn't get you on the Awakening train, which is just sad. It, it's just such a... It seemed perfectly fine. It's just a, a, it's just a great blend of classic fire emblem while actually pushing the envelope in its systems in a meaningful way. The relationship system mattered. When they remake Awakening, when they remake an I'll play it then, because the worst part about Awakening was it being on 3DS. I agree. That's all. 3DS is just such a wretched fucking console, man. I What a bummer. It's It really is. And that they wrote it into the ground as long as they did. At least writing the Switch until 2027, it's like the Switch is at least a competent console you want to use sometimes, you know? Yeah, Fuck. totally. 3DS was a boner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One or two of the NBA games should go. I, I would argue to keep Street Volume 2. You know, we don't need 2K12 on here ah, as much as I want it to. I think Jam and Street are more interesting, and 2K is just like... 2K is sports sim. I don't think we need three sports games. I think it should come down to, even though they're arcadey, it's like, let's just let's just cut... Two of those right off the rip. 
the funnest part of 2K for me was watching Max get mad while trying to scan his face into the my player mode or whatever. <laughs> Dude, uh, for me, it feels like if this is Console Crusade's list, and I am one third of Console Crusade. NBA simulators are like a big part of my history. Then keep it. Pick which prime game you don't want on this list. Oh, you're gonna leave three basketball games on. Really? No, I, I think we should revisit those and we should. This is how we're revisiting. Let's just cut both and put Prime Trilogy in there because apparently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, we is can. that the compromise? <laughs> can we put Prime Trilogy for the Wii? Does that count? Are you- it's a full remake of one and two with uh, with Wii motion controls. I'm so down for that. That is up to now the definitive version of both Prime 1 and yes. 2. It's great with the motion controls. And do you really want to get into the conversation of like me absolutely dying on the hill of this means that we're ranking it based on the best game in the trilogy when we get into ranking it. Sure. That's fine. Okay, fine. Then do that. Nick, how do you feel about this? I'm fine with it because it shortens the list and it makes it easier, but it's also, it's strange because the trilogy is different than the individual GameCube releases. But earlier we also talked about the ability of, replacing Spyro and Crash with their trilogy remasters, which are better versions of those games and include two other games as well. But at the same time, two is the both Spyro two and Crash two are the best of their trilogies. So to me, and, and I was going to make this comment earlier on my, my honorable mentions list that we were going to get to when we start litigating this is like 20 Hawk pro skater two is on here. Can we just please put the remake on? It's just so good and so faithful, but improves so many aspects and makes it, obviously playable today. My thing is like, can someone look at this list right now and what's the definitive way for them to experience not our exact experience, but like how can somebody enjoy the game the way we did? And for some of these games, Mega Man X, you go pick that up. You're going to fucking love it the way it was 25 years ago. Spyro, you want to buy the fucking collection and that's the definitive way to play that game. But I don't need to, have it be included as part of a trilogy for purposes of this list for us to just go, if you want to play this game, go get the trilogy. Like we can assume it is whatever the best performing version of the game is like, well, just the same thing with crash Two. Like I am mentally imagining the version that I'm like playing right now, incidentally in the um, insane trilogy. I'm not imagining the fucking PS one disc, but I'm still not going to put the crash trilogy on here because I think they're wildly uneven experiences and that's going to make ranking them a big pain in the ass. Right. If Crash 2 and 3 were on here, then it would be a discussion maybe. But in the interest of like getting both Prime games on here, I'm fine combining that in the Prime trilogy. It's a definitive way to play it. They're different, like you said, Nick, than the GameCube iterations. And it gets both games on here, and I have no qualms about putting Metroid Prime trilogy as a way of honoring that franchise without taking up more fucking spots than it is necessary. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't want it to be the crowbar that leverages other game compilations to be swapped in for their pers- for their respective game installments on the list like i have halo 2 on here but why not master chief collection or you know there's mario land 2 but i think that's been in a compilation before too or you know mario bros 3 why not swap that out for you know all stars all stars that kind of if, thing if we make a one time a one time exception then I, I guess that's fine but i don't want yeah same, same exact thing i don't want it to become like a precedent where we start like slamming compilations and like remaster packs in here and i think it's different enough and and even on like spyro 2 i can you know not that it matters to anybody but i can delineate that that's the spyro 2 remake you know it, whatever but for metroid it is 
sort of the the bun. My, my thing is just you know removing games from the list, and there are no other games other than Mario World and Mario Three that you could even make the cheeky comparison to. But those are also like pretty much the same games ported to Super Nintendo. Yeah, and there's like weird glitches with how the physics work and it not working correct, and the the sound samples being bad, the music being worse. Let's put Trilogy on. It's a compromise between both of you putting two games you both want on this list. I'm fine with it. It cuts a game off the list. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Chris is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be a problem when it comes to ranking. Yeah. Because Metroid Prime 3 is going to, somebody's going to make the fucking case that that means that no, no, the no, whole no. thing has to get drugged no, down. No, no. You say that. No, no, no. And yeah. I like Prime 3. I played it. I like Prime 3 just fine. It is the worst of the three of them. And I think that matters yeah. if we're considering it as the whole trilogy. But what the fuck ever. Okay, then. So what's your what's your pick then? What are you cutting? I, w- I would consider Prime 2 the cut there and the swap in the Prime trilogy, right? No, I want him to cut a basketball game. Like if we, we bent over backwards to free up a slot by doing the trilogy compilation, then I want EJ. Okay, so it is an additional game. cut then because... I just consider Prime 2 to just be gone then. Well, Let's it's like an absorption. It. <laughs> it's like an absorption more than an right. honest to God cut. And yeah. I agree. We have too many fucking basketball games. Having a one sports simulator that is also regarded as being really good and important to one of us and having an arcade sports title. I know we have SSX Tricky, but that's like pretty different than NBA Street. NBA Jam is like a classic iconic game, but it's so small and bite-sized NBA you create your own character and your own team and you go on world tour and then like it, the multiplayer aspect it's like NBA jam on steroids so you know unless there's a really big sentimental drive I mean NBA jam is fucking classic I get it in tournament editions the definitive edition if we're cutting an NBA game that's where I would start Make your pick. That's my pick <laughs> I think it would behoove us in this last 15 minutes to look at some of the remaining games and look at what's currently up for cutting. I'll just get rid of SteamWorld Dig. It's fine. Here's the thing. Like you can make the argument like Cave Story deserves to be on the list, you know, whether that's over like one of your other picks or like we've got a lot of Metroidvania representation. Yeah. And it's hard to argue against one of the best games of all time. Cuts first, then substitutions. Yes, yeah, so we've got 95 not highlighted. So we can have like we can save five of these slash swap in other games potentially for these five if we can come to a not necessarily consensus but just like agree agreed upon replacements i'm gonna go in through methodically here because like i'm fine if the only smash game we have on our top 100 is melee like that's okay to me star wars i know you guys want to talk about uh kotor kotor 2 um same with like pokemon with pinball with like a spinoff didn't even get the smack so ej if you're fine with just keeping conquest and snap as our pokemon spinoffs and getting rid of pinball if you want to do that swap if you want to swap in pinball for conquest yeah pinball can go um can we just that's just mario kart do we want to keep that double dash nick or do you want to make it mario kart 8 deluxe i think 8 deluxe would be more representative of our collective enjoyment i think double dash is a purely you and me thing ej yeah which double dash is the more interesting pick to be on our list but mario kart 8 deluxe is more representative of the whole well and it's like Mario Kart Ultimate, like every track is here at this point, and like driving right. with the buddy was like cool, but I didn't have the same like social experience with it. Three three brothers, so couldn't do four player. What really got it for me was just how much of a huge leap it was over Mario Kart sixty four, visually and just the the essence of it was just so much better. There are games that aren't under consideration 
But now that we have sort of our initial list of things to cut, like you have to think about like, are there games on that cut list? There's four of them that will stay, but are, are there any more that, that deserve to be on our list over some other games that have not been nominated? What four games do you think? Let's decide that first. Yeah. yeah okay. Super Mario Odyssey should for sure stay. I would argue as I, as I, I, I said, I would, and this is the time to do it, that, I think we should have a proper Assassin's Creed game on here. So if it's not going to be Rogue, I think Assassin's Creed 2 amongst like this list definitely has more merit than Nintendo Land, certainly, or Putt-Putt, or even like Brawl or Morrowind. Basically anything of mine on this cut list other than Star Wars, like I'm totally fine with it. Like I'm not going to argue for it amongst some of these other choices. Which one, KOTOR or LEGO? Kotor was not my pick. That was Chris's. no, that was mine. Uh, yeah, Lego okay. Star Wars. Yeah, I'm fine cutting. What else did I? Ducktales can just disappear fully. Putt Putt can disappear. <laughs> Putt Putt Brawl can disappear. Yeah, Nintendo Land, NBA Jam, they can go. Morrowind can go. Vigilante Eight can go. Fusion can go. I don't have the support. Cave Story can go. Well, leave Cave Story on because. If we, again, are we going to, like, would you rather have Cave Story over Fez? I know Fez wasn't nominated, but, like. Fez wasn't nominated. It's not in the consideration. See, you guys were all about, like, there are no rules. And now you're, like, you're sticking to these rules. It's like, it would not hurt anybody to just say, like, oh, I like Cave Story better than Fez. And just swap it out. Y'all didn't want to be strict, so we haven't been strict. So we don't got to start now, you know? Sure, that's fair. Let's finish this. And then if you want to go, like, uh, okay, we're down to, like, two left to cut. Maybe I can move this in for something we didn't already consider, a la switching fez for cave store even though i gather that nick that's not something you want to do duck hunt we can kill i don't don't care no ducks (laughs) how many more do we need to cut two two and this is where like okay now i'm into if we're going to do like one night's the old republic game i almost would rather have two in here than one because I i love the first one it is a really interesting game two does everything that one does better And it's a hell of a lot easier to play in terms of like the user interface, how to like handle different party members. The force powers are more interesting. The story is more interesting. I wouldn't say everything's more interesting than the original game. I think there's a lot that has been iterated on. Well, I also think that even with the restored content, but you didn't finish it. (laughs) It's not like I, I'm I'm clueless as to what is included in the restored content, but you got to feel it. (laughs) Rod a hundred. I got rid of two of my games. I got rid of SteamWorld Dig and Grim Fandango. And now I'm making it into blocks of 25 for my own enjoyment. Oof, that's an interesting list. Brennan popped into this spreadsheet earlier, and he said 117 games and no Metagross Solid 3. What the fuck? None of us have played it. <laughs> no. I think Hideo Kojima is vastly overrated. Talk about just garbled fucking mess of a narrative. Uh, anything he's ever done. They're like, no, no, no. But you go to YouTube and you watch all 97 hours of the, the cutscenes, but you have to stop every third hour and go watch this other video. And then it'll, well, it won't make sense, but it's super fucking cool. I promise. Like, no, shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> um, Sorry, Brent. Now shall we comb and look for potential substitutions? I'll be down for that. If there's anything left on our, our list that were never submitted, but then can potentially get put in instead. Stuff that makes sense, at least. Like, uh, right. Chris isn't gonna swoop in and put in fucking plock two instead of trauma center. You know, there is no plock two. There fucking should be. 
You know, they have a webcomic, like a long running webcomic. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it continues the story. Apparently Joey's read all of them because of course the deep plot lore. Oh, Joey. I want to know what the Bobbins bros do in their free time. Okay. I think that's a reasonable request. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Though? They're just giant mouths. Like, come on. You can't tell me you don't want to know. It can't be good. My only real suggestion as far as like swapping is uh, God of War 2018 instead of Ragnarok because I played it and liked it. Yes, that for sure. But but also the last was part one. And here's my argument. While I agree that the gameplay is better in both of those games, uh, world design, level design, um, enemy variety, and 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 we can quibble, obviously, Chris, about like the the quality of the narrative. But I would argue that both of the first iterations are so much more focused in their stories and that like if we were to just tell somebody, and I know it's like the recency bias thing, we just finished playing Ragnarok, but like if you were to suggest either of those franchises to anyone, it's the first game. And 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 they're not like, oh, well, you're really losing out on X, Y, and Z because you're not playing the sequel. It's like the, the stories are way more concise. Well, I was going to say, if the argument is you need to play the first game to play the second game, that's not that that does nothing for me as an argument. The story is more concise. I don't I, I, I'm not sure I, I, I know what that means other than there's necessarily more to tell that is a second story that is not just the first story in both of them. And I, I thought that I, I, I just, I flat don't agree with your story assessment of Ragnarok that it's not, that it's not laser focused. I think it's extremely fucking focused and I'm not going to like blow my wad on air right now with my takes for that podcast next week. But um, no, I don't agree with that at all. And I think it's, it's a more fun game. It's a more interesting game. It's a better looking game. And I would, I would, I, I, I would have no problem swapping the last of us. Like I'll meet you. I'll meet you halfway there, part one instead of part two. But I will not move on Ragnarok. Nick did have a point too that he actually played 2018. I don't know how much that weighs into it. If you think that Ragnarok is like that much better than the first, the the, the previous game, well, not the first game, obviously, but just that that is another aspect of um, the 2018 God of War that might put it into a favorable light. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's disappointing that we haven't had a chance to talk about that game yet. Chris, because I feel like I've got like nine questions about the story that like you won't be able to give me a clear answer to, which is not necessarily indicative of like, we'll see. It was still a great game, but I think it would give you pause and be like, it's not as tight knit of a narrative as, I mean, the first game was just, you know, it might, it might not. That's also just a, that could be a preference thing. You know, the, the scope of a story being more focused, it can be enjoyable by some and less enjoyable by others. I'm not sure. I personally would be totally fine with swapping in last of us and leaving on Ragnarok because Ragnarok was like for me, uh, a much more enjoyable game experience. The combat, the exploration, the world design was just so much better than the first game. So that's our compromise. Chris, I'm fine with that. If Nick's fine with that, I don't have strong input. I just know that I played God of war and I liked 2018 God of war. And I played like five to six hours of last of us part one. I don't know how much I played of it, but I, I played as, pretty good amount of last of us and didn't really stick with it that seems like a good compromise i'm not going to argue the halo reach thing you guys both feel pretty strongly about halo 2 halo 2 was like a very much a time and place thing i just remember playing uh lan over at chris's place dude we had 16 people schlepping tvs over we bought like a, a modem they so got crts everybody yeah. could could play like 4v4v4v4 
in our basement and like reach i have played reach and it is definitely it's very good it's very good but it was so it's it's not of my time and i i i feel like you said like halo 2 was like a cultural event as much as it was like a video game that the sequel to like arguably the largest new ip of like the 2000s and it was it was a whole ass fucking thing yeah and it was better than halo 1 in pretty much every way yeah absolutely that is true reach is an excellent game though reach is an excellent game i never played multiplayer Great not story. a minute of multiplayer in reach though not a single minute oh man the multiplayer in reach you know my my thoughts on halo overall is that it is a game that never really evolved from like 2000 and fucking 2 when shooters weren't very good and and what that game did ushered in a new era of shooters and then they just never iterated while every other game in the genre did and so to me halo feels clunky and slow and 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 inaccurate so going back and playing those games in the master chief collection reach is the only one that really felt like this is what happens when a dev team is trying to make a modern halo game you know but it still felt like halo you know i had a lot of halo memories with halo 2 dude nick i have this one memory i don't know if i ever ever shared it on the podcast but of playing halo in your basement your brother was just kicking my ass and he had this move that i still can see in my mind to this day where he threw a grenade and then bum rushed me and I just, I monkey brained and I just went straight back to escape him and went right into his grenade. And like, I just picture that moment of like childhood embarrassment of like, dude, I got got that fucking got me. <laughs> dude. I mean, that is like very typical to Halo because what Halo did was revived and revitalized the arena shooter by adding havoc physics. And that is what made that game special. It was blowing up warthogs. It was doing stupid things by colliding with other things and throwing a grenade and throwing another grenade. So the grenade blows the other grenade into the air and does stupid shit. Like, yeah, it was a fantastic game series and it's fallen off. But Halo 2 remains one of the high watermarks. Leave it. Yeah, I don't think I have any other. Yeah, one to one swaps. No. Pro Skater 2 remake. I mean, it's just I never played it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't play the remake either, but I did play the OG for sure. I would have no problem with that in terms of like a play the, you know, definitive edition type thing, a la Link's Awakening. I know I have Pokemon Conquest on here. So we have, what do we have? Conquest, Let's Go, Crystal, and, and Snap. That's a good swath of Pokemon games. Let's be real. Really I, I think is, that's a man. great cross section where we've pretty much got like the a core game. We've got two spinoffs that did what they did really well purported. I never played conquest, but I, I trust your opinion on that as someone who plays a lot of that genre that if you say it's good, it's good. And, uh, let's go, which is just like it, it's its own thing. And will sadly never, ever, ever have a sequel, which is just heartbreaking, fucking heartbreaking. The only thing I would suggest potentially is swapping conquest for pinball because I do like the pinball games. And I think that pinball is, a good sort of genre of game to be represented here. And I had, I put a lot of time into the OG Pokemon pinball. I know you are speaking more specifically to the Ruby Sapphire version, but if you wanted to make that swap, I'd be totally on. Yeah. I, I realize we also have Pokemon TCG on here. TCG. So, so good. It's so goaded, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so infuriating great. though, to be like, battling people that I clearly can't keep up with yet in the early stages. And I'm like, I don't, it's yeah. got that like nineties thing where it's like, they don't tell you really who you can and can't fight. 
you just try and fucking fail and you have to live with it. And uh, it's so true to the whole point of like, they want you to open packs. That's like the way you progress in that game is opening packs and they are trying to sell Pokemon cards to kids and, and they do fucking it so well. Worked. <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with the TCG video game. Beat every single like hidden person, got all the cards. Like, damn, I own that game. Music goes super hard too. I have fucking great soundtrack. Own that game. I have it here right now. I could boot the shit up not tonight because I'm going to fucking pass out of my computer, but I could boot the shit up anytime. <laughs> you know, there's some silly things in here. There's some, even looking at Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm like, I could probably name three PlayStation exclusives that I would rather have on this list, but I just felt like I just talked so much shit about you using Horizon to like shit on Breath of the Wild, which is a game that like I would give it eight out of ten, and I really liked and beat. I just was like, I can't not have it on the list. I think the only one at this point that I'm thinking I'm looking at is uh, Call of Duty Warzone could maybe get swapped with a Call of Duty game that I've also played because I, I never played Warzone, but I did play, um, what was it, Modern Warfare 3. I don't know if you ever played that one or if that was something that you were into, but I had a good time with that game. That Big was Modern Warfare 2 guy in college for a minute that I had just the right amount of people who could couch co-op and we go like play and rest and just like blow each other up for a couple hours. Totally. I mean, yeah, Call of Duty is like that yearly installment franchise that's hard to sort of nail down which one is the one that we all can sort of like come to a consensus on i know ej you're just super big on warzone over the pandemic like that was your panini game so i mean i I won't take that from you but i heard i heard a lot of you complaining about that game which meant you played a lot and you loved it but i heard a lot of negativity around that. well well. a lot of complaining about about some of the developers and how they were handling the the ecosystem and mechanic changes that's part of the it's part of life service game though it's part of it Man, I fucking love that game, and I, I would personally take it over any Call of Duty game in a heartbeat. I, I mean, to me, it's like if you wanted to add a Call of Duty game to this list, I'd be glad to cut another one of my games. I would not want to cut Warzone personally. Like, I just have such an attachment to that game. That's all I needed to hear. This is the list, dudes. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Do we even try to read out this list to our our podcast listener? No, no, no. Or right. do we wait until it's like ranking? Yeah, we can re- read the list fresh as we approach to rank. Yeah. So what we will do once we have the list for uh, the 19 people who who um l- will listen to this is we now have a solo.to page, which is basically our link tree with podcast links to uh, all the major services. We will make a version of the spreadsheet that is viewable and not editable that we will link in that. So, you know, the group chat, y'all can take a look at this, that kind of thing. But no need to sign off. Let's just count down and hope to God four hours of audio saves without any issues. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) My CPU, it's crying. Uh, I'm not ready for this. Guys, I want to try and do this in one fell swoop. I don't think it'll be possible once we start arguing. Oh, boy. Compromise. Compromise. Console Crusade, episode 100, part two. I'm sorry for everyone who has to listen to this. It's going to be a five-hour podcast. Uh, Last week, we compiled our list of 100, which you listening now more or less know. A couple things to get off right off the rip here. One is that... We went through and tallied up how many games each of us contributed and 
realizing that we have two Spider-Man games on this list, which is completely unnecessary, I was like, all right, pity pick for Chris, swap any game for Spider-Man PS2 uh, because we don't need that. And I had three or four more games than you on this list. So what are we doing with that? Well, uh, something that occurred to me uh, that was near and dear to my own heart, uh, playing as a youngster, watching my dad play on a ye old MS-DOS desktop computer is Doom is the OG id software doom. Uh I think that it's uh it it holds up. It should still it's still uh, fairly enjoyable to play, but I think just for, for for such a seminal game that basically created an entire uh genre, certainly brought it to the forefront. I thought this game needs to be on this list. So we're we're, we're bringing doom into the equation. Uh and then another thing that we had texted about that I know Chris you and I were kind of on board for and then Nick I don't think we got confirmation from you, but based on what I'm seeing in the notes here that I think you're on board for is one last chance to sort of uh, call an audible on our own picks. Anything that we put on the list, if we think that, you know, for example, Portal for Portal 2 or, you know, stuff like that. You know, I had mentioned swapping a Dragon Ball game for a different Dragon Ball game kind of thing. Kind of one last chance to swap those in before we start ranking this hundred. So uh, what do you have in that regard, Nick? I thought about it more, and I think I do want to swap out Xenoblade Two for Xenoblade Three. Ooh. Not even—I don't know how to how to put it—but it is a really good payoff to the trilogy. It is the best gameplay-wise. It performs a lot better just on a like a technical standpoint than Xenoblade Two. It's got a lot less annoyances to the sort of design ethos of the characters and the gameplay, not having like gotcha poles and that kind of stuff. It, I think overall it's a better game. I think Xenoblade two has the better soundtrack, but I think that's the one thing it has over it. And I'm just such a sucker for a good soundtrack that that like, it really weighs pretty heavily on like the scales. Sure. Yeah. But, but man, Xenoblade three is just such a better game and it's easily the best in the series. So I, I do want to swap those two. Follow your heart, and brother. since it's up, it's my pick, and you guys don't really have that kind of input, so I'll, I'll I'll take the I'll take the audible on that one. You know, looking at my list, I I came back to some of our Pokemon picks on here. Just not f- feeling kind of dirty that there was no GBA game, but not feeling good enough about pinball. But eventually, I, I backed away from it. I think it's representative enough of our collective experience, and they're all good games that you know. We have Crystal representing a classic game and then all the spinoffs, which historically Pokemon spinoffs are just better than mainline Pokemon games. Yeah. In no small part because they're usually developed by some outside team. But anyway, I considered swapping Horizon Zero Dawn out. I think the public sentiment and especially this tendency to compare Sony first party games has sort of creeped into my own mindset. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn is like a top five like rated Uh, Sony exclusive, you know, and I think I let that seed doubt in my mind about its place on this list, but I went back and I watched some footage and I just sort of refreshed myself what it was like to be in this world, uh, you know, and it totally deserves to be on this list. Uh, I'm not going to let the, just because it's not the last of us or God of war, I'm not going to let that affect it. So I'm not going to swap that out. One thing that I considered as well and I, I just want to mention this was Crash 2 is on this list because of its place as like an early platformer. And for me personally, just sort of one of those games that 
you played to death because you only have three games on a console as a you know nine year old kid. Man, if you want to do the Croc Two for Crash Two no, Swap, no, 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 I'm no, here no, no, for no. it. I was trying to find another game. It's okay, man. Croc Two, it just does not hold up the way so you know Crash or Spyro does. But no, I wanted to maybe swap it for another game that I have this a similar experience with as far as like trading sticks with my brother. Something we're doing together. And the closest thing on my honorable mentions list would be Mario Kart DS. But we don't need two Mario Kart games on here. Um, Unless this is something that you guys want to consider, because Mario Kart DS is distinctly a different experience, I think, than uh, a console Mario Kart. And for me, the memories, you know, download play and and road trips. Every lunch outside of the Japanese classroom at Gresham High School, the year that that came out, was just like nonstop Mario Kart DS. Yeah, so that's kind of the other the other one that I considered and I just felt like, you know, they're quite different games and Crash 2, you know, being a a platformer that is distinctly not Mario. We have Plock. Don't even get me started on Plock. Did you try it? No, I just watched some YouTube on it. Um, anyway, the last thing I'll ask you guys, you guys are giving me a lot of shit about my Dragon Ball picks and how bad Dragon Ball games are. I, I waffled on Xenoverse trying to figure out like getting a classic Budokai experience in here. Those games are massive. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to have a Dragon Ball Z fighting game represented, I want to have on this list the Dragon Ball fighting game that is the closest to you because we know it's going to be probably in the bottom 10 anyway. So I I want it to be representative of what you want to have on here from your own experience. So for you, that's like Tenkaichi Budokai. Great. If for you, that's Budokai 2. Great. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. So if you (laughs) want to switch it, fucking switch it. Xenoverse is number 99 on my board at the moment. So I I respected where it deserves to be on this list. And if it was 100, I wouldn't complain. I I consider doing a Budokai game, Chris, because you played Budokai. For me, the the game that is like most indicative of my experience with Dragon Ball, having played almost all of the games, is Infinite World on PS2, which came out a few years after like next gen consoles at the time. Like the 360 was out and the PS3, and like we were getting this game on PS2. And it's just so poorly regarded because they stripped some of the mechanics back. And like, Nick, to your point, they're all poorly regarded. <laughs> so that's anime though, baby. Yeah, and, and and like I said uh, in part one of the podcast, Xenoverse just did something different, and if you're going to go for a mindless fighting game where you're just sort of like mashing buttons, you're not thinking about com- combos, you're just like doing anime-ass anime things, that's like a, a perfectly reasonable place to, to start. So follow your heart, baby. Yeah. Yep. Fuck it. Fuck it. And Nick, you brought up a point about maybe at the very end of this, when it's ranked, we take we take ten minutes to just look and see. You know, honorable mentions. Is there anything we want to swap in, swap out? Now that we have a, a the this picture in totality, yeah. Do we want to do that right now, just so we can like evaluate each other's uh, honorable mentions? Nobody asked me if I had an audible. You got more swaps. I thought your doom was the only one. Got any cart swaps? <laughs> oh, you cheeky fucker. No, I mean, you, you you threw me the bone of I don't need two Spider-Men in here, but that was like completely separate from like, do I want to switch any of my own sure. picks? Um, Give it I to do, me. I do have one. You know, I speaking of, you know, Nick, of, of things sitting and not sitting with you with regards to uh, entries in a particular uh, franchise. 
And then doing a little research into like, okay, like, you know, I, I, I love this certain entry a lot, but you know, what was the critical consensus at the time? Um, I'm going to pull Final Fantasy IX and I'm going to add Final Fantasy XII. They are like percentage points. Like I think they're two percentage points apart on Metacritic. They're both like solidly mid 90s games. I think Final Fantasy IX is a 94 and 12 is a 92 it's strange that they're both mid '90s games when Final Fantasy IX came out in 2000 shut, and Final Fantasy XII came out. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Couldn't let that go. I'm, I'm not going to make it to my mid '90s with all this shit, <laughs> shaving <laughs> weeks off my life at a time. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm switching twelve in. I, it's it's so much more important to me in like my own gaming trajectory that. Like, I didn't play Final Fantasy X until, like, the late 2010s, like, maybe 2017 uh, in the remastered version. Uh, So I didn't branch down that path of the way that the series kind of evolved. And this is such a weird and specific entry uh, in terms of its gameplay mechanics. No other Final Fantasy, I think, has had quite as elegant a system. It aped a lot from MMORPGs. Uh, in terms of the like active real time where you're moving around on map and targeting enemies and and the gambit system being able to basically like, automate your entire party um, is amazing. I mean, it's like something out of a PC game. You never see this in like most console RPGs, something, something Monster Hunter World. But like, I'm not familiar enough to know if it's if it's comparable. But uh, yeah, and it's incredible. It's a Shakespearean plot, basically. Um I just did a replay of this like two summers ago in the the Zodiac Age edition, and it's still great. I think I remember people comparing the plot of Twelve specifically to it's just Star Wars. I mean, I see that a lot. I, I do, I do see that a lot. Where they're like, "Oh, it's like Star Wars style plot." And I'm like, I don't get where you get that other than there is an invading force, but there's an invading force in like fucking every JRPG ever made, and I, I just, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a fair comparison personally. I don't know. I'm just regurgitating what I've heard before that there's like a, a Luke, a Luke sort of stand in and that kind of thing. I mean, I would believe it considering God, I can't remember the guy's name that um start that headed this and was the the guy behind the tactics games and Ivalice as a general yeah. area. There's like multiple games in that location, which is strange for a Final Fantasy franchise entry. Yeah, there is a desert. There is a kid, but uh, he's not even the main character. Like this game, this game doesn't have a, a does not have a main character. It's not, it is a true ensemble cast. Like we are not following anyone. We happen to start with Vaughn, but I just as soon like cycle him out of the party as soon as I can. And you can, you don't have to have anybody and there is no like, Oh, you have to have lightning in the party or you have to have cloud in the party or whatever. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm switching nine for 12. I love that for you. A couple of questions for the both of you. Nick, I'll start with you, but looking at a couple of the first games in a in a franchise, I would maybe want to make the case for Pikmin 2 over Pikmin and Portal 2 over Portal. Portal's a better game than Portal 2. Do you think? Portal 2 okay. is funnier, but Portal's a more concise and just generally a better game. Yeah, okay. it's a quick quick no from me too. I know it's not my pick, but I no no interest in Portal 2 being on here personally. And then as far as Pikmin, um, I like Pikmin 3 more than Pikmin, but Chris and I have both played Pikmin. I, I haven't, I never beat Pikmin, but I, I played it and I enjoyed it. So if it's between heart picks and quality picks, I'd rather go for the heart pick anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I too played Pikmin. Pikmin 2 is basically Pikmin 1, but like less frustrating time constraints. 3 was the same as well. Chris, what do you think? That's your pick. 
is this is this substantively going to affect the ranking of that game? I guess is my main question. Where's like if this is I just, certainly doubt it. I think that's just at this point we're just like picking at it for blood for like no gain from stone. This list must be airtight. Okay? Without flaw. Dragon Ball Z universe and Plock notwithstanding. You keep Plock's name out of your mouth. If you if you guys aren't concerned about that, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Do we want to do our honorable mentions? Yeah, we can at least rattle those off and see if there's any that that really like catches someone else's attention because we've looked at them. We decided that they didn't quite come up to snuff for the 35 or 37, whatever we did to sort of throw in the pile and then whittle that down to 100. So we don't know these other games that we haven't seen, right? Yeah. All right. Well, kick us off, Nick. I'm just going to go through all of mine in not alphabetic order but close to it i've got dark souls donkey kong 94 on the game boy dino run luigi's mansion 3 super mario galaxy braid golden sun ori in the world of the wisps psychonauts golf story ukulele in the impossible lair pikmin 3 god of war 2018 astral chain bloodstained ritual of the night and death store golden sun's pretty fucking good man golden sun <laughs> slaps it's almost got Nothing to hold on to, though. I played that game, what, like two years ago, EJ, when we were talking about that with Leaf? Played all the way through it. I still can't remember a goddamn thing about it. It's such a, like, easy to pick up and easy to just, like, forget about RPG, in my opinion. Like, I love it. It's got great music. I love the soundtrack. But the plot is just kind of like, you could throw that into an AI generator and that's what it spits out. It's like, there's nothing to it. As with most JRPGs. But it's a time and place thing. It's an aesthetic thing. It's a vibe thing. Like you said, the soundtrack. You know, what stood out to me about that list, you know, there, there's a couple games that you think, like, oh, yeah, that might be deserving to be here, but it's already represented in some way. I do want to talk about Golf Story. And you know, I, having just beat this game uh, a month ago, I, I, I know some of these picks are about time and place, like Wii Sports. It's also a pretty poorly reviewed game, and it's like, oh, we've got these memories with it. But like, we're talking about like best games. Like, Golf Story is obviously far and away a better game than something like Wii Sports. I wouldn't say obviously. Oh, come on, come on. Wii Sports is four four of the same games that you waggle the paddle. Did, what made that game so fun was our own minds tricking ourselves into thinking we had to actually play sports. Yeah, and that was that was a real feeling that you had. You can't just like disregard the way you feel just because someone else says it's not good enough. I love my time with Wii Sports and what it represents, you know, that period of time of my life. EJ, how long did you spend in, of your life defending Avatar, even though everyone universally said that it's trash? And it wasn't until you watching the more recent one that you decided to jump on that feeling as well. Here's the thing is nobody really said it was trash. It was like critically acclaimed, made the most money at the box office ever. And then it was just a couple years later Who that amongst like, your friends was like, you know what, EJ, you're right. <laughs> all my friends think everything I like is trash. So I don't take any of that with anything but a grain of salt. Uh, uh, and my feeling towards Avatar 2 is like most sequels. It's like things are forgivable the first time. They're less forgivable the second time and unforgivable the third time. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, at your point taken. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would consider putting Golf Story above something like Wii Sports or... Uh, I'm trying to look at other picks of mine. Maybe we don't need Tetris and Lumines if, if we want to sneak that on here. But again, if the argument is like, is this going to change this list in, in some remarkable way? Like probably not, but that's, that's not the point. This is our list. So if there's something we want to do, let's do it. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? Well, I think I didn't submit it because I didn't feel as strongly about it as the other games that I submitted. 
So it was more of a, a, a way to kind of have a sounding from you. I knew that you just played Golf Story recently. I know you liked it. And the ending with Standing, it was a pretty good, solid little game. Little like, you know, kind of throwback to Mario Golf circa the Game Boy Color. A little bit more quirky sort of writing. Nice Australian vibe. I mean, it's just a good game, but it's not like top 100 necessarily. Okay. I just wanted to shout it out. I yeah. was just thinking of games I liked, and that was one of the ones I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this definitely does not need any more Souls games or Souls-like. Pretty well represented. Yeah, and that's they're both probably going to make the top 10, so... I don't, I don't see that for a second. I'm the only one who played them. None of the top 10 is going to be games that only one of us has played, unless it's like a really convincing statement that the other two can just like, yeah, I, I think that should go on there. I, I would so much rather have the top 10 be one third, one third, one third, as opposed to like putting like, I don't know, Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the top 10 is crazy, you know, or or you, finding 10 games that deserve to be above a lot of these other games that we've also all played. Quit putting fucking parameters on it, Nick. You didn't want parameters. I'm, not, I'm just speaking truth to power. <laughs> The power being me and the truth also no being me. No appeals to authority on this podcast. Chris, what's your honorable mention list look like? Uh, I don't have one. I literally threw away the note and you trashed it. I wow. deleted it the second we were done. I will say that <laughs> like the building on fire behind him. <laughs> well, I was like, I didn't know that we were going to like add a bunch of fucking airtime going over, like doing a third sweep to make sure we're not fucking missing anything. I was like, I felt pretty good about this list. We fucking finished it. All right. If you feel good, um, you feel man. good. It was a bunch That's of fair. like, it mostly was a bunch of like installments of things we already have on here that I was like, this is like a lateral move at best. Like, like I had Pokemon yellow on there where I'm like, am I really going to say that that's like better than crystal? Maybe it's like about the same, but it's, it's certainly not better to the point that I would like submit that instead. Can't get surfing Pikachu and crystal. That's Ugh. fair. Unless you, yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah, so I was so it, it was like a lot of it was a lot of stuff like that, and I was like, I don't need this in here anymore. I was even like deleting stuff while I was like going through and like filtering it out as we were drafting. I was like, okay, I don't need this. I don't need this. I did this, so I don't need the sequel. Blah blah blah. So no, I don't. I don't. I don't really. I don't really have one. My honorable mentions list. Some of these have been cut, so I can skip over things like Putt Putt and Duck Hunt. Uh, Pokemon Stadium one or two. I had that. Uh, Stardew Valley, which we briefly talked about. I just, I, I put quite a few hours into it, but not enough to make, to, to necessarily make this list. Celeste, which I think is probably the best non-Nintendo platformer I have played as an adult, but I, I know it didn't click with you, Nick. And I don't think you've played it. Have you, Chris? Uh, nope. I would like to, but no. Yeah. It's fucking great. Pokemon Pinball, we talked about Pokemon Fire, Red, Leaf, Green, Mario Kart DS, uh, Pokemon Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, Kirby Triple Deluxe, which I couldn't make you argue that it belongs over the Super Nintendo, you know, Civ 3, which I think Age of Empires, uh, you know, one's a turn-based game, one's an RTS game, but I think it represents the the umbrella uh, of the genre, of, you know, fine enough. Um, South Park Stick of Truth. It's a cute game. I didn't want to offer this when we were going down the list, but it was like Paper Mario for grownups. <laughs> it's outclassed by Paper Mario in literally every single way, though. Just, you know, it's hard to compete. It's a fine game. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters, which is like actually the only well-regarded Dragon Ball game. Yeah. But I did not have the experience with it. I would have at 12, you know, the way sure. I did with MVC2. 
Right. Um, Overcooked. Mm. I wouldn't know. No, you fucking wouldn't. God damn it, Nick. I played a little bit of it, I think, with y'all and Drew and Leaf in Leaf's yes. living room. Yes. Nick sat out uh, to commit to the bit. I'm a bit committer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, Simpsons Road Rage. Wow. Yeah. Road Rage rules. <laughs> yeah, it does. Here's oh, the thing. man. Road Rage is kind of the like black sheep of that era because everyone loves Simpsons Hit and Run. But Road Rage is, you Fuck know, a Grand Theft Auto. Give me a crazy taxi yes! any day of the week. It's so good, dude. Uh, so anyway, that's uh that that is my honorable mention list. You guys got thirty more games on this list that were were on my list. So I thank you for that. Uh, I feel quite good a, a, about what ended up here. So let's start ranking. I don't like the idea that we have to commit to the placement the first time we talk about it. This needs to be sort of. Like, let's get the first couple out there, and then it's like, oh, wait, does this really belong under this? And it, it, it can evolve. We can talk through it. It doesn't, you know, I don't want to, like, get to number 22 and be like, wait, we can't go back and, you know, touch number 95 or whatever. Um, not that we will, but just anyway, let's just sort of feel it out. Do you guys want to go maybe five at a time, and we can each talk about what was in our list at that rank? Or, or how, This is out of my wheelhouse. You, Nick, how, how do you want to do this? I think we should chunk it out. Like right now we have four columns and I think we should be able to pretty easily say, Hey, I think this belongs in this group. Like this is between 50 and 75 or like this is, you know, bottom quarter, middle quarter, that kind of, that kind of thing. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I would approve of this because then there's going to be not like, there'll be room for like quibbling and, and readjustment as necessary, which I don't think I agree. We shouldn't shut ourselves off to in the interest of this, not being a nine hour podcast. I think we should show a modicum of self-restraint uh, and be like, does it really need to be 89 or can it just fucking say at 90? Of course. Yeah. But, but that'll give us a ballpark where we're like, okay, we can, we can sort through that 25 at a time. So why don't we do this? Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we literally just start reading names and start making offers on come to a consensus on the general location that each of these should be. So bottom twenty five. You just want to kind of go throw names out one at a time, and then we'll we'll see if it should tentatively go in that bottom twenty five. Then sure, absolutely. Right. And do we want to just start here in the left hand column? Well, start wherever you want. We're just gonna go to the it's, right. I mean, well, I mean those first three games are not moving from the left column anyway. I'm aware yeah. of that. And maybe not even four or five. I'm not sure where six is going to land if uh, EJ has any strong feelings about that as well. But yeah, just 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 start picking games that you think belong in that bottom 25, and we'll. I need I need order. If we're, gonna, God damn it, you guys are trying to kill me. Like let's just let's just fucking wing it. Chris, where's Doom go? Uh, bottom 25. Where's Kotor go? Guys, I, I would have it in the top quadrant. Top 50 for sure. I would leave it. Minesweeper's a great bit, but probably probably in the bottom 25, if we're being honest. I would agree. I, I'm just going to offer that. Walking Dead season one. I, I ugh, That's going to be like on the on the bubble potentially between quadrant one and quadrant two. Let's put it in quadrant two for now. That's totally fine. Uh, with regards to Kirby Air Ride, I think that uh, and y'all haven't had the pleasure, have you? No. Okay, I play well then, I, 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 you, pl- you played Air Ride? Yeah. What are your feelings on it? <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with it being on the list, so I would definitely put it in the last quadrant. I, I'm willing to make that compromise. I have a feeling that I would like Kirby Air Ride just because my favorite part 
my favorite thing from Smash Four 3DS was uh, Smash Run, and that was basically just City Trial, but with Smash Bros. Yeah, City Trial is a fucking blast. Played that for days, not hours at a time, days at a time with Josh and Joey trying to fill. When that people grid. talk about loving Air Ride, they're talking about City Trial. They're talking about City Trial. They're not talking about the little like top down go kart fucking thing or like the race tracks, like whatever. But it can go in the bottom. It's fine. Okay, I think we've moved enough to the bottom. Let's start moving some stuff up to the top. How y'all feel about Guitar Hero 2 being in the top 25 potentially? Ooh. Strikes me as a quadrant two. I agree. I agree. Okay. Paper Mario. EJ, you like the first one? It's up to you guys. Paper Mario, I I, I believe the second one iterates on the first probably in every way. So wherever you I guys think you probably hang out in the second for now. Yeah, second's good. It could, it could make a push to first. I'm just like looking to see what I think can be in our top 25. Just based on what we all feel and what we all know of the game. Yeah, I would go Skyrim, Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, Last of Us, Super Mario World. That's sort of like, I know we're not going to all agree on every single thing, but if we're trying to sort of like, what what are like objectively just fucking awesome games and represents? Objectively, what? Wow. What does that mean? Wow. No appeal to authority. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, get Thank your, you. Get, close your fucking score list and I don't let's have just, it up. <laughs> He's already got it memorized. Uh, so anyway, yes. yeah, Skyrim. I think we should move that over to Quadrant One. I'm just gonna do it. This is not exactly riveting podcast material. How do we do this in a way that's more interesting to listen to? <laughs> we start from fucking 100 and we rank up. That's how we make this more interesting. We know what our list is. We know how we've already chunked things out. What would we like make make a bid for the bottom game and then start building up and then we can rearrange a little bit as we go along, like you said, with, oh, but do we really want to put air right at like 97? Is that really worse than Call of Duty Warzone? Whatever. Like, because you're right right now, it's like us looking at a spreadsheet and talking about a spreadsheet. So we just start making offerings to the bottom of the pile, huh? Number 100. Lego Lego Star Star Wars, Wars, the the complete complete saga. saga. That's insanity. Over Pokemon Go, Warzone, Wii Sports, Minesweeper, Air Ride, Vanilla No Man's Sky, Dragon Ball Xenoverse? Not Vanilla No, no Man's Sky. Who said it's Vanilla No Man's Sky? I literally talked about like... You were talking about your ex-wife, so I know you were playing Vanilla No Man's Sky. <laughs> two, two, or three, two or three expansions in. Okay. Like definitely post-Atlas. Like it, I did not play Vanilla No Man's Sky. Uh, I would uh, make a case for Xenoverse at the very, very bottom. My bottom is Plock and then Xenoverse, but... Uh, I won't argue. <laughs> There's no way in God's green earth. Number 100, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. It's an honor just to be on the list. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just yeah, to be sure. nominated. <laughs> just to be nominated, Tom. <laughs> I won't argue. This this podcast, like I told you, I cut an hour and 10 minutes off of part one. That's mostly just me laughing at Plock being under consideration for the top 100. Mick, you got any obvious ones? None of this is obvious. These are all, you know, all great games. We all love something about these they games. They are all great games. I'll put these down there just to just to ease your, your heart. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do with that. I looked at ease last night because I didn't exactly didn't know what to do with it. And I'm like, this looks kind of cool. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a it's a really fun game. I don't know if you would like it. It's got so much anime bullshit about it, but it is. Uh, I, Dude, it's a cute little vibe action JRPG. Fire Emblem is one of my favorite franchises ever. I love weeb shit. I just am not necessarily into the Final Fantasy turn-based RPG elements. Like I like the tactics or I like action. 
You should give it a try. 99 might be too low for it, but I won't argue right now. Uh, Wii Sports is pretty low. Uh, you know, I'm not going to fight to put that anywhere else. Like, they can just they offer it up. I like Wii Sports in the in the 50 to 75 range. Yeah, that's wow. right. Okay. I've got right. it in low, low mid tier just <laughs> right. because like, again, time and place. Like I literally played this game with my grandparents. I played this game with my mom. I played this game with my brothers. I played this game with Nick. I'm sure I played it with you at some point. Like we might have played it at launch night. I remember staying for the, the launch at Best Buy overnight with you. Yes. At my 16th birthday party. And I was like, mom got a tip that they were getting a shipment of Wii's in at Best Buy. And I was like, don't Inside bring me presents. Trading. Don't bring me presents. Bring me cash. And she lent me the last chunk of money. And we sat up all night fucking in lawn chairs and blankets outside Best Buy. Bought a fucking Wii. That's great. I love hearing that. Yeah, but Wii Sports, like, man, I no, it's it's higher for me for sure. 2K12. Does that go somewhere low? It can. I know you guys have no attachment to NBA games or sports Making games. Making a but- good sports game is fucking difficult though i'd almost put nba street there before i put nba 2k12 because i think it's way easier to make a stylized sports game if it's so easy how come they keep making a yearly 2k game but they haven't made a street game in 20 years numbers sales numbers yeah i was gonna say to make a a good one let's let's come back to those i don't think they deserve to be that low on the list warzone can go low if you offer it up i'm just dragging it down because we gotta we gotta do something put it at 99 let's do it put it at 99 i'm okay with it Okay. Put, you know what? Put it at 100. Put it at 100. Just because fuck those developers. Fuck that game. Put it at 100. <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck them. Fuck you, Raven. 97. Let's get it out of the way. I don't agree with this in any fucking way, shape, or form, but you can put Plock at 97. <laughs> yes! Compromise! <laughs> still a better game than Dragon Ball. <laughs> it still is, and it's better That's than fine. a lot of games that are going to be ahead of it, and we'll revisit that when it's time ah, to revisit that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you try and put fucking Mario Odyssey in the top 10. I would be like moving plock into the 80s, bitch. <laughs> that might be a compromise we can make. I mean, okay, now can we talk about Lego Star Wars EJ? <laughs> <sighs> I'll, I'll even put it above Minesweeper. I'll keep Minesweeper where it's at and I'll put it above Minesweeper. Uh, put, put Doom down there at 96. Yeah, Doom is like a universally like revered game, but I don't know if I'm like, man, I really want to play Doom right now. It's more just like, it's a... It's a good game, but I'm not going to stump for it, you know? It's a good game for the time, and it's an important game. I would say it's a good game now. It's just that there are other games that will scratch that sort of itch. Yeah. All right. All right. Kirby Air Ride. Let's, let's, let's get that in here, whatever our next available slot is. Listen, if Kirby Air Ride's going over Lego Star Wars, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I just Right below it, then. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's that's all right. Oh, let's have the conversation about Pokemon Go because we've all had very positive experiences. Let's. It's not a bottom quadrant game in any way, shape, or form for me. No, yeah, I think that's like a twenty-five to fifty. Absolutely, and I'll make the I'll make the fucking case for it right now. This game, and you all know that this is true because you were there and you experienced it, was a fucking global phenomenon in the way that does not happen for games. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. We're talking about us. We're talking about us, not the world. Well, that was the experience. I like, was just going to say, like, shut the fuck up. The whole experience was literally we were a part of this gigantic thing that I literally remember, like, going to the park. And it's just like tons of people I had never seen before in, in my community in Central California. And all of us just walk around and go like, oh, shit, there's a fucking magmar over here. Everybody running over, catching the fucking fuck. There's a fucking jinx over here running over there, catching the jinx. Like, yeah, my buddy saw Charizard at Pismo Beach. We got to go hit Pismo Beach next weekend. People everywhere. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. 
anything like it. And I'll tell you right now, I because I like you guys know, listeners of this podcast know, probably. I think I mentioned it that I've been a daily player for the last for the last three years since I went went back to school and there were Pokestops all over the place and it's still happening. It is still happening. Every single like go tour, every single like end of season event, like I go onto campus and there are fucking people walking around. And I immediately know they'll like post up next to like one of the gyms that I always try and like drop drop my pokes into. And I'm like, oh, they're about to jump in this raid. Just like, hey, guys, you can do this raid. Let me hop in with you. People I've never met before, never fucking met them in my life and just instantly united literally like months ago, just had this happen. Like there is nothing else like this. There is nothing else like this in video gaming, period, because of the fact that you have to be out in the community. You have to see people in the community. Tell that to the exact same developer who made Ingress or whatever and all the Ingress stands being like, no, 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 no. we did it first. Uh, and I know a couple of those guys. Why are we talking about Ingress? Don't, don't, don't. What about me? Like, come no, on. You can't say like, there's nothing like it when then there is like literally something like it. My point is because 3 billion people are going to play fucking Ingress and go out and like hang out with each other. No, fuck that. Fuck that. The quality of the game is not the actual game. It's the people who are playing it. It's the friends we made along the way, EJ. My thing about looking at Pokemon Go at its inception was that it was a fucking piece of trash game. But it's that's not what it is now. It was a phenomenon. It's not what it is now. My best experience with this game is, you know, six months ago because it is a much better game. I'm saying you using the experience at launch to talk about how it should be higher on the list. But the experience at launch was a pretty bad game. Did I have a stroke and forget that I just said that it's still happening in the same way? Did, did it's I not did the same I not? Way. It's not the same way. Not even like in the same league. Absolutely call bullshit on that. If you go to certain pockets, certain demos, maybe it's happening. Events, it's happening. You can't gaslight Chris out of thinking his experience wasn't real. I'm not saying the experience was real. I'm saying that it is a complete falsehood to equivocate what's happening in 2023 with what happened in 2016 or whatever that was. Because that was that was insane, what was happening back then. Yeah, it was crazy. That was the time that I played the most of it. And it was uh, it was really cool. I just remember driving up to like Mount Tabor and going on hikes and it being like, pretty late at night but there's still people out and about and every time you saw someone and they were on their phone you knew exactly what they were doing and you would just go to obscure places and see people and it would not be a strange thing you'd be like oh, i know what they're doing it's it's it was totally singular there's there's been nothing like it and i do believe that especially at some place like a campus or you know places that have a high like congestion of Pokestops that there are still people, you know, actively playing and uh, contributing to the gyms and the other mechanics that I haven't really um, interfaced with since I only really played back in 2016. But I still think that it was a phenomenal game and literally a phenomenon. It was it was an experience and it's a lot of fun. And you're right. It is a much better game now. And I think that yeah. that matters as it's a continuing service game. But like getting getting raids down, getting the. uh like the friend, the the friend system, and the way that like trading and battling works w works better now, and um, yeah, it's just it 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 is it is what it the promise of that game has that that was not fully realized at launch has been delivered. So like, no, it's not it's not a bottom a bottom chunk game. I just I don't see how that makes sense. You put Lumines down here, Nick. I would I would probably argue to put Tetris down here over Lumines, even though maybe Tetris our, is a better game than Lumines. 
I feel like this is contradicting the conversation we had about it on part one, but I can't remember exactly the details of that conversation. No, just like two two very different experiences that brought different things to the table. I don't think that it was like a oh this is this is better not better. But I played like a teeny tiny bit of Luminous in the PSP days, and yeah, it's fun. I'm tempted to put Destiny down here, but that might feel too low for for a game like that. But there are not I... a lot of games I would put. I'd put Destiny over. It feels a little low for that. Because I even, I mean, you know well that I played, like, I played the shit out of the first two expansions of that game. Like, or no, uh, the, the first three, it was uh, Crota's... Are you talking about uh, Destiny 1 or Destiny 2? Destiny 1. Uh, Taken King was the one that sort of took off. Crota and House of Wolves, I think, are the ones that I played. Or the Dark Below, is that the one with Crota? I played the first two expansions and I played them a lot and I think that it did what it did well. It did very well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go quite that low trauma center. Uh, I, I would support it. I have it in my, in my bot tier just because it's not a game that I would necessarily go, go pick up a play. Cause it's like a launch DS game. I, I still think it used the touchscreen better than most DS games, but I do sure. think that for a lot of reasons, it probably belongs down here. So we could plop that down. It always seems that with consoles, you know, Nintendo consoles, especially like with gimmicks that the best games often do get made at launch or near launch because people eventually fall off the gimmick because you have to make games that appeal to the most people and flipping your DS sideways and like doing weird shit with it. It just doesn't appeal to very many people. There was a lot of gimmick specific games for the Wii and the DS that I think sold because of the gimmick, though. I think that's the true. Wii is such an outlier because that, the Wii is not a console that was made for or marketed to people who played video games. Same with the DS. I mean, there was like Brain Age and like shit like that. I mean, that is a totally different demographic than core gamers. Um, but where do we where do we want Trauma Center? Are we putting it at ninety two? Are we saying it's it's somehow worse than Lego Star Wars, the complete saga? <laughs> <laughs> or, or EJ, do you want to give up that ghost? I, I you know, I just I wish it's a game you guys had played because they're fucking adorable. The mechanics are super tight. I played all of them. I just don't agree with you. <laughs> like oh that's the bottom fucking line here. And I'll let you have it. This is the last fucking time I'm throwing you a le- <laughs> throwing you a Lego brick bone over this fucking yeah, game, though. It, it is I at 91. It. It's not going any fucking higher. <laughs> <laughs> OK, OK, OK. We need a basketball game down here, please. 2K12, 2K12, put 2K12, 2K12 at 90. I support this because at the Perfect. end of the day, it is. It's a fucking basketball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to it's gonna get to a point where it's there, there's not going to be a lot of arguing, I think, in this middle chunk. EJ, I don't like the Crash Bandicoot games. Okay. Move them. Oh, you're not going to put it that low, are you? I like Crash. I'd be fine with it. Like, I would take Spyro 50 slots ahead of Crash 2, personally. I never, never really, Spyro's not tight. really a Spyro guy. Well, you're a Spyro. Okay. Like, we got like a couple Crash folks, a couple Spyro folks. Why don't we just put them together? Why don't we just go 88, 89, Crash and Spyro? Look at that. Look Compromise! at us. Look at the look at look at us fucking go. <laughs> we can make it happen when we need to. <laughs> All right, now can we come back to Wii Sports? Is the 80s more appropriate or is that higher yet for you? I think it can go a little bit higher. Okay. Personally, I'm looking at things that are a little bit more singular like Jet Set Radio Future. I don't Oh man, I'm the one who even put it in there and I don't I don't know what to do with it because I think part of what makes it so interesting is that it's not on it's it's unlike anything that's been made. I think that if I really want to like nitpick about this, 
it's basically inaccessible on current consoles. Like unless you have an Xbox disc of JSRF, like you, you, you cannot play it. Yeah. That's a bummer, but that's more just a failure on Sega than it is a failure on the game. Ultimately we're sitting here and deciding on arbitrary criterion under already arbitrary criterion. I just wanted to measure your, your like desire to defend it and push for it because that is what would float it. It could drop down to 87 for sure. If it's not group defensible, I have a hard time stumping. It has to be like a really corner, like you're going to be stumping hard for Final Fantasy 12. You're not going to be stumping hard for Jet Set Radio. That's exactly right. Let's look at Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Snap. Oh, you're going to put Let's Go that low? What? If you look at all of the Pokemon spinoffs on this list, it's the one that I have the most like recent attachment to, but like Pokemon Let's Go is a slightly tweaked version of, of, of a mainline Pokemon game, right? It, it does enough differently, but it's still just Pokemon. Whereas all the other spinoffs kind of do something different. Snap is where I'm like, yeah, it's a 14 minute game. So it, you know, it, it's just, it can't go that high. I think conquest is going to be the lowest yeah. of the Pokemon games. Sorry, man. That's unfortunate. Cause it is definitely the best Pokemon game, not named Pokemon crystal on this list. Better than TCG. Yes. I like TCG. I don't love TCG. That's not a okay, top quadrant fair. game for me, for sure. That's fair. I, I love TCG. It's great. It's, it's, it's good. Great. It's good. And so, like, mutually, like, it can't go lower than quad two with, like, three of us all sitting here going, like, yeah, we like this game. I just wanted to measure it because, I mean, the three of us liking a game does not disqualify it for being in the bottom because we all like games that we won't be, like, defending super hard. Like, I don't think that that needs to be, like, a a, a consensus sort of vote, you know? It helps, but let's, let's put conquest down here. I'll offer it as tribute. All of my games are going to end up in the bottom two quadrants. That's fine. I'm not trying to win. Uh, I'm just trying to not have a nine hour podcast. So <laughs> it's uh conquest can go just if this like intimates any of my own thinking for y'all as I'm like grouping a lot of these games. I was uh, thinking in the same way that, that you were EJ in terms of, all right, uh, you know, we have some uh, Pokemon spinoffs. We have some mainline stuff and uh, thinking about like, where do these go in relation to one another? I think Let's Go is probably the second best Pokemon game that's ever been made. You're not gonna get a fight out of me, brother. I so think it's a I'm fucking not, great game. I I I'm not gonna. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be high for me. Yeah, for me, we you know looking at it like in totality again, just because it's a derivative and a remake of the mainline games. It's a, the experience itself is so concise. It's the best looking Pokemon game. It's the best Ever. performing Pokemon game. Ever. It is the most fully realized world of Pokemon, including Arceus, because this game actually fucking looked good. Sword Shield, Arceus, and Scarlet Violet could not figure out how to do the overworld Pokemon the same way that Let's Go, a fucking rinky dink spinoff that sold 5 million measly copies, figured out. To be fair, these are tiny bite-sized environments compared to what those games are trying to do. So I think it's a little bit apples to oranges there. Maybe go back to those environments because it works so much better than the fucking schlock they've been doing. Well, but, but don't you want them to iterate, EJ? I want them to iterate but not grow unnecessarily, per- personally. Um, I like that Let's Go knows what it is. And yeah, also that. I think that scope, That's that fair. built-in scope put a, put a ceiling that they could actually reach. I am moving Fez down to 85. I support this. Age of Empires. Yeah, I agree. GTA 5. GTA 5 is way higher, dude. Way higher. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm just throwing I'm throwing I, yeah. I'm throwing names out there because we can't just <laughs> I mean, yeah. we can. We can leave the list as it is. That's fine <laughs> no, too. That's crazy. Um okay. <laughs> Let's look at 
I just had something in my brain, and I don't want to. I don't know if I want to open this can of worms. Bring Age of Empires. No, bring Age of Empires down, and then I want to hear. Uh, well, I'll, I'll yeah. go grab it. I don't know where it is. I'll find it though. It, it's number sixty-three. Sixty-three. Uh, Age you. of Empires can can drop because you guys didn't have that experience with it. Well, I played Age of Mythology. I just don't love the genre, so like I, I yeah, get what fair. it brings to the table, but I'm just like, eh. I'm looking at Mass Effect three. I don't know if it quite belongs this low, but like if it was Mass Effect two, maybe it's a different conversation. Hmm. I would look at like Banjo Kazooie, but again, that's just my bias. I brought down Fez after thinking about Banjo Kazooie because I think Banjo Kazooie is a much higher game. Yeah, in my estimation. I think it's right. still pretty pretty playable. It does what it does very well. You know, I'm fine with 81 through 83 as it is. Mario Maker, I might move up. I think Mario Maker should should go up. I just think that that's like that's a game that. I, I didn't play it, you know, I'll just I'll just say that. But that's a game that when they announced it, I went, I never in a million years thought that Nintendo of all fucking companies would make something like this because they're they just love they're so protective. Well, they love yeah. like, yeah, like handing out DCMA takedowns like it's fucking Halloween candy. You know what I mean? And so they're like, OK, great. We're going to give you the tools to do these things. We're going to make you pay for it but we're going to give you the tools to do these things that you've basically already been doing in the modding community. And that's pretty fucking cool. It's at least a nice like conciliatory gesture. And uh, people have made some fucking, I've, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of like shit that people have made in here where I'm like, this doesn't, this isn't real. <laughs> like you can't actually do this in this game. Yeah. That's it's, it's absurd. Yeah. Mario maker should be higher. We sports. I think we're getting into Wii sports territory. I would not feel uh, good about horizon being below like, what is essentially shovelware? What's shovelware? He's talking about Wii Sports, even though it's like one of the reasons why the console succeeded in America. I mean, the Wii is Nintendo's worst console, so like it ex- succeeded, but the 3DS is right there. It's <laughs> right there. But the, 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 the right 3DS there. has like hundreds of awesome games only held back by the, the platform. The Wii U has tens of good games also held back by the platform. So it's it's kind of hard to compare. No, let's do it. Let's put Wii Sports at 83 and move Mario Maker out of the way. I'm going I'm to yeah, get it yeah. out of the way. Mario Maker deserves to be higher. Um, okay, DBZ Legendary Super Warriors. I, I, I'm happy it made it up this high. It could go lower if you guys want, but like I would put it below like Pokemon Conquest. Sure. I've been thinking about this game every pick so far. The fact that I made it this far, I feel great about it, So... I've won already. <laughs> right on. I'm okay with Nier being that low. I'm okay with Luigi's Mansion being down here. 100 games is a lot of games, it turns out. <laughs> As it fucking turns out. Conquest, Fez, Age of Empires, Wii Sports. So we're at 80, 81. Okay. Horizons, Horizons off the board, right? Yeah, Horizons sitting at 80. Let, let's, let's go NBA Street. Does that go at, at like 81? Below Horizon? No, I think that for for what horizon does is like a good open world action rpg and nba street being like maybe the best basketball game ever made like no i'd put i'd put nba street at 79 i love that game i cannot understate like i adore that game it's a lot of fun and volume two specifically like that's i just yes, love that that was the one that you yeah let's let's put that at us uh, so so Oh, is Pikmin at 81 here? Is that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's where it is now. I don't know that. It is where it is now. I don't hate seeing it there, but. Yeah, I think I had it at least a little higher, but maybe like a lot higher, to be honest. I would put like SSX Tricky under NBA Street. Oh, man. I I had Pikmin pretty fucking high. 
Well, maybe put tricky, put tri- uh, SSX tricky in the 81 slot. Cause that's one that like <laughs> objectively in an appeal to authority, it uh, seems to be a good game, but I didn't fucking play it. And it is like tricky's type. It is a sports game. I'm going to sandwich horizon zero down between tricky and street two. As I love a compromise. that. And let's take, let's, <laughs> I love that. let's, let's take a quick, let's take a pause here because we friends, we have 20 games listed. I'd love to read these in order and I'm gonna, so we're starting at 80. No, go 100 up. Okay. Yeah, hundred uh, at a hundred. We've got call of duty Warzone. At number 99, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Number 98, Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Number 97, the criminally underrated Pluck. 96, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> we don't need to number each one. <laughs> Doom, Minesweeper, Kirby Air Ride, Luminous, Trauma Center, Under the Knife, Lego Star Wars Complete Saga, NBA 2K12, Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, Crash 2, Jet Set Radio Future, Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Warriors, Pokemon Conquest, Fez, Age of Empires 2, Wii Sports, SSX Tricky, Horizon Zero Dawn, and at 79, NBA Street, Volume 2. We're making progress, boys. Doom, just barely better than Plock. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what's crazy to me? Like This is bullshit. Jet Set Radio over like some PS2 classics, like Pokemon Conquest, and Legendary Super Warriors over the same PS2 classics uh, and Lego Star Wars. For me, just on my personal list, I'm not going to sit here rearranging because there's no uh, <laughs> arguments from you guys, but it's, you know, yeah, something to stew on for a bit here as we move up from 79. All right. NBA Street, I think, is a good 79. I Yep, I'm fine with it. Yep, absolutely. Luigi's Mansion. Oh, God, we're into we're into sad territory here. The fact that it's this high... Is fine. Much higher over some of these other games would start to get into crazy territory. It's just not better than most of these other games. I'd swap it for near and be happy. Luigi at 78, near at 77. Can I yeah. make a counter offer that I may get immediately overruled on here? Sure. Throw it out there. WarioWare. I was looking at WarioWare as well. I think EJ. even the best WarioWare game is still like, great. You know, it's good. They are... Such different games. I don't even think Luigi's Mansion is the best Luigi's Mansion game. It's the worst one. No, Dark Moon's pretty. I was gonna sus. say worse than the one on the fucking 3DS, which I'm like still kind of picking at, like six months after I bought it from you. Eight months, years. I've had it forever. Hurts being on the 3DS. If it was ported, it'd be much better. That's the problem with everything on the 3DS, man. Do I hear an audible coming? I'd be fine with swapping Do in three. We did you swap three, Chris? In, Luis? I did not. I know that it's very oh, well reputed and you both played it clearly. So I'd be super happy to swap it for three. If it means I don't know if EJ played list. it. I did not play Luigi. Mansion Fuck. Three. We need to keep it then. Okay. I'm yeah. fine with, I'm fine with Ouija at 78 near 77. WarioWare 76. Yeah. The thing about WarioWare we use our experience as, as why something should go higher and not necessarily talking about the merits of the game that, that experience I think both for Nick and I, this was mobile games before mobile games. And when you had a DS and you're on the bus for an hour every morning, or at least I was on the bus for an hour every morning because I lived in the boonies. It was the input mechanism that really made it shine. Twisted was better than Mega Micro Games and Touched is better than Twisted. I've only played, uh, as far as the handheld ones go, Touched and Twisted. And console ones are weird. The Switch one's really cool. Very cool how they adapted. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the demo. I didn't buy it. I just, it just never rises to the level where I'm like, God, I gotta have this game. 
Especially like, I don't have anybody to couch co-op with. And that game was just like begging to be couch co-op. Wait, wait, wait. T- Tiffany will play Kirby with you, but not WarriorWare Touched or WarriorWare Get It Together. <laughs> Honest to God, it just, I don't even, I can't even hardly explain like the, the phenomenon of Forgotten Land hitting for us. And it was, you, you know, Tiff had just gotten this new job. We're kind of like moving into my last like chunk of grad school. Tiffany's like, I want to get you a game. And the two games that had just come out were Kirby and the Forgotten Land and Final Fantasy Stranger Paradise. <laughs> and I'm still I'm going to I'm still going to play that game. I'm I'm not paying more than $20 for it. And that's what made the difference. I was like 72. I was like Kirby is never going on sale, but I can get Origin for $20 in a year, right? And so I bought it and I went, "Yeah, we can play this together." And so she just like hopped in with me and I would do some levels by myself. Most mostly I'd do like the little like challenge road levels. And so bite-sized, it's like a nice like break if she wants to like get up and get some popcorn. That was the way that Lindsay and I did it. And we did the whole fucking thing including post-game bosses together. It's like the Chris, only Are you game. telling me that you want to swap in Forgotten Land for Superstar? God, I might be telling you that. I might be telling you that. In fact, I am telling you that. Hell yeah. Dude, Forgotten Land's a really tight game. I don't think it's too soon to give it its due. Nice. I like this. I haven't played Forgotten Land yet, but uh, this feels better than a Super Nintendo game none of us have played in uh, I don't a know, long time. Years, long, least. long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that feels good. I've only yeah, I've only prodded at it a little bit on the S- NES online on Switch and just like, yep, this is exactly what I remember. That's kind of how you feel about all Kirby games you play. Like, that's Kirby. Yeah, it's just pleasant all the time. Except for Forgotten Land. You know, it's in my Switch right now and it's like, I look at it every night when I boot Fire Emblem up. Uh, it's it's definitely my next game. Uh, okay, couple games to throw at you. Couple of games. I'm going to do a little batch here. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Agree. Tetris. Sonic 2. Ooh, I think THPS is, is higher than that. Uh, maybe a little bit, not a lot for me. Doesn't have to be a lot, but I, 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 I see it in the middle column. <laughs> There's four columns, Nick. Can Tony Hawk just go at 69? Can we just like, hell yeah. <laughs> 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 make, it so, make it so, make it so. Damn it, he memed his way into a lower ranking than I would have wanted. <laughs> you only get one of those. <laughs> Love it. Nice. I would go Titanfall probably in the 70s. You guys haven't played it. I think it is the greatest shooter campaign ever. It is, it is again, I don't want to appeal to authority here, but widely regarded as such. And it's sad that no one played that game. But uh, Is it better or worse than Tony Hawk? <sighs> I'm taking Tony Hawk over it. Yeah. And then Witcher, I'm guessing, goes up as well. The Witcher would move up. Um, you love that game. Mario Odyssey isn't down here. I don't want Chris to think that he's getting away with that. Hell no. <laughs> so we need we need some we need some games for seventy one through seventy three. I'm okay with Monster Hunter being down there if y'all are. So what, where are we actually at? Warrior Warrior Touch. So it's seventy five. Okay. Yeah, I'd be fine with Bioshock or uh, Mass Effect three at seventy five. Yeah. Uh, I'd, uh, oh God, lower than GTA five? Really? Like I, Chris, it's going to get to the point where I'm going to be starting asking where you want your Final Fantasy picks. That's totally fine because I I know you've got a lot of heart for them and it is a it is a pet series but it's one the three games that you have on this list are not games that I have uh, no played. they are not all quadrant one games not all quadrant one games no I think but he's one, gonna pick one I think yeah. one is I think one is and I think one's column two and I think one's probably a column three oh we do have five columns now yeah no I think that that feels right to me like they like uh, other than a couple of like notable examples they don't fucking miss so. 
how do you guys feel about Assassin's Creed two and four? Where do you where do you where do you foresee those going? Chris, I'll let you go. We're gonna we're gonna disagree here. You just went first. <laughs> <laughs> what a gentleman! No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you there first, baby. Oh, sorry. Uh, it just happened. Um, you just had to ejaculate that we're going to disagree. Um, but why are we disagreeing, Chris? I'll go first um, if you want. But no, no, no. Uh, I I don't think we disagree. I think. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 is a fucking fun game. And I am I I think I have two on here to represent like a more traditional Assassin's Creed experience, but I don't necessarily disagree that like AC4 should be a little bit higher. I don't think either of them is going to crack the 50s. AC4 it was in my top 10 games of all time when we ranked these games uh when we ranked our top 10s Nick in 2017, 16, 17, 17. And it would still rank in your top 10 after all this time. I don't time. know. I haven't revisited it since we last talked about it. It's something that I want to revisit. Like I, I literally just installed it on my PS5. Like They don't have a next-gen patch for it, which seems crazy because like every game is getting... You know, it's it's an old game. They made a big deal about... Yeah, it was a launch game on PS4, but they made it this big deal about, oh, all your favorites are here from Ubisoft under the Didn't PlayStation they Plus. put it in a collection? Wasn't it dual-packed with Rogue and... Yeah, it's, uh, in, oh, the, it's in the Americas collection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Plus, like a weird spinoff, like maybe Liberation, like Freedom Cry, Liberation, or oh, Freedom, Freedom Cry, Cry maybe in there. Yeah, which was okay, good. Ottawa's DLC. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting distracted, but I just wanted to see. I wanted to know now. Two is going to be below four. I'm assuming that. Yeah, I would. I'm, yeah, no, I'm good with that. Seventy four, crushing to me, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. We got a lot of good games to come. I'm good with that. Yeah. Assassin's so, Creed Two is so seventy four. Is Kotor to going to be down in this echelon or is is that like not even worth considering i would argue that it definitely belongs over here but i know chris chris made it quite the uh argument for this game it's just so hard i know i sound like a fucking hipster twat bag but like it's so hard if you haven't if you haven't played the full game with the restored content to actually like know what this game is but because you haven't i feel like I, I I can't I can't make the argument to you to move it any higher. So I I have played this game several times. I but not with the restored a lot of it, content. A lot of it with the restored content, but not and all in, of it, it, and that matters. In the interest of this argument, after listening back and editing the first part of the pod, I went in and I, I watched reviews of the restored content. I read up on the restored content. I vastly overestimated what the restored content mod brought to that game. And I think you are too. It's not about the big like, oh, you go to the HK factory, which is pretty fucking huge in and of itself that HK 47 like gets an entire arc that would have been pretty interesting to explore in in a a theoretical third installment. It's it's the culmination of a bunch of little things that when you play through two, you're like, this just doesn't quite this doesn't quite make sense. This never quite lined up this happened and then never happened again that that all of that is is pulled together and sewn together and they included so much stuff including a bunch of stuff that they don't even have voice acting files for just to get the dialogue on the page to make the game feel more complete but i can't i can't make that case i can't no. make that case so it's fine it can say where it is i fucking said that already but even looking at my experience with kotor 2 you know even going back to like middle school when it came out my main argument is is the same argument you have for it is that 
KOTOR 1 felt much more like what Star Wars, quote unquote, should be in my mind. And I, I appreciate how KOTOR 2 pushes against convention. Today I was thinking, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to drop this fucking line. I'm really going to rile Chris up. I'm like, calling KOTOR 2 better than KOTOR 1 is like saying Last Jedi is better than Empire Strikes Back. That's not a fair comparison, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like how I do feel about it. Is KOTOR 1 is like, it was such an invigorating take on this universe while still feeling like what we knew Star Wars to be. And KOTOR 2 is just really dark and and... It's the most interesting exploration of the Star Wars mythos that's ever been made. Darth Bane would disagree. Get out of here with this fucking extended universe fucking novellic shit. And I read Rule of... I read Path of whatever, the first one in the Darth Bane. I fucking read it myself, for the record. It was all right. It was all right. I will give you a, a shiny new $20 bill if you go play Codor 2 on the Xbox... And then you play Code or Two with restored content, and tell me you still think I'm wrong. Other than I, this, I the sake would of- have played Code or Two on the Xbox if it was available. I tried to play Code or Two on Steam, but the controller support was abysmal, and it was practically unplayable. I not true. That's what I did. What do you mean unplayable? Kind of controller support, but it's acting as a mouse sometimes. I will buy you a Code or Two disc. All right, I'm moving on. I, I have to move Super Mario Land Two down. It is a great game, but we have better 2d mario platformers it's impressive for the game boy it is it's it's it still is a very good game the introduction of wario like you know among many other things it's a great platform we've got some incredible mario platformers in here it, you know what's incredible is that it made it 30 games into this list uh i don't know how i missed that because it, it was sitting at the very top of that column it, it snuck through it's a great it's a great game it's a fantastic it's game. a very good platformer overlooked just because it's on game boy absolutely but it is it's better than the platform it's on. Uh, we're good with Titanfall 2 at 70. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Tony Hawk's got to be 69 because EJ made a, a, a stunning case for it. <laughs> a stunning case. It's, Very it's nice. locked in. It's locked in. Pokemon Snap at 68. We're getting into the realm of how high are we going to put some of these Fire Emblem games? Because even just hearing y'all talk about these last time, I'd be okay with three houses moving down. See, that's what I was just going to say. Cause you're like, you're like awakening's great, but it's on the fucking three DS, which is a massive hindrance. Uh, you're like three houses had the best story ever. And in terms of like party customization mattering towards the outcome of the game and not just like pick your party. Like these are your words, not mine. Uh, but that the fire emblem part of it was not as good. So I feel like it should drop. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Great. I, I am taking awakening over three houses. Yeah, Awakening, I think, is like a is a, a top game for you. Was it in your top 10 when we... Yes, it was. Okay, I thought so. Three Houses is great. It's the only Fire Emblem that I finished. Yeah. But that does not mean that it needs to be, you know... Which path did you take again? I know I've asked, but I forget. Uh, Edelgard, the longer path with Edelgard, Black Eagles. The Nazi path or the... Uh, you fought against her path? No, I took on the church. Okay. Yeah, destroy the religious industrial complex. <laughs> Pretty much. They were doing experiments on children and that what made them the bad people from us. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What in the anime? It's why, it's why Edelgard is uh 
Spider Guard has blonde hair, and there's another character that has like well, like white, like platinum blonde hair. Yikes! Part of the the weird like blood experiments that they're doing, magic blood experiments. Uh, that's interesting. I would love to talk about this game one uh, one day, but we never will. Sixty-seven <laughs> <laughs> Castle Crashers. Yeah, I'm fine. I do that. Castle Crashers is a good time. It's a good ass time. It's a good ass time. But <laughs> I even played it on Josh's Xbox 360. Like way back, had a good time. I'll never forget the the shitting deer in the forest level. You know, like that's oh god ingrained in my memory. The music, the shitting deer in the forest level. What a line! What's next? Uh, Pokemon Snap. I think sixty six is great. I think that it is, despite being seven minutes long, as you said, EJ. I think it is. (laughs) It is just. It is. It's still a fucking fun ass game to play. Let's move Destiny next. I agree. I'm with it. Yeah. And again, this is Destiny. The experience, not just Destiny 1 necessarily. I agree. The whole of this this game as a service that is Destiny 2 was just an expansion for Destiny. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. The way that that game has ebbed and flowed with some really acclaimed expansions and some really awful expansions. All right, look, I know everyone was, was writing this game's dick as hard as they possibly could when it came out. I think The Witcher 3's great word is... And I, 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 I tried, I swear to God, I tried to get into that fucking game. I, I, I really did. And it just, the font was fucking tiny. And I'm like, this, this battle system feels really busy to me. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's possible for a game to be like, here's a bunch of stuff. We're not going to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. We're just going to let you go fucking die. And to not like, be a souls game to just like be an RPG that also does that. It's so weird, man. I know a few other people like, like my buddy Brennan, like he had an initial experience like that and he only just got into it with the re-release or the, the up upgrade this year. And he's gotten like super into the world. Cause he just couldn't originally. The thing for me about the Witcher is like in the years since our top 10 pod, Nick, I've, I've tried to sort of appraise that list and think about certain games I've played. And I'm like, would the Witcher go into it? And like, no, the Witcher wouldn't. There's no one thing about that game that I just adored other than Gwent. I loved Gwent. Um, the, the the in-universe card game. Yeah. I just got sound awful. I didn't even beat the game. Like, I've played through that. I played that game 120 hours and still it's never, like, actually game. rolled credits. It is a lot of game. You know, what I appreciate about it, like, the, the world they built is so rich. And again, this is, they have the books. So I know that it's, like, totally praising CD Projekt Red for this. Is, is It's a great adaptation. That does count, but yeah. For how much? So I'm fine with it here. I'm fine with it here. Great. And do we want that at at 63 over Pikmin at 64? It's I'm indifferent. It's up to you guys. I can't really defend pushing Pikmin higher. I think it. Yeah, I think it feels about where it should be. And like while we're just like true comboing things that are already here, I think Splatoon 2 at 62 is shockingly high, frankly, for how low it was on my list. So. I think even any any Nintendo based online game is like disqualified from being above a fifty because of how fucking abhorrent their online services. <laughs> Sorry, that is yeah. a core part of the experience with any Nintendo online game. Uh, I'm fine with it here. I'm just skimming the top fifty right now to see if there's anything that I would put below Splatoon. I know Nick, you would probably Tetris being like Tetris should go in this tier i think i'd be good with that we'll get to tetris i think i think it's tetris is soon i feel like i have a lot of games in this top 50 sort of oh, top 60 i guess that are just mine 
and I'm waiting for you guys to start like poking at them. Like what? And that's like, well, like, I don't think either of you have a huge amount of fondness for like Banjo-Kazooie. I don't think either of you have played Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, Elden Ring. I respect uh, Elden Ring, Rogue Legacy. Like, I've got, I've got a lot of games on this that you guys don't have a lot of insight on, except for what I've told you or what you've read in reviews, which I hope that you would take my word over a review as far as this list is concerned, especially. I I respect what Hyper Light Drifter does and did for a lot of reasons, despite having no like practical input on the way that it plays banjo kazooie for sure i think that we could think about getting into this range um oh what's the other one you just say rogue legacy i think for sure we're getting into like the the, the proper range for for those two games i just wanted to remind you guys that uh, my games are existing i'm not i'm not trying to like keep them hidden like hoping that you forget i'm not trying to pull a sneaky no, no 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 not at all not at all not at all so let's keep witcher and splatoon there at 63 and 62 and let's get uh Let's go could go at 60. I'd be fine leaving it there. Oh, no, 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 no. That does not go under Pokemon Go. I can go um, higher. That's yeah, fine. Uh, God, you're crazy, Chris. I'm moving Rogue Legacy down to 61. And let's get Pogo in here. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think it should go any higher. I'm looking at even like some of the stuff that I'm like rolling my eyes at a little bit, but I know is going to be up here in like our top like 30 and just going like, I can't I can't argue for its inclusion any higher. I think I think that's a good spot for Pogo. All right. Well, we have 61 through 80. Holy shit. Wow. All right. So from the bottom up, Horizon Zero Dawn, NBA Street Volume 2, Luigi's Mansion, Near Automata, WarioWare Touched, Mass Effect 3, Assassin's Creed 2, Monster Hunter World, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, Titanfall 2, at number 69, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, nice. Fire Emblem yes. 3. Righteous. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses, Castle Crashers, Pokemon Snap, Destiny, Pikmin, Witcher 3, Splatoon 2, Rogue Legacy. And starting us in the next tier at number 60 is Pokemon Go. Final Fantasy Remake at 59. Is this the one you're putting in your top tier? No. No, no, no it's no, going to no, be no. No, okay. it's not even it's not even going to be 12. It's six. Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? Like you had a very passionate response to swapping 12 in from nine well yeah so I but maybe that was like the heart pick that was like the one that you wanted to like make the case for no for greatness like everyone knows yeah six i know a hawk from a handsaw one. like six is six is a top five like it's the what is up with you with these weird statements these weird like strange old person hawk from a handsaw that's from hamlet that's from hamlet sirs boomer when the wind shit. is when the wind boomer shit it's fucking 300 years old eat my ass <laughs> it's for a time when you read everything by candlelight and read you, a play you, know, you had nothing to do but read the fucking a couple of pages from a script when you're on the chamber pot you know hey fun fact the old west shakespeare was the single most read author in the old west every he fucking was the only rancher author. every cowboy everyone knew shakespeare in the old west it was the Bible and Shakespeare. That's not saying anything. That's all that was in circulation. I think it's, I think it's okay. This is the worst conversation we've ever had. Let's talk about what's going at fifty nine. <laughs> no man's sky. It shouldn't is be it this seven. High. No, no man's sky. I support it. No manski. No manski. Robin. No manski. <laughs> oh, we have to cancel that. <laughs> uh. We had no man's sky higher, but now it's hiding in Poland, trying not to get extradited to the U.S. Guitar Hero 2, is it, do we feel good about it in the mid? Oh, God okay damn, that. that game's so good, though. I'd put GTA 5 there before I put fucking Guitar Hero 2. Oh, that's crazy. Same. Come on. 
GTA 5 is like the greatest open world game of all time. Oh, my God. Nick just said same. Nick just said same. I mean, that's not... That doesn't mean anything. I mean, if EJ wants to really, really fight for GTA Five, I, I, that's okay. It can't but. like is are we? That's really going to be above fifty on this list. That's really going to be above fifty on this list. Let EJ be the decider of that. I haven't played the game. I don't really care. All my picks from the bottom fifty, so I don't have anything to argue for anymore. And the top ten is going to be just you two with similar tastes poo pooing all my picks. So. Yeah, I think GTA Five is probably better than half the games left on this list. But all right, okay, no, we no, I won't poke it. I won't poke it anymore. I won't poke it anymore. Let, let me make a weird poke by bringing up two things. Do we want Super Metroid to be down lower, and also yeah. Bioshock? Uh, is I Bioshock think, better than Super Metroid? Uh, no. And how funny no, of a no, question no. is that? Can I just ask that? <laughs> that's, that's 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 an I I would disown you if I knew you weren't asking that in jest. Um, uh. Bioshock 58, Super Metroid 57. I think that Nick, I think that you and I both have a mind on what Metroid we want to push on uh, when it comes to like higher tiering. I figured Trilogy is going to be a top 10 because it was a pick of both of you. It is, you know, again, uh, looking at the list of of the review aggregates, it is a very highly regarded game. Yeah, Metroid Prime's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I'm not going to argue on Trilogy. And I'm glad we combined that because I would have been fucking pissed if there were two Metroid Prime games in the top 10. You got two basketball games on this list of 100 games. If I got one basketball game, NBA Street was, you know, it was also on some other lists. So <laughs> It was not on mine in spite of me liking it. So, like, I'll give you a half point for that. But let's move on. Um, all right. I can't keep getting away with Ocarina of Time being keep going up right you guys are not happy about ocarina of time even being on this 100 <laughs> no 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 don't don't misunderstand I, I i think that it's a great game and i think that the problem with ocarina of time is the same with a problem we've expressed about a lot of games that the only good way to play that game now is on a 3ds uh that game is unfucking playable on nintendo 64 now i'm sorry i tried it's it, it i had a horrible time i put it down i almost was like i don't care about 3d zelda until i got the 3ds version was like oh i get it but you have to play it on a 3ds like if they brought that to the switch i'd be like this shit's moving up like th this thing's going into the top 30 for sure but i've been playing it on the switch online but to be fair i do have a n64 controller to play it with which i think is the you got it's hard to play that game without C buttons. Yeah. And it's just, again, that like fucking wonky ass who decided this made sense. And 64 controller, that game is optimized for that experience for sure. Uh, I want to evaluate these things, sort of all things being equal. Like I would rather play a game on 3ds than N64, but if you can get an N64 controller, like uh, the Hori pad that uh, the Hori 64 that, you know, has existed forever. You know, it still has C buttons. It's just laid out more conventionally, so you're not using that awful fucking trident, you know. But yeah, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I mean, Nick, you know me. You know my thoughts on that game. It's just such a time and place thing, and people c continuously over-evaluate how entertaining that game is. Time and place things. No, I agree. It's like we don't have Mario 64 on this fucking list for a reason. Ocarina of Time is a much better game than Mario 64. Let me be perfectly fucking clear. Much is it much better to me? They're both just like, yes, no, it is. It is much better. If you didn't experience them at the time, they're fucking unplayable. 
I would rather staple my eyelids to this desk than play Mario 64 on a Nintendo 64. I agree. It's if I had to play Ocarina of Time on a 64, I would be like, fine. I will endure all of the things about this that I don't enjoy. I would rather play Mario on the N64 than Zelda. Let's do this. I, I, I propose we put Ocarina of Time squarely at 50. That it is all things considered in its currently most optimal playable state, middle of the favorite. I'm fine with that, but we still need to establish what's below it because I think that context, like the immediate context of games around a game counts for the the ranking word. So we can just like let it sit for now. Okay. Last thing we decided was Super Metroid at 57. Yep, so I'm right. still trying to fill 56 through 51. Okay. In the interest of uh, how many Mario platformers are on this list, my personal least favorite of the bunch would be Super Mario 3. I don't know if it's this low because it's a goddamn good game. Yeah, that's but tough. Sort of spreading the love. Te- put Tetris down here. Tetris is too fucking high. Oh, actually, that's that's I'm good with that. I'm, I'm good with pulling Tetris down here to 56. It's not too high, but I don't think any higher would make any sense. It's it's a perfect game. Like you don't (laughs) listen. I've played Tetris on every fucking console I've ever owned. You know, I had Tetris on my brick phone. I should not have spent my parents' money on it, but I did. And every time I took a shit from like sophomore to junior year, I was playing Tetris in that bathroom (laughs) for sure. Tetris is eternal. Tetris is eternal. It is a perfect game, but it is very limited. How do we feel about Mother 3 being in this sort of grouping? Do we want it to be? If we think, if we're sort of shooting for Ocarina of Time being 50, that can be like the watermark. Do you think Mother 3 is better than Ocarina of Time? Oh, yes. In this list? Yes. Okay. I don't like, it's the same reason I didn't like God of War 2018, because it was just fucking Zelda. I don't like that formula. It's not fun for me. It's tedious. It's obnoxious. So I'm not the person to necessarily ask. EJ, I'm sorry, but Ocarina of Time is better than Wind Waker. (laughs) Oh God, I so disagree. Come on. That's insane. Even That's I know insane. that. Wind Waker is a big, empty fucking I'm map Chris. I can't with hear him tiny anymore. fucking islands that you barely do anything on. The platforming mechanics are fucking God awful. Like, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it. I played these games. The I don't get it. shot is worse than the hook shot. It is. To me, it doesn't do anything uh, appreciably worse than Ocarina of Time and Ocarina of Time is made worse by either a fucking N64 stick or a circle pad like there's no good way to play that game unless you're stealing it and playing with a PlayStation controller I just think it also doesn't do anything appreciably better than Ocarina of Time and the things that it does worse kind of adds up it's just like another it's just another Zelda the game. timeless aesthetic beautiful soundtrack I just wanted to share my opinion on where Ocarina of Time specifically matches up against and obviously we're going to have this argument and I'm not going to win it necessarily. I'm I'm resigned to the fact that Ocarina of Time is going to be a number 50, but I just want to I want to take shots at everything I can to see like what sticks and like what what who's giving up like Star Wars Battlefront 2 is that top 50? Ooh. God, I'd play that game every fucking day of the week It's over. so fun. <laughs> it's so games. fucking fun. Just jumping into like a, oh, we got to mow these guys down. Oh, shit. I unlocked a hero. Like, let's go. Luke's about to fuck some shit up. Like, the separatists have taken a command post. Ah! We've taken a command post. Oh, man. 
Oh, I had the special, like the 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 like the the prestige tier equivalent of like every class in that game, every fucking class on Xbox. Like, god damn, that game was fun. I was shocked at like how bad the reviews were for the that game. You know, at the time, like on on my aggregate list, I I cheated and just gave it my own score. I was like, there's no way this is a seventy one. That's insanity. That's fucking crazy. And it was a different time for games. And that's something I learned by going through and reading reviews that were 20 years old is like, wow, the landscape has changed. And some some for the better, some for the worse. But Mother 3, Nick, is better than Ocarina of Time, in my opinion. And if you like turn-based JRPGs like that, like... I think it has a really inventive take on the turn-based combat as well with the heartbeat system and having like the timed inputs, but... Not just like the one like you would have in a Mario RPG, but the continuous and you get the combos going. And it's very satisfying. Very heartfelt story as well. Like Right. And 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 again, timeless aesthetic. Like this was a really late release. Super late. Three years after the DS came out. Right. And and of course, the reason we're ever going to get it uh, in English, an official English translation is because of some problematic depiction of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A certain group of people in that game. Oh no! Uh, yeah, Nick, if you want to elaborate, <laughs> uh, we don't have no, to. <laughs> not for not for this pod. I'd like to grow our viewership. <laughs> no, we could, we could talk about that another time. I think Chris, it would be interesting for you to to try that game and to get your take. <laughs> I bet I'd love Mother Three. Like I, I bought. Um, so you remember when Pokemon Go came out? Like uh, a resale value on physical Pokemon games was at like at that point oh, an all time yeah. high. That was a spike. So yep. I, I had already completed my living national decks in sun and moon. And so I liquidated my physical Pokemon game collection, like hundreds of dollars of exchange credit at the local yokel shops, uh, down in Yamhill County. Uh, I bought a Superboy, which I'm looking forward to getting out of storage because God damn, that thing is, fun it's just like it's just a gigantic snes controller basically with an lcd screen and you slap snes cartridges in boom portable super nintendo so i was playing earthbound on my commutes you were playing a physical copy of earthbound yes on your commute on my super on a hyperkin kills me dude you know how i do like just under the on. car seat at the fucking campus no big deal ej you tell me you have a one thousand dollar iphone that you have in your pocket every day. I have it insured though. I don't, I'm not insuring my hyper kid fucking super boy. EJ, if you don't have a personal articles policy for your game collection, you're a fucking lunatic. You need to get one now between my business and my collections. If my house burns down, I'm retiring. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure like you're a smart man, but sometimes smart people do stupid things. I'm proof positive of that. Like we all know that. Um, no, I was playing Earthbound. I, I have a physical physical copy. I bought. Okay, I I know I'm like rabbit holing us. I have to tell the story. I, I don't care. I have to tell the story. It. I'm garage sailing. It's in between. I think my. Well, you found Earthbound at a garage sale. I think between my second and third Duh. year of college, and I didn't have a physical Super Nintendo because you know I was a fucking idiot kid like everybody and s- traded in all my shit to get other shit, which is dumb. Kids, if you're listening, don't fucking do that. Um. Yeah, we're garage sailing, and I look into this box that uh, costs, boy, howdy, I think $50. It's a Super Nintendo, two controllers. This is like 2011, maybe, 2010, 2011. 
um, a Super Nintendo, two controllers, and I'm thumbing through the different carts. Uh, there's like a, a Super Punch Out. Um, fuck, what were some of the carts in this? Uh, F Zero. Uh, and and I look through, and there's Earthbound at the bottom of the stack, branded like melted into the top of the blockbuster video. You know, do not you know take da da da. And I I looked at at my ex, and I'm like. I think these games are worth some fucking money. Like, I think we should buy this. And we didn't have a Super Nintendo. And so Daphne's like, great. So we bought it. And I go home and it was like $350 at the time worth of games. And I go into the local, same local yokel shop. And I'm like, uh, oh yeah, I've got a copy of Earthbound. And the guy at the counter is like, I'll give you $100 in store credit. No questions asked. I don't care what condition the cart's in if you bring it right now. And somebody in the back's like, wait, what fucking game is this? And he's like, he's got a copy of Earthbound. He's like, I will pay you $150 cash right now for that cartridge for me personally. And I was like, nope, <laughs> no deal. That's like one of the crown jewels of my of my collection. Yeah, it would have been a hustle if they got that for 150. Seriously. So yeah, I play I play my fucking physical ass copy of Earthbound on my fucking Hyperkin Superboy on the fucking TriMet bus system like an that OG motherfucking me. gangster. Anybody recognizes that game, dude? You're getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, the fucking hobos that also know like niche electronic collectibles are going to be like, "Let's fuck this guy up." When he gets off the nine, <laughs> it's electronics and it looks expensive. I don't think the Hyperkin Superboy looks very expensive. No, and that's that machine is fine. Like, let's not let's it's not fine. pile on it. It works no, well. I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate the the fine quality folks at Hyperkin. I'm just saying that <laughs> it's not as nice as a cell phone. Uh, Sonic Two. I don't know what to do with that game because it's you're happy that it's in the fucking middle of the list. If you move Sonic 2, I will also move Banjo-Kazooie and I'll even put it below Sonic 2 for you. How's that sound? It doesn't get my dick hard, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. That's what I that's what I love to hear. <laughs> Sonic is such an interesting moment in games too, right? Because like they were like, we have to do something different than Nintendo because they came in after the NES, the Sega Genesis did, and they're like, Nintendo does what I call precision platforming at the time better than anybody. And arguably they still do. I don't know if that argument holds a lot of water. And Sega was like, all right, bet speed platforming. And Sonic two is just like pure speed platforming sex, man. Like I, it's great, but it's a roller coaster. It's hard to even like classify as a platform because the stuff that platformers, in my opinion, are supposed to do well. Sonic doesn't do well. I don't like the physics of it. The momentum feels bad, but just like running around and seeing an explosion of, of fireworks that it is visually is what it's trying to do. And that is commendable. Well, there's a reason why the best Sonic games like since Sonic 2 have just not been very good. And there's a crazy Sonic fandom out there, but it, it is wholly unique, but it doesn't do anything that like you're going to want to build an entire game around again and again and again. There's a reason why they have experimented with that franchise to hell and back and not really found a formula that works, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But I appreciate what that, you know, Sonic was always the uh, elusive, like for all the Nintendo kids, it was like, oh my God, like Steven down the street has a Genesis and I got to play Sonic. You know, it was sort of the forbidden fruit you know, of the video game world. All right. I feel like the next couple, we should be able to be able to blast through. So we got, uh, so Metroid, Tetris, Banjo, Sonic. We need two more before Ocarina. Star Fox 64, I I would offer to sacrifice. I think it's way better than Ocarina of Time and infinitely more replayable. It's pretty good. But it's also four minutes long. 
We can keep it higher. Okay, okay. cool. Right. Okay, 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 okay. Kirby? I was going to say, maybe you put the Poyo man himself on the altar here, because even the best Kirby game, I don't think is as good as like the third highest ranked Final Fantasy game on this list. Let's put Kirby at 53. I think one of the Final Fantasies should go below Ocarina of Time. Just, oh, as, just out of principle. I, I don't like Ocarina, man. I, I'm not even happy it's at 50, but compromises have to be made. Nick, you are making like a hell of a... I'm going to swallow this and we're going to rank this a lot lower than like, I think you feel in, in your heart of hearts and soul of souls. It should be ranked. We can put the seven remake. We don't all get wins and we definitely will get a lot of losses, but it's about, it's about putting your, your stake in the ground and like knowing what you're fighting for. Nope. I'm with it. Let's, let's put the remake at 52. That's cute. I like it. God, that's can we Can we squeeze one more in there? What are we thinking? Is Hyperlight Drifter better or worse than Ocarina in your estimation, Nick? I can put it below. I think that's great. That's a great spot for that. It, it's like knocking on the top 50. I mean, like, I, I can't believe, like, you know, the, the story of that developer in particular, like, it's just fucking crazy to me what this guy did. So I, I, I love it. Spider-Man 2018. Love it. Below Mother 3? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, that's up to Nick. I mean, I, I Spider Man. I love Spider Man twenty eighteen. I've enjoyed what I played. It it you know the I, mother franchise. Then the culmination that three is is like a really special sort of thing for me. I love it that it's as high as it is. I'm not going to be sad once you start suggesting things go above it. How do we feel about Animal Crossing? The time it came out in is inseparable from the experience of the game. EJ, I know had a lot of complaints, and I think they're. Mostly valid. Mostly valid. The, the item degradation and, well, you know what I mean. It's also the best Animal Crossing game. So It is. Really? It is. You like it more than New Leaf? Yeah, the things that it improves make make it way more playable. And it wasn't on the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> the refrain from this podcast. Cosmo Crusade podcast. Fuck the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent, dude. A thousand percent. The only good 3DS games are games that like you only have to play with a D-pad. You know, so DS games and like something like Fire Emblem, you don't need the, the circle pad for. But number forty six GTA five, it's in the top. It's in the top fifty. Like, is Super Mario Maker going over GTA? Yeah, we'll come back to GTA. Um, Mario Maker seems right in this range. See, it sucks because I look at all these games that I would rank lower. And they're all just like the heart picks. It's like Link's Awakening and like Telltale. Link's Awakening is the best two D Zelda. And I would argue what, that what is that th- saying? That doesn't it's say saying anything that it's to a me. fucking great top down adventure game. That game is amazing. I'd play that game today on the Game Boy I Color. Love that, game. that game is fucking phenomenal. What do you mean? What is it saying? It's going to end up like neck and neck with Pokemon Crystal, I think. Like just a step below because we all have a shared love for Pokemon. I I I am largely in agreement. I think that that's that is the the second highest ranked Zelda game on this list for me. I think we could start talking about potentially Mario Odyssey coming down here just because of Chris's hate boner for 3D Mario and EJ's not really stumping for it. I, I'm not even I'm not even willing to bring it this low. I'm not willing to bring it this low because I know that y'all loved it and I know that I am the outlier here. Uh, let's maybe revisit in the thirties, but absolutely not in the forties. That feels, even for me, that feels like disrespectful of a game that a lot of people thought was very, very good. For me, it was one of those games that like I appreciated when I played it, but 
I, I played it. I beat it. I have never thought about it again, except for when it gets brought up on this podcast. Yeah, I got like 350 moons. Like I played the fuck out of it, but I was like, this is fine with a capital F. Like I'm not coming back to this again. It had a great score. I liked the the cappy mechanic like reasonably well. Yes, they still have a maddening habit of taking the camera away from you, um, especially at inopportune times. Um, but I think that more than anything, some of the some of the world designs for me, and I know we've we've like talked about this in group chat before, some of the world designs for me were just like fucking uninteresting and bland. Like the food world is just like ugly polygons. I love the food world. <laughs> and I know you do, and I know you do, but it's so ugly and bland to me it's just like blocky polygons i just like i was like how how is this in this game and people are like yeah that's a fucking 97 on open critic like that shocked me 97 is pretty disgusting to me higher than breath of the wild that people also in my estimation wrongly they call it the best game ever oh boy so what are we what are we star wars star wars battlefront 2 can come yes, down? let's do it. Yes, that's yep, absolutely. We're getting a Guitar Hero range. I feel like we're close. Uh, Star Fox sixty four. This feels right in this range. Uh, forty five. Star Fox at forty five. Yeah, you know. And, and again, when you start looking at the totality of this of of this, how the list is shaping up, and I think like Star Wars sixty four over half of these games seems pretty crazy. But but it's a good fucking game. It's a good fucking game. It's not an exact science <laughs> that how we're waiting nostalgia versus it, we're, yeah, but but some of them feel bad. How do we feel about um, dead cells potentially scooting on down? I'm fine with that. Is that the only remaining roguelike? Yes, I believe so. Roguelike has already moved down. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I don't. I, I'm okay with that, but I know that that's that's a genre that has like some representation here and. Um, it's in the top 50. It's fine. I'm not going to... I was hyper fixated on this game for, you know, two months. Grinded the hell You're out of it. hyper fixated on Warzone for like a year. <laughs> two years, yeah. Wow. Um, so... But it's it's also hard to justify Warzone being any higher on a list. It's a game you can't even like fucking play anymore, you know? It's like my experience is not replicable for anybody on this planet. Ephemera. <laughs> you are using that word improperly. No, it is an ephemeral experience. It's here and gone. But that doesn't mean it is ephemera because it's still here. Uh, I'm going to make an unpopular bid that Rocket League could come down here. I think it can come down. It's another sort of time and place sort of singular. Like it's car soccer. At the end of the day, it's car soccer. One of the biggest esports on the planet at this point. Great. I don't play people, you know, still this is a game I still play with. I have played Rocket League. I'm like, this is fun. I'm never going to play this again, but it's fun. Insane skill ceiling. It is very good at what it does, and I like it a lot. So is Guitar Hero 2, but like I'm not putting that in the top 30. I would say Guitar Hero 2 is a step or two above Rocket League. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, I just wanted to like test the waters on Rocket League. Um, so we've got Dead Cells here at 44. We're, can we please, for the love of God, just put GTA at 43? Fan fantastic if telltale can go 40 absolutely not yeah. but how about mario brothers 3 i'm gonna edit this podcast and just lose my fucking mind he ex the way he's expertly moving this conversation to make sure he wins like he said the top I mean, it's masterful right now and i and i feel like it's about to get competitive i gotta i gotta i gotta step the game up here. ej did you i know you didn't play this because you do not strike me as the kind of guy that's gonna like telltale Nick, I'm pretty sure you didn't play it either. No, I um, 
I have friends who who dabble in the Telltale universes, and it is it is com- it is easily the best Telltale game. It's probably the only like fantastic Telltale game. It is, and it is staggeringly good. Like I, it is the best piece of Walking Dead media that they have ever made. Low ceiling. Well, well, that's yeah. not. That's. I don't agree. I don't agree because the graphic novels are fucking excellent. Like the comics are good. It's a visual novel. It's not even. It's like what Nick complains about the Last of Us as being, but actually true. That is not accurate. To be fair, I did play Wolf Among Us, and I played. Oh, people like Wolf Among Us. Well, it's highly regarded. It's reviewed in the same ballpark as The Walking Dead. Bullshit. If you're looking at it doesn't matter to this conversation. And I played Back to the Future. Which people also liked, but was kind of a mess. Back to the Future is fucking garbage. It's the same type of game, right? So it's not even a game. It's like you just watch it happen. And sometimes you hit A. I don't care how good that narrative is. That is grossly, grossly fucking inaccurate. Like, Tell, What's the gameplay like? Tell me. What Tell is me. Gameplay? It is, okay, EJ, EJ. I, I'm waiting for EJ, it. EJ, look, I have never played a game that, okay, and uh, let's, let's just like spoil the whole Telltale formula right here, which is that... The choices that you make are not ultimate other outside of like very limited choices are not going to have meaningful impacts on the 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 outcome of the story. The fact that you could play that game without knowing that and feel that every single fucking choice is direly important is a testament to how good this fucking game is. Every single one of these things feels like it is going to have immense outcomes on the way that this story is going to develop. They, they frame it for you that way. They lead you in that direction. And the story that they tell in this season in particular is beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It is, it is it, honest to God, like does some of the stuff that the last of us does as good as the last of us and did it a year before the last of us did it with this guy who's escorting this young girl in Clementine and trying to get her to her family and realizing through the course of the game, I don't know that we're going to be able to do that and becoming this surrogate father. And Lee's got all of his own, his own fucking baggage going on. But sorry, you still haven't described the gameplay to me. I, I, I didn't object to it being on this list. I didn't nominate it to be cut, but it's like not a game. You just watch it and then you get the trophy at the end. Are you going to be visual novels art games? Or are you going to tell me that games in which you move through the world, interact with the world, collect items, and then, but that the core mechanic is that you are making the choices that the characters make through the course of the game is not a video game. Get the fuck out of here with your gatekeeping. You just said the choices literally don't matter the outcome of the game and you don't do anything other than literally watch it unfold. You're, you have no agency and the times you do, I, I'm just saying for it to be this high over a bunch of like, actually expertly crafted game experiences. This was the game of the year for a fuckload of media outlets in 2009. I can't believe it came out that long ago. Under GTA 5, get the fuck out of here. The best game in a objectively mid-franchise, you're going to tell me, should be above this game. <laughs> I'd go check the review scores on that, buddy. We don't appeal to authority here. Well, you just did, motherfucker. He appealed to his own authority of saying it was objectively mid, which is a hilarious statement to make, and I, I back it. <laughs> don't tell me my own words that I said. <laughs> Tiffany's probably texting me like, you cannot talk this loud at 950 in an apartment <laughs> I it, complex dude. i am i am fucking heated that Fuck one it. i'm good with because i know it's it's well reputed it infuriated me and i dropped it like a bad habit after like an hour but i 
EJ and I had a really great so time good. playing some Meat Boy. So fucking I, hard. I do not like dick in a blender video games. It's not even like the difficulty that really captured me. It's the the immediacy of dying and then trying again that I absolutely love. It's part of my favorite things of uh, Mario Maker 2 is playing those intensely difficult levels, but not because they're difficult, but because when you do surpass them, it's just like that one perfect run. And then Meat Boy does the wonderful thing of seeing all your ghosts and their failures play out in real time alongside each other. It's just a great loop. Awesome music. It's the whole thing. It's, it's fabulous, but it can go down. It can go down right above GTA 5 at 43. <laughs> and Walking Dead at 41. I love your passion, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, specifically EJ, for poking me with the cattle prod in a way i did not know i did not know you were still capable of doing i thought i had insulated myself against yeah, that's where he thrives a lot of your like little nicks in my armor that you could slide in but you were like it's a walking simulator and i fucking lost my mind well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even give it that much credit you don't even okay. walk that you know much. what you know what? shut the fuck up shut the fuck up ej it's called the walking are dead. we are we <laughs> There he goes. Okay. Is it? Are we at 41? Are we at 41? Yeah. That's okay. 41. I'm reading our 60 to 41. Pokemon Go, No Man's Sky, Bioshock, Super Metroid, Tetris, Banjo Kazooie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Hyperlight Drifter, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Spider Man 2018, Mother 3, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Star Fox 64, Dead Cells, Grand Theft Auto 5, Super Meat Boy, and Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. And you thought it was difficult up to this point. Now we're staring down the barrel of... Could it get so <laughs> ugly so fast, Nick? 40 amazing and near and dear to our heart games. Yeah, it's going to get rough. There's no nothing on this list is like set in stone. These are all really, really fucking good games. These are all... Everything we have left is so good. See, I hate that Chris framed this as a competition because now I, I'm feeling defensive. I'm like, I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that because, EJ, you're so, so fucking competitive. I am. And I'm like, Wind Waker HD, like, I love that game. But, yeah, it, it could move f down into, you know. It's going to. But then, then we get into the, like, legacy conversations. And I'm like, dude, it's not... I'll take fucking Wind Waker over half of these retro titles all goddamn day. Yeah, I mean, the legacy only matters if it matters to us. I know. It's just the top 10 is like not. There's just no world where we agree on these things. And it's going to end up being like Hollow Knight and Breath of the Wild and, and Metroid and Elden You'll probably Ring. get games in there that I don't agree with. Like you, you guys, there's like a strong case that you can, if you want to, make a case for something like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic to be like top three if you want to make that case and you want to push for it then like by all means or skyrim you guys both love skyrim that, that has skyrim. a high chance of getting yes. up there my so right now i think i said this earlier yeah my top my top five in no particular order last of us Elden ring super mario world breath of the wild skyrim in random order there i know that that chris fucking loves metroid and you like metroid a lot and i played through them more recently than than any of you guys. Yeah. It's tough for me to like, cause I also played through, I played prime one and it's God, it was a chore. So many of these games are great to play today, whether they're 30 years old or, or five years old. 
Metroid Prime is not a game that, separate from nostalgia, you could pick up and play today. Did you play it with Wii controls or did you play no, it with GameCube? I played it on, well, on the GameCube. That would be your first problem, sir. I don't think a game's quote unquote playability slash how well does it hold up? I don't think that needs to be the be all end all of this conversation because no, it it can like you know hurt your experience if you're trying to come to it late, but it doesn't necessarily diminish the experiences of those that had it when they had it. There are degrees, right? Like I've brought up Super Mario World is a perfectly playable game for anybody, any age range, any skill level. Um, KOTOR, we just played through again. And while it is definitely like I would not rate it at a 95 the way maybe I would have 15 years ago, like it is still the core mechanics of the game completely hold up. The characters and the writing hold up, even though if it, you know it, on the fringes it's hurt and especially obviously aesthetically like, yeah, it's an old game. But, you know, Halo 2. Not a game that you could pop in and play today, um, but that's that's a legacy pick. Speaking of which, uh, how about Halo Two at thirty nine? I wouldn't be too hurt by that. Fine Look, by we're me. in we're in the territory right now where we're in the boy 30s. howdy, boy howdy, listeners. If you thought that we were uh, going at it before, uh, you <laughs> have uh, you have not yet seen us begin to go at it. EJ, black flag can drop. Okay, is that where you were going, or were you going elsewhere? I was going elsewhere. Okay. I was going to ask you about MVC2. Fuck, that's a god, dude. That's one of the best fighting games ever. Even I am like, god. okay, I'm just asking the question. I mean, if you want to say no, that's a perfectly good answer. No, that's yeah. fine. I'm just like, I'm expressing my consternation at the thought of how to rank this game. I'm assuming you're doing some modifications on a another tab. No, I'm taking a look at the Mario games that are still on this list. I think think that there are there's a fuckload of mario games on here which makes sense because there are a lot of good mario games um i think that mario maker and mario 3 for me including spinoffs like paper mario uh and yoshi's island um are probably the two games that are going to be lowest on that list we should maybe thinking about how to slot those here among the marios certainly yoshi's island could drop for me for sure Oh, yeah, I like Yoshi's Island a lot, but it's not my favorite Mario game and it's not a Mario game. So that's hard to sort of quantify, but it's it's sort of in the the vicinity. It's Mario adjacent. What's your favorite Mario game? Heart pick is world. Mm. It was my first Mario game. It was my first video game, but it was in the, the category of first video games. And that is hard to sort of compete against. It's also fucking great game to this day you know it is yeah but i mean you're you're talking about you know being able to separate your experiences from it and come at it critically or yeah and it's kept alive through rom hacks and i know that doesn't necessarily fall into the category but like the physics system in the game and just the way it works mechanically makes it open for those kind of creative endeavors well let's do this i think you just crystallized something for me let's put at 37 mario 3 and i think that I think that for a bunch of reasons, I think, cause I, I, I can't, I can't have Yoshi's Island under that for sure. Oh, oh man. To me, Mario three is a top 25 at least. And Yoshi Island could easily slot down here and the Super Mario world. I'm going to push as a top five or top 10. It it, it could be, it, it could, it could be, it could well be. I don't know that I would necessarily fight that. It depends on like what else is left. I'm going to go ahead and put Xenoblade uh, above black flag at 37. 
Okay. Do you, would you take Xenoblade over something like Metroid Dread? No. Okay. No, Dread's fucking good, man. This feels like a the, the Dread range. Oh God, are you? Sick? I think Dread's top twenty. Yeah, Dread's okay. top twenty, man. It's 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 very fucking good. I know that you aren't a Metroid boy, and I know you did play Dread and you found some enjoyment, but maybe not as much as Chris and I, obviously. And that's but okay. It is. And that's okay. Yeah. But it's, but it's really it fucking fantastic. Good. It's so fucking good. Like <laughs> so good. I waited a long fucking time for this game. Nick and I did, and it delivered. And that is yeah, not a small thing. Home run. Can we move Guitar Hero down? I think that's starting to get to the the range where we're feeling like yeah. it might be. Can Final Fantasy twelve go before that? No, oh, maybe at the same time, maybe it can. It's getting close to that range. If it's not that range yet. What do we have left in terms of the Final Fantasies? We have six. Six and 12. And then Mario RPG is Final Fantasy adjacent. Same. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that also being in the sort of on the cutting room floor. We can put 12 at 36 and put Guitar Hero at 35. They call him Big Balls Gilly 4 for a reason. Because right now he's being the bigger man. And then MVC 2. Sure. <laughs> Just yeah. the, the pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue. I can't argue with it, but that hurts. But it's all gonna hurt from here on out. It's nothing but pain. Yeah, and then Yoshi's Island. No, I can't. <sighs> I dude, Mario three over Yoshi's Island. Under Mario three, Yoshi's Island had as much. Like I love the overworld map of Mario three. I love some of the the secrets that you can find. But at the end of the day, like. This is the equivalent of like a late release PlayStation 3 game before the PlayStation 4 came out and did a bunch of stuff better than the PlayStation 3 game did. And I love Mario 3. I I, I stumped for it to be on this list for a reason. But Yoshi's Island, I think, is a, is a more beautiful game. It's got a better soundtrack. I think it's got a better visual aesthetic. I think it's just as challenging uh, to complete that game with full percentage, the 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 hidden levels in that game are more difficult or as difficult than anything that Mario 3 laid out. They're so diametrically opposed in their sort of approach to what they want to be as like platformers. The Mario Bros. 3 levels are like 30 seconds in and out, but there's so many levels and they're all so different. Whereas Yoshi's Island, I think retreads the same territory quite a few times i feel like a lot of the castles don't have an identity to them it's just another castle level it's just another underground level there's that infuriating underground maze level that's like halfway through the game it's not that hard it's not hard it's just annoying and i don't think mario bros 3 has any like annoying parts to it it just doesn't reach for as many highs the whole desert world yeah i just do we put it to vote do we reward that? Well, fuck you. I know what the vote is. Like, do we reward the, do we reward the game that like doesn't swing as big, but arguably does what it does a little bit better? Or do we reward the game that took a massive aesthetic swing and maybe is not quite as difficult or varied? I would reward the game. That's more fun to play. And I think for Nick and I, that's Super Mario Bros. 3. If we don't move Mario 3 any higher, if we literally put Yoshi at 33 and Mario 3 at 32, I'm fine with that. But I don't see how it can be any higher than that. I'd be fine with that. That'd be that'd be perfectly all right. Where was it on your list? Uh, it was in my third tier. 
I'm blown away that Pokemon Let's Go has made it this this far. Why, it's, the sec- it's, the second, it's the second best Pokemon game. That's also <laughs> not saying that much. That is false because Crystal's like probably top 10 on this list. I fully agree. It's 100%. so then what the so then what are we quibbling about? Like, come on. It's a beautiful game. It did. It did the Pokemon formula as good as any other game. The the I roasted the fuck out of this game in group chat. If you recall, it was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe they're bringing Pokemon Go mechanics into a game. I bought the Pokeball controller. I used the Pokeball controller. I was like, th- these mechanics are amazing. I love it. Like I, I was, I ate crow on that game. So listening back to that walking dead fucking rant, you got going pretty good. <laughs> And, yes, I did. And and I'm glad I actually called you out at the time because your entire argument for the game is basically an appeal to authority. People liked it. It was game of the year. It's this, it's that, which is like totally a great bit. And it was totally fun. And that's awesome. But I did want to just point a few things out. Okay. Because at one point <laughs> I, I said, listen, I've played Telltale games. And I say, I played The Wolf Among Us. I played... Uh, which you said, fucking trash. People hated that game. Fucking trash. And I was like, okay, Nick was like, people like Back to the Future. Back to the Future is trash. However, two things. Two things, Chris, is Back to the Future, again, not totally relevant to how we're ranking our games, but as a rebuttal, Back to the Future is more closely rated to The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead. Wolf Among Us being one point higher than Walking Dead Season 1. Then Walking Dead is to like 70% of the games on this list. So I just want to say there's a chasm there. And the fact that I got to 41, you should feel lucky about. But the appeal to authority works, Chris, when it's to poo-poo EJ. And then in the same breath, you say it won multiple Game of the Year awards at multiple outlets. As if Grand Theft Auto isn't a top 10 game according to every outlet on the internet. So you can go to apples to apples here, appealing to authority. I just want to say The Witcher 3, half these games were game of the year contenders. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that's 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 perfectly fair. I I played Wolf Among Us. I, I thought it was fine. <sighs> anyway, I submit that Telltale should move from 41 to 82 in honor of its place on Metacritic. <laughs> just chugging down 40 spots. <sighs> so you think Wii Sports is better than Walking Dead? Yeah, no. Also, also, what I didn't lead with was as soon as we got off the air the other day, you're like, yeah, you weren't wrong. You weren't wrong, though, about Walking Dead. But you, you're like, but it didn't make for good TV. So <laughs> I think that the argument that like, oh, any game that doesn't involve you fucking chopping stuff up with an axe as a walking sim is a shitty argument. But I think like, yeah, I mean, the the way in which you interact with the world and move through that game is is like a little bit visual novel, a little bit point and click LucasArts. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you are, you are correct in, if we're talking just like factually of that's the way you interact with the world, but your really reductive definition of oh, this is a walking sim. Um, <laughs> I do not, I do not accept. Even that is an insult to walking simulators. All right. So we're at 32. We left off at super Mario bros three. Yep. Just above Yoshi's Island, just above MVC2, just above Guitar Hero 2. That was the last little chunk. Top 30 here, fellas. Nick, you got some ideas. You've been staring intently, listening to me rant about fucking Chris and I's beef. 
What's the first thing on the chopping block? That's a good question. I'm wondering if it's uh, nothing is jumping out. I don't like Super Mario 3D World that much. I could put that at like in the 30s. I wouldn't oppose. I have a proposal. <laughs> Wheeling and dealing. What's up? I mean, this is the Mario rock block. I mean, everything that isn't <laughs> Mario World is like under scrutiny at this point. I don't really care where they all are. Anything, anything between 20 and now is like fair game for these games, right? Super Mario Maker 2 can, can drop now, right? Like, is that finally, like you said, the rock block, Nick? It's ranking above multiple acclaimed Mario games. I would put Odyssey above Mario Maker 2. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Still. Odyssey should move up probably in the top 25 for sure. Probably so. We're, we're at 30. Yeah, so we're at 31. So yeah, I, would, I move Mario Maker 2 to 31 if you guys feel good about that. Yeah. Can we talk about God of War? Do either of you think that's like going to be moving up much further? If this were 2018, I would fight for it. Ragnarok, I feel like lives in this space. I would ask the same thing about Wind Waker HD. So there's Link's Awakening and Wind Waker before the Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, of course, be ranked highest of the Zelda games. Yeah, I think so. It might be. It will be. Come on. If only for the fact that I brought it before that it's like a game we all played and liked, which is rare as we're approaching the top 25 here. So let's pull. Uh, yeah, let's pull Wind Waker down to 30 and let's let's drop God of War down. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Chris, let's talk about Mario RPG. I still think Paper Mario is much higher. We've got two other square RPGs above that, I think, based on just EJ liking Chrono Trigger, I think, and then you having probably rock hard dick passion about Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, I think that of the three SNES RPGs that are left, that's that's the lowest. And I think that Thousand Year Door is probably like peak mario rpg experience so yeah we could pull mario rpg down to 28 has square done any nintendo collaborations recently that might give us hope that there's another proper super mario rpg somewhere in the future not that deeply no the most they've done is let gino be in um mario and luigi the first one but then the remake of that didn't even have that little cameo anymore so who knows what that's all about some Square games get published by Nintendo in the West, like fucking Octopath Traveler. The first one was published by Nintendo in right. the mm. US. Yeah, you know, there's Gino, there's Gino and Mallow costumes for the Mii Fighters and uh, some music, and but it's it's never going to happen. It's super unfortunate. I, I don't know if I shared it with you guys, but I saw like a fan mock-up of what it would look like if they remade Mario RPG, but with like with the style of the pre-rendered Silicon Graphics CG character models and it's like they're all thick and just really poorly shadowed and lit and everything but it's like such a vibe big fan of that what's more likely mario rpg 2 or mother 3 localization mother 3 localization like i think we will never see another collaboration like super mario rpg Mm. which is part of what makes it so fucking good they use the as a third-party dev to use Nintendo properties, they did it better than probably anybody has ever done it. Do I need to start throwing rocks at uh, Pokemon TCG? Because I know Chris is like not as hot on it, and <laughs> EJ and I like like it a lot. But I don't know if it's like yes, you know, top twenty-five necessarily. Twenty-seven feels really good, where it's like just outside the top twenty-five, and we're like, yeah, that game, that's a good game. I like it there. I think that fits well. I'll put Bloodborne down because neither of you are going to fight for it. And I think Elden Ring still is going to be like 
top ten. Elden Ring should be higher than Bloodborne for sure. I'm not going to fight El- Elden Ring. You know, knowing your taste in games and how that is sort of the shining example of like how to do the Souls games. You know, as a- a- exquisite as possible. It's like you know that that's gonna end up right where you want it to. I think, and uh, that that will be okay. I try to be fair. I've been putting a lot of my babies on the line and that's he has. That's earning me goodwill amongst the the, the fellow podcasters in this room. <laughs> I, I fucked up and was too generous with how my games ranked, and now all of them have already been ranked. I have nothing to fight for come top twenty. I won't have anything to say. <laughs> Let's be you guys duking it out and me throwing stones at, you know, Link's Awakening just for shits and giggles, or which do I want to piss Chris off more with Metroid prime trilogy or final fantasy three, you know, it's like, or six, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So Pokemon TCG bloodborne. Is this Pokemon? Let's go territory. We know crystal's going to be top 10. Do you think that fire emblem is better than let's go? Yeah. A thousand percent. Really? Seriously? Though you haven't played it. Nick didn't like it. So it's, it's not that I didn't like it. It's I didn't like playing the 3DS. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair, <laughs> yeah it's, we're back to that refrain. No, I just was, I'm just really surprised to hear you say that. Cause I think like Pokemon let's go is the closest thing to like a universally positive opinion. I've ever heard you have on a video game where you were like, I'd buy eight of these. I would play every single like region of Pokemon done in this style. I, I, I mean like it, that, that's wow. It's the reading that I got from it is that, Pokemon Let's Go is a big old, big old bowl of like buttery noodles. And like, it's just so easy to slurp down, but it's not a meal. But I think EJ sees Fire Emblem as being like the whole package. It's especially funny because, and this is on record, you can go back years and and listen to my reaction to Let's Go being announced. I was you were horrified, furious. Exactly, dude. At the time, it seemed like this fucking cop out, and the fact that it turned out to be like you said, it's like it's it's the best or second best Pokemon game ever. It's mind blowing. Yeah, I, I I really do love that game, but no, yeah, I'm I'm taking Fire Emblem Awakening over that all day long. So twenty five feels right. Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee at twenty five. Giving Eevee its uh, proper place as a starter poke. Pokemon, let's go over Bloodborne. How does Nick feel about that? I don't know how I feel about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we flip those, honest to God. Like, as much as I love Pokemon, let's go. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's okay. Whatever. Okay. We're in baby killing territory here. He- hear me out. Hear me out. I, it's getting I, dire. I've got two to offer. It's okay. getting dire, guys. It's, all these games are fucking bangers. Hear me out. Looking at the rest of the games on this list, Sans maybe Fire Emblem, Sans maybe Link's Awakening. The weakest ones to me feel like Mega Man X4 and Portal. I would personally put Mega Man X below X4, but I guess that's I'm throwing that to you guys. I would add to those weak links, Mario 3D World and Shovel Knight. Yeah, I think those four... I think that's our next block as to how we position those. Shovel Knight. Fuck, that's a goddamn good game. Where's Mega Man X for you, Chris? I know you added that to this list. Nick added X4. X4 was high on my list of contenders. I think X is top 20 easily. Yeah, probably probably top 15. X4 I could see coming down. Like we all like it. Clearly, I like X more than X4. 
Yeah, I think Clearly. Mega Man X is the best Mega Man game. And I think that yeah. that counts for a lot. All right. It's like a defining action platformer. Yeah, they, they were Capcom was really like, we need a gritty reboot of Mega Man for this 16-bit console. And they just absolutely fucking knocked it out of the park in like every conceivable way. With sick-ass wall jumps. Fucking wall jumps, fucking charge shot, fucking... The soundtrack is all time. It's all time. X gets a Hadouken. <laughs> X gets a Hadouken. Like, little things that even, like, be, growing into my adulthood, I was like... I was like, there's not a fucking heart on Storm Eagle stage. Like, that's... You get the helmet there. There's no... And an energy tank. There's no heart there. No, there's a heart there. And this is pre, like, you know, look it up on Game Facts. even. This is way, way pre that... And then going like, holy shit, there is a fucking heart on the stage. Like just, I mean, so much to discover. And the stage changes between. Oh my God. Different Mavericks. Like, yeah, they don't do that in any of the other ones, do they? No, like, none why of was them. that unique to that game? It was so perfect and awesome. Oh, you beat Chill Penguin first and fucking Flame Mammoth. All the lava's cooled over. You beat Storm Eagle before you go to Spark Mandrel and the ship has crashed crashes into, into <laughs> his level. That's it's fucking so crazy. It's so cool and again the soundtrack i mean jesus yeah. okay so anyway um let's go let's go into i would argue portal is that too low at 24 it might be but length starts to become a factor i think portal is such a concise and lovely game but i don't know if i can fight for it to be much higher are you guys okay with moving Mario 3D World down into the the twenties? Yeah, let's bring let's bring that to twenty four because I think these four are gonna get like shuffled around potentially. Yeah, let's get X four at at twenty three, Portal at twenty two, Shovel Knight at twenty one, 3D World Portal, 3D World Mega Man Portal. It's like novelty matters a lot to me, and Portal just was like. I've still like never really played anything like Portal just in terms of the whole like vibe of that game. The like the way the mechanics worked was obviously like holy shit, like I can't believe somebody just like came up with this and now I get to do this. Like I, I like I, I love playing that game at like one in the morning and just like doing like smashing the whole game out between like one and three thirty AM. It just feels like I don't know, it's just the right time for it. But that's that's what I would that would be my contention. And we get Shovel Knight respectably in at 21 uh, because it is a very fucking good game. It's a game I like a lot. Uh, rip off uh, 4320 for us, Chris. At number 40, Rocket League, Halo 2, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Final Fantasy 12, Guitar Hero 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Maker 2, Wind Waker HD, God of War Ragnarok, Super Mario RPG, Pokemon Trading Card Game, Bloodborne, Pokemon Let's Go, Super Mario 3D World, Mega Man X4, Portal, and Shovel Knight. We're into the top 20, boyos. This top 20 looks perfect. I, I don't think anything really needs to move. <laughs> <laughs> Just smart Yeah, ass. you um, would. You would. I... <laughs> Hollow Knight at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Paper Mario feels good at 20. No, I, I don't know. Metroid Dread at 20 would feel good to me. I think Mario Kart 8 yeah, is it was, top 10. I was thinking that too. I think Mario, that's a good place for Mario Kart because like the, it is the quintessential Mario Kart experience. 
It's a, it's still fun to play. It looks great. It runs great. And it's a Mario Kart game, man. And the expansion adding extra levels, like it's going to have 96 goddamn courses by the time it's done. <laughs> so stupid. And if I'm just weighing like playtime versus like enjoyment per dollar, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe might be number one next to Smash Bros of some kind. 15 feels right for Mario Kart 8. Okay, we can wait before we, we slap it down at 20. That's okay. I See, I'm looking at Metroid Dread, which I, I don't see how that makes a top 10. I know you guys have two other Metroid games on this list. Dread into Thousand Year Door uh, into like Odyssey, maybe? Is that too low for Odyssey, Nick? I would be okay with Odyssey being that low if The Last of Us is that low as well. Last of Us, to me, felt like it was going to be creeping top 10. What about Link's Awakening down at 20? I think it's a great, I think it's a great game. I don't know if I can I can defend it over many of these. It's going to get to the point where none of us want anything at 20 because they're all like between 15 and 11, like in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, Link's Awakening is a strong like 12. Compromise, compromise. The next three, the next three should be in to be determined order. Fire Emblem Awakening, Metroid Dread, Link's Awakening. We're all kind of hurting there. They all feel like that range. And then we go into like Paper Mario after that. And then we can really get into the weeds here. Paper Mario is below Dread. Yeah. Let's pull easily. Let's I'd pull- be okay with Paper Mario at 20, honestly. I think that's a, that's a Band-Aid that I can rip off. Okay. You guys really like Dread, huh? Wow. It's fucking good. <laughs> like, I know. I, I know don't... it's good. I know. But is it is it the expectation versus the weight? Believe me, I've had my expectation not met by things that have been released. Something, something Federation Force. Um, so, <laughs> okay. no. It's for me, wasn't even like a compounded expectation because it was like a rumored game that was vaporware and disappeared. It was just like a cool sort of factoid. And then they ended up releasing a game and calling it the name of the the project that was I don't like mean gone forever. The anticipation for the project dread, I the anticipation for a proper return to form for the Metroid franchise, which you know, we had had the remake, which was sort of a tease, a little, little ball tease there for we us. We also had Other M, and that was supposed to be the first mainline Metroid, admittedly an interquel, but it was still supposed to be the first mainline Metroid in forever, so no, it's not. Dread was a really good sequel to Fusion. I, I mean, yeah, I love Fusion. And Chris and I, I think, come from a similar place where that was our first Metroid game. But obviously, Chris played more of the, like the Prime games than I did when I was younger. But it felt like a, a return to the 2D Metroid formula that they, they hadn't really touched since Zero Mission, which was a remake. And then Samus Returns, which was also a remake. Yeah, and they did it really well. And I thought that it was, in, like you said, like a worthy successor to Metroid Fusion that like went to some places that I went, you know... It's really it would be really interesting if, you know, the the Metroid DNA, like if we extrapolated that to the nth degree, then like Samus would kind of be a Metroid. Right. And they were like, all right, bet like spoilers for Metroid Dread. (laughs) Samus turns into a fucking Metroid at the end of the game, like in the coolest fucking suit they've ever designed in this franchise. IMO, except maybe the light suit Metroid Prime 2, which is chef's fucking kiss like like a Steve. (laughs) It's like a Steve Jobs wet dream. The light suit is. Yeah, Dread, Dread is great. Dread's a great yeah. ass game. Okay, so let's um, go Paper Mario. Yeah, that's um, that's there. Listen, I'm going to start getting picky here just because I know I'm uh, outside of KOTOR, I'm going to be completely squeezed out of the top 10 here. So we're going to go Paper Mario into Link's Awakening, and then I'll sacrifice Fire Emblem. 
I don't know if you necessarily have to sacrifice Fire Emblem. Uh, you, you might. Yes, I mean, I, look is, at this what, list. Look at what is, it. <laughs> what does sacrifice mean? What is, let's, let's, let's see what Miriam Webster says. <laughs> oh, shit. It says EJ gave up Fire Emblem to number 19. <laughs> Oh, it looks like Skyrim is 19. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. But it is. But I think it is. No. No. Skyrim is a top 10 game. No, it's not. The most critically acclaimed game on this fucking list Appeal outside authority. of Breath of the Wild Appeal have been authority. completely squeezed out. No, Skyrim is a top fucking 10 game. You have even said yourself that game was a janky piece of shit when it released. Why are you going to reward that with a place in the top 10 just because it gives you warm fuzzies? Like, I played like 500 hours of this game across two gigantic playthroughs, and I'm still like, yeah, 19 feels right. Let's move Mario Kart 8 Deluxe down. To 19? Yes. Great. God, we're not getting anywhere here. No, let's move it. I mean, like, if, you, if, if we've all touched on games that were like, these are ones that we kind of feel like could move, and we can't come to consensus, but I was sort of like, yeah. EJ, for your sake, I, I want Fire Emblem, KOTOR, and Skyrim to be in the top 10 for you. I want that for you. But in order to have that, we need to move some other things down. I'm willing to sacrifice Link's Awakening as well. Link's Awakening is a better game than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You put it so above I it. You can put it above it. Mario Kart at 19, Link's Awakening at 18. Okay. How's that sound to you yeah. in your heart of hearts? It sounds like a thing that's happening. <laughs> We're making these bargains. And then right. Odyssey above that. I was going to say Odyssey and then and then maybe Dread. Or maybe Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah, I think DKC2 can go down there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I was looking, I'm like, we don't have any other like side-scrolling platformers. And I was like, that's like the cream of the crop to me as far as, as that goes. So I think we could pull that down. It's tough for me. We all have our own criteria as far as how we're evaluating these games. And for me, I'm trying to think about all of them, including my own picks. How much do I want to play this now in 2023? I would argue there's a lot more of them. Well, obviously, just it's a numbers game, but there's a lot more of them behind us at this point than, than in front of us. There, there are a lot of games in this top 20 that I'm, you know, do I want to play it? I really appreciate time and place, what it means to me, the nostalgia, its place in history, all these things that we've factored in at random points throughout this podcast. But do I want to play Skyrim right now? I mean, I just talked about it on a podcast recently that like I, I, I modded out Skyrim on the Xbox, going to do a casual playthrough. And I was like, man, this game's really finally starting to, to show its age to the point that Unless I'm really feeling nostalgic, I don't know if I want to play it. Three years ago, when it came out on the Switch, I devoured it all over again and was in love all over again. Like it was the first time I played it. Same. Four four years on, three years later, I'm I'm at that point now where I'm like, I love that game, but how many more times will I play it? It's hard to gauge uh, an enjoyment of a game or like ranking it based on how much you want to go back to it because some games are a very difficult hike where you have to be prepared. You have to, you know, dress accordingly. You have to set aside time and you have to do it. And then when you're finished, it's a wonderful experience, but you can't capture the first time experiencing a game a second time all the time. I mean, sure. some games have replay value. Like I can play Donkey Kong country two in my sleep. Like that is a very easy pick up and play sort of experience. 
And it's hard to sort of gauge that against like Breath of the Wild, which is a singular experience that I cannot really go back to. I've picked it up again and sort of like played around with it and had fun, but it's not something I can experience front to back the same way that I did the first time. So that's hard to sort of, you know, Skyrim and The Witcher, you even talked about this with The Witcher and talking about Brennan's experience trying to start it and then having a better time the second time. But that's a game that has like a a waist high wall all the way around it and you have to like climb over to get into it. And <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get, you walk up to that wall and you say, nah, it's not worth it. And then you go play something else that's pick up and play. Like yeah. that happens to me with so many games that happened to me when I tried playing the Witcher. I mean, I have no doubt that it's like a excellent game. I mean, there's a good reason that so many people love it and why you love it. So it's hard to use that as like a, it's one of the many measuring sticks that we're using on this list to sort of, do the fake conversation of quantifying our love of these games, which is the point of it. I would, I would hope like this isn't a, a quantitative, like how good are these games? It's how much we love them coming into it. I, maybe I should have adjusted my mindset and maybe just come at it from right from the heart. The whole time it would have made for a lot less compromise. Now that we're here, it's uh, I'm just overthinking all of my own choices over the last three days. We've recorded this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it makes for fun radio, hopefully, and then it makes for fun just us looking at this list and being like, man, is WarioWare touched really worse than Castle Crashers? Like, you know, that's such an arbitrary distinction, and we just sort of came to it naturally and just randomly and arbitrarily maybe, but fuck, it's our list, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so we're I at mean, Paper Mario, into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, into Link's Awakening at 18. We've got Odyssey at 17, Dread at 16, and DKC2 at 15. Are those all locked? You guys feel good about those? I think so. Yes. Okay, wow, top yep. 15. And this is your, like, your, your point is, like, wh- which of these games would I still like pick up and want to play? I, I want to s- play all these games right now. <laughs> yes and also if i had to like squint really hard and go which one of these would i probably not play again it's still skyrim for the same things that you said you're like i had a great i had never done the dlc so i did all the fucking dlc in the switch version and was like oh my god these are great i can't believe i missed these the first time i did way more like side questy shit even than i did on my ps3 save file in the game the version i played at launch i think i'm good I don't think I'll ever I don't I don't know that I'll they'll ever I'll ever pick it up again. When you've put in, you know, like two thousand hours into something, it's you know, even even the most decadent, delicious food on the planet you can eat too much of, you know. Well, and I got to the point where like I'm I'm not the guy that like sticks with the okay, this is like I use light weapons and a shield and that's what I'm gonna do. Though I'm like, no, I fucking max that skill out. Great, we're switching to ha- we're we're switching to like hammers and, and maces or whatever, so that I could keep leveling, because otherwise I just get fucking bored. So I went from like light armor to heavy armor and back to light armor. And like, then they're like, oh, you can like prestige your classes and then keep leveling them. And we're like, oh, I see the hamster wheel now. I can't, I, I can't, I'm not getting back on that. The three games that I would not want to play in this 14 that we have left. Can I guess? <laughs> they're obvious. <laughs> yes, they are. Tell us. They're self-evident. It's Skyrim, it's KOTOR, and it's The Last of Us. Yep. So everything else, I'm like, hell Yeah. This top 10 is great. If none of those are in the top 10, then I'm like, then this top 10 is my top 10. Like it could, it could be my top 10, right? Like there's still games on there that I didn't submit and I don't love, but that's just where I'm at. Like EJ, obviously there's probably 10 in this top 14 that you're not like, 
super jazzed about or whatever because you got pushed around a little bit in the the prior 90s. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what about this? I feel great about I mean, oh, I could certainly justify this, but for purposes of our list, I don't feel great about the thought of having Final Fantasy 6 and Chrono Trigger both in the top 10. I know. I was going to I was going to volunteer Chrono Trigger for you to be in this outside I think bubble it, area. I think it should be. I think that it maybe even could could be where it is at this moment at 14 and maybe we can pull Yeah, exactly. Pull pull what? <laughs> pull Skyrim <laughs> down to 13 and Oh, maybe even Smash Bros. I'm not going to play Melee again, guys. Like, I played hundreds of hours of that game, but I'm never going to play it again. I'm not a fucking competitive Smash player. Like, I'm playing Don't let Ultimate. EJ get in your head about what you're going to play again. Like, you had that time with it. We all had that time with <laughs> that it. That is always my criterion for games that I think they need to stand the test of time. Like, I need to be able to want to pick it up again and play it again. Then KOTOR isn't in the top 10. I absolutely disagree with that. I've played that game six times. I'll play it another six. I fucking love that game. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's exactly it. Arguably the best American RPG of all time. <laughs> it's arguably the best licensed property game of all time. Like, it is fucking incredible. I'm so sad about the remake, man. Whatever's happening oh, over it's there. it's dead. With- it's buried. Ugh. It feels awful. I feel bad about moving those last few games out because that leaves me with precisely Fire Emblem Awakening in the top 10. And of all the games on this list that I contributed, Fire Emblem Awakening is not the game that I would have put in the top 10. That's insane. Then let's pull Fire Emblem down and keep Skyrim in Melee. Oh, yeah, so we yeah, go yeah. Chrono, we go Chrono, Fire Emblem, then question mark. Dude, it's just the boss, dude. It's, this really is... Uh, there are no happy decisions anymore. There are no more... Let's let's make the compromise because I'm going to cash it in later. I made all my compromises and forgot to keep anything to cash. I'm at the bank and I got empty pockets. I fucked up. I've been swindled. I've been bamboozled. And I feel bad about it. EJ, as a as a um, hilarious bit of or what if if there was one game in the 20 to 100 range that you would drag up from hell <laughs> what would you even bring from up yes yeah, seriously fucking seriously <laughs> oh man you said fire emblem was not like the one that you're gonna go go at bat for but it's it, it's in your personal top 10 you love that game i mean it yeah. was fucking seven years ago how, how long ago was 2017 five years ago yeah i mean i, I don't change? know i haven't you thought like about it, it. three houses still i haven't thought about it enough that's what i, I think I think, and yet I still stumble when you I speak. You think too much. You <laughs> okay? think too much. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at this list. I'm just... Like, would Titanfall 2 be a top tenner for you? No. Come on. <laughs> I'm just... I'm, I'm literally just looking at the things that you love. Oh, uh, God. I can't quantify that love for you. This isn't necessary. I mean, it is literally about quantifying, like, in a ranked term. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to fight for it. You have to fight. Here's the other problem. Because I went into the list crafting portion of this podcast, literally randomly putting in games without looking at them, just dragging cells over into my next three batches. A lot of the games that I feel more strongly about, I did not contribute to the list. So in the interest of competition, which is completely dumb, that I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to fight for Pokemon Crystal. That's fucking Chris's game. God damn it. 
But like that would have been one of my top ten, you know? You are lost in the sauce. I'm so deep and it hurts. <laughs> I poisoned you. I did this to you. Look what I did to my boy by going like, I'm going to win the top ten. EJ was like, the fuck you are. And even though like you literally love so many of these games, you love Kodor, you love Crystal, you love The Last of Us, you love Super Mario World, you, you enjoy Breath of the Wild quite a lot. I wouldn't say love, but you like it a lot. Mega Man, like like <laughs> there are so many games that you're going to be like, yes, I love this game. I'm happy it's in the top 10. It doesn't fuck it. You're the one who put all the fucking slash plus star signs on everything. I didn't do that. <laughs> you did that. I just, you know, and then this is where it comes down to. I feel good. This is like me. This is copium at, at the fucking max right now. I feel good that 60 of the 100 games, they were on my spreadsheet before we had started talking as contenders for me for my own top 100. I had 87 games on my list and 60 of them made it here. So you know what? I need to take a deep breath. Okay? (laughs) And I need to appreciate... And Chris is still gonna we're gonna get to the top ten. He's gonna be like, 8 out of 10, motherfuckers. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, DKC2 into Chrono Trigger at 14. And now things get nasty. Fire Emblem Awakening at 13. All right, let's do it. I know Nick's not necessarily happy about that. You would rather have a Fire Emblem game in the top 10 than a... a... I would love that for you. I want you to feel like you got your chance to have like a personal pet favorite in the top 10. Or the chance to fight for it. I'm giving you that opportunity. I just, I can't. I can't. I mean, I just, my attachment to things like Pokemon Crystal and Skyrim and Smash Brothers... It are 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 just stronger than my few months with Fire Emblem Awakening, which is fair. I I just wanted to give you that opportunity. I'm okay with Elden Ring being a step above Fire Emblem. Oh, I know you are. Elden Ring it screams that's top ten. You know it's it does, but we have ten other games <laughs> that are more deserving of the top ten, which means by definition that it cannot sit, it cannot hang. Kotor needs to be at 11 unless you want The Last of Us out because what the hell else is getting out of this top 10? No, I was just going to I was just going <laughs> to say like I hate this so much because EJ and I are so like love bonered for this game specifically that it feels like weird to not have it in no, the no, top no, no, 10. No, 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 no. The Last of Us leaves before Kotor. The Last of Us leaves before Kotor, Chris. Really? Chris. You're not playing The Last of Us Part 1 12 times. You're right. I'm not. The Last of Us is at 11. Mercifully so. And honest to God, I think I think 10 is Mario World. I don't think that goes any higher. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's a good hold it's on. a good game. I've played it probably I've played it probably 4 or 5 times. Really quick, Chris, would you do me a favor and go through and read uh 20 through 11? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are at the door. Hold on. Is there anything glaring? Elden Ring at twelve. I, I'm. I'm not. I know. I know. We've hashed this out on the podcast. Does that sit right with you, Nick? I, and I know that it's just like there's so many. Like, what are you going to swap it out for? I don't like The Last of Us, so I would put it above The Last of Us. But I can't fight against the thing that you two like against the thing I like. That's that's a weird distinction. If the Elden Ring goes into the top ten and say, yeah, say I what mean, you know like, me, <laughs> I would pull- move Breath of the Wild out of the top ten. If you want to swap Elden Ring for Skyrim, I mean, I would do it. Well, I know you would do that. I would move Breath of the Wild to number 11. I'm serious. I played interesting. I played that game for 350 hours. I manually hunted with no maps for almost 800 Korok seeds. 
I that's so many Korok seeds, bro. Too many. I filled out my my sword uh, <laughs> slots and I was like, okay, God. that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's way beyond. Like you don't even get like any item expansions after a certain point. It's just no. Literally... You stopped after like three fifty or four hundred around there. It's, yep. Yeah. It's a but lot. I it's was excessive. I wanted to find as many as I could find on my own. Breath of the Wild to me is just the only thing it does masterfully is make you do a bunch of shit that does not matter to your game at all. Okay, well let's let's pump the brakes on on that talk. Uh, maybe I'm like <laughs> changing my mind on siding with the devil here on this like move Breath of the Wild thing. Be careful of the company you keep. Chris. All of the systems. Look, I I signed my warrant away when I agreed to do this regularly. I know who I'm hanging with. No, um, all the systems you hate in Breath of the Wild perfectly support the storytelling that the game is trying to do, which is this lonely, isolating experience in a post-apocalyptic reclaimed by nature version of Hyrule, of course your shit's going to break. It's either like cobbled together by fucking bow cobblins or it's old and shitty. Like, I mean, come on, like it makes perfect Uh, sense. Uh, It's just, well, all the times we talk on the pod about like game systems, not supporting the type of game and the way the game's being told, like in God of War, Nick rightfully pointed out, like, why does this game have a fucking skill tree? Why indeed there is no narrative justification. There is no, gameplay system justification other than we don't want to give you all of your shit right at the beginning and all of the systems in breath of the wild that you don't like support the storytelling are there for a reason and resonate with the themes of the of the game i am less worried about systems being like tied in narratively it's nice when it happens i don't mind when it's not the case if like those systems are fun give me a sense of progression a sense of ownership customization like all these things that like Zelda didn't really do, even down to the down to the uh, side quests, which were literally meaningless. You have nine fetch quests to do. They give you like two thousand rupees. You're like, great, I now have a hundred thousand rupees. What do I do with these? They weren't all they weren't all made equally. There were some really satisfying um, side quests, but I I think especially of the uh, in the Gerudo area. I can't remember the the ninjas that are. With the upside down Chica. Oh, the Yiga clan. Yeah. yeah the Yiga clan. That I love the Yiga clan stuff. I love the bananas. Like that was so funny and just like a, a great story that you get to partake in. I just want the things that I have to interface with to not get in the way of of my experience. And and yeah, inventory management to the level I know it didn't maybe bother you guys as much as it did me, but it bothered me a lot. It bothered a lot of other people a lot. I'm just saying that from a distance, looking at what Elden Ring does so masterfully, and I can appreciate, though it not being for me, I can appreciate how tight-knit that game is. I I think that Elden Ring can't be above Breath of the Wild because we all played Breath of the Wild, and I can't even twist your fucking arm enough to get either of you to play Elden Ring. For God's sake, I would love that, and I think you would find enjoyment in the games, but... I can't even get you to play it. So how can it be in our top 10 above Breath of the Wild? Like, I like Breath of the Wild more than Elden Ring. This is my offer to both Brennan and my brother and now to you. Not that you care enough, but they keep handing me to play it too. And I say, I own it on PlayStation. I got it as a Christmas gift. I am now morally obligated to play it. And I will play it. But if you want me to play it, come down for the weekend and let's fucking hang out. And I'll boot that bitch up and you can watch me absolutely beat my fucking head into the wall over that game but i will do it yeah no i this is more my distaste for the discourse around breath of the wild coming through that no matter what chris and i think of the game and what you think of the game we'll, we'll just always be in a 
a state of talking past each other because you just don't like the systems that Chris and I do like. I never ran into any issues with like not having enough weapons. I had so many goddamn weapons that are falling out of my pockets. I was not about the number swords. I never had any issue with that. It was fun. I liked that. So we cannot have discourse about it because it's worthless because you didn't like it. That's it's sick. You're a sick man. It's like me liking a food. I can't be like, I can't convince you to like salt and vinegar chips if you don't like them. Like that's, that's stupid talk. So I'm not going to have this conversation, but (laughs) this weapon system is like, it's like sardines in a can. It's goopy seafood that's been preserved. Okay. okay. People like it. I don't know. You can't tell them not to. It's, it's Lutefisk at the fucking Swedish dinner. Now he's attacking the Swedes. Look, listen. I our, am the Swedes. Swedish, I am Swedish the Swedes. I am sorry that Red you. Breath of the Wild the 10. <laughs> I didn't even read the 22, 20 to 11 yet because EJ great. hopped in and was like, no, we have to talk about Elden Ring versus Breath of the Wild. So for our listeners benefit, uh, 20 to 10. Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Link's Awakening, Super Mario Odyssey, Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country 2, Chrono Trigger, Fire Emblem Awakening, Elden Ring, The Last of Us Part 1, and at 10, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now it gets even Kotor squishier. Kotor at 9, right? I would go Kotor at 9 if Skyrim is at 8 and we stop fucking talking about that game. EJ, do you agree that Skyrim is above Kotor in this list? Yes. Say what you need to say. The, the, the time that I've put into Skyrim and its place in my life is definitely higher than Star Wars Knights of the Republic. So, and now FF6. Oh, Chris, I think it's the greatest JRPG of all time. I think that as a lover of JRPGs, I could maybe wring some favor uh, out of you, Nick. I know I'm not cutting any ice with EJ here. Kill your baby. Final Fantasy or Metroid Prime trilogy. Put one of them in the basket and send them down the damn river. I know I've got I know I know I've got Nick in my camp for Metroid Prime Trilogy. I also know what my number one is. What my number one has has been. I planned since we said we were going to do this podcast. I knew what my number one was going to be. Don't say it was going to be Hollow Knight. Don't. That is, I don't even believe it. That was the first one I wrote down. I didn't believe you. You don't believe that? <laughs> really? You don't believe that? That I've said on this podcast. I've said on this podcast that Hollow Knight is the best Metroid game ever made. I have Samus tattooed on my fucking arm, and you don't think I'm going to say Hollow Knight should be at number one, knowing this company that I'm in right now. Oh, How about this? I will put I will put Final Fantasy VI at number seven. Or does it go above Crystal? Nope. There's a lot of shared love for Pokemon. Nope. It doesn't go above Crystal. Uh, okay. I, would, I, would, I would offer Final Fantasy VI at seven, Mario World at six. No, no, I don't agree with that. Smash Bros at six. Yeah, I could see that at six. Smash at six. Crystal staying at five. Crystal stays at five. Oh, uh, no, I don't even know if I agree with that. I'd flip Crystal and Mario World. I think Trilogy can still go down more. <laughs> okay, how about X this? Is too high, too. It's crazy that Mega Man X I, is sitting that's at number two. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Is it saying? That's so ridiculous, right? <laughs> EJ's losing his mind. Number two. <laughs> I will propose this. I will propose this. I love Mega Man X. It's a great game, though. Why don't we put Crystal at two? EJ, do you think Pokemon Crystal is our number two? (laughs) 
don't know anymore. I don't know anything. <laughs> then just do it if he's not going to make a fucking choice. <laughs> Nick, Nick is Nick is sent. Nick is <laughs> Nick, Nick is, is on the floor. <laughs> KO. <laughs> I'm just saying we should revisit Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. That's all I'm saying. All oh right, I'm God. fucking. I fucking quit. I fucking quit. Uh. I will shove a two by four Lego brick so far up your ass. EJ Titanfall two could have been up here with Mega Man X and Pokemon Crystal. And that would make more fucking sense. My God. I know. I gave you that opportunity. Uh, I, but that's I sent cr- you that lifeline. That's, life crazy. that's crazy. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, I got Ocarina of Time at 50 and Breath of the Wild at 10. Again, I got to take my victories where I can. So is this is this it? Your victory is dragging my games down. <laughs> just, you son of a bitch. Is this is this the list? Is this the list? SMW above trilogy. Oh god, really? Yeah. Why? I like it more. <laughs> yeah. I mean That's too. your whole piece about this game. You've been telling us like say your piece, like say your piece on Mario World, like it is infinitely replayable. That game will never be bad the way that Metroid Prime was practically unplayable half a decade after its release. We have the trilogy version, which you have never played. I, I understand that it is improved. You still have to use a fucking Wiimote. You have to use a goddamn <laughs> Wiimote. Why do you have it. that on your desk? You're a fucking because sick man. Because I have man. a Wii hooked up here because I'm a sick piece of shit, just like the rest of the motherfuckers. Who bought a Wii? <laughs> the worst console of all time. Okay, 3DS still exists. 3DS does still exist. Metroid Prime plays amazingly with the Wii mode. It's a simple point and shoot, but it's still like aim assists you. I agree. That trilogy does improve the controls, but Mario World is it's perfect. I cannot find flaw in Mario World. It does three things perfectly. What else does it need to do better? Like I'm just it like look good and play good. It make me feel good. Three perfect things. It's infinitely replayable. If you still live in 1998, like there are better things out there that are just as replayable. Metroid prime, not being one of them. <laughs> I think if we wanted this list to represent all of us, Mario world goes above trilogy. It's not an appeal to authority. It's an appeal to all of us. <laughs> Mega man X is at three. If we do that, can I get final <laughs> fantasy six at six over smash brothers? It's my only game, man. It's not even the best. <laughs> it's not your only game. You love Mega Man X also. Crystal's at two. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Shut up. Sir. Shut up with this. My only game. Oh, I got 60 in the top 100. Ugh, I don't have any games up here. Fuck right off. Like, <laughs> either eat your cake or have it. But yes, let's 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 flip. Let's put Mario World at number four. Uh, number four. Hey, when we're like 50... And we're updating this list as a couple of crusty old fucks who've played probably three to seven new games since now. This is going to be a lot of fun to listen back on. <laughs> Just the the hand wringing and the in the in the stone throwing and the uh, Lego hiding. Lego hiding. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, I gotta wrap my mind around this. I just have to look. And yeah, process. Look, look, let it all in. It should be that we all feel like there are games on this top 10 specifically that are way too goddamn high. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I've been saying that for days, man. I'm Jonesing. Chris and I love one. It's a blur after that. <laughs> Truly. 
Should I read this out loud in its current state for the benefit current of state. our listeners? Okay. The top, the console crusades favorite games list, the top 10 from 10 to one, the legend of Zelda breath of the wild star Wars Knights of the old Republic. The Elder Scrolls... Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that that was just really funny to me. Oh, my God. At number 10, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. At number 9, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Number 8, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. At number 7, Super Smash Bros. Melee. At number 6, Final (laughs) Fantasy 6. At number 5, The Metroid Prime Trilogy. And number four, Super Mario World. Number three, Mega Man X. Number two, Pokemon Crystal. And number one, Hollow Knight. I should have said Mega Man 10 because then it would have like flipped the Elder Scrolls. It's funny. Yeah. But I, I remember didn't. thinking Mega Man X was Mega Man 10. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like the Roman numeral. But like, no, there was like there was like four or five Mega Mans before Mega Man X came out. I don't remember. I'm no Mega Man historian. I'm no Mega Man. <laughs> Chris got Final Fantasy VI at number six. EJ, if you want to fight for something, you got to fucking fight for it. <laughs> you have to be stubborn and annoying, which I know you're capable of, but you're more stubborn and annoying at dragging things down than you are at pulling things up. So you need to swap <laughs> It's modes. the depression. I don't like anything, but I hate a lot of shit. <laughs> Damn, dude, that hits too hard. <laughs> too real. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> And I'm mildly, mildly sociopathic, and so I'm just like fucking. Uh, oh, what's Christian Bale's character in American Psycho? Oh my god! Just hacking my Bateman. way through Bateman, just hacking my way through this top ten with <laughs> like, no, with absolute impunity. Just like whatever. Got to return some games. This is a weird list. Pretty wacky. Super Mario RPG above God of War Ragnarok. Did that really happen? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I hate putting Portal over something that got a War Ragnarok. I understand, it, but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a two-hour game, and there's a reason that games don't do what Portal did, is because Portal was a one-time thing. Games try to do what Portal did, and they fail. Because it was a one-time thing. It's like Sonic, dude. It's like, good try, good effort. That was fun. People don't try to do what Sonic did because they know better. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Even Valve was like, well, yeah, Portal. Doesn't get any better than that. They made a Portal 2. Never made a game again. Portal's better, but Portal 2 is great still. I have to remind myself that this is not, you know, number six is not a better game than number... The number Lego Star Wars? Hey, at least Lego Star Wars is better than Plock. Right, EJ? <laughs> Small victories. I don't even know I, how I don't even dis- I don't even disagree. Well, okay. There's some, there's some ground to be had. <laughs> Plock is your... Croc to Legend of the Gobos. Okay. okay. Shut the fuck up. Like it's how, what it how is. could you how could you just compare that game to Croc 2 with a straight face? I mean, you play I mean you played Croc 2, so you know that at least, but you gotta give Plock a try. You might like it. You gotta give Plock a try. It's on it's on the list now. I gotta get my my Wii. I literally I got this little Wii hooked up to my this new CRT. I gotta get I gotta get it emulated out, you know, so I can just on a whim. Is there anything that you desperately need to be in the top 10 instead of anything else? I'm trying to throw you I, I something. the charity. This podcast is my charity to you, EJ. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
no, I can't make the argument for fucking Wind Waker HD to be any higher, you know? And I know you're 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 giving me the lifeline here, but uh I can't just go full monkey brain. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't go unopposed. Like we would want you to make justifications and to show your passion. Yeah. I'm just giving you that opportunity. I'm shining a spotlight so you can perform a little tap dance, you know, but you got to be the one who dances. Yeah. And again, this is uh, uh, more indicative of my personality and being negative Nancy that I see a lot of games that I think should go lower. I don't see any of my own games. that should go this high <laughs> at this point. Like you said earlier, Chris is the type of guy who's just going to be the one orchestrating this. And then we're going to fall into place both from being conciliatory and trying to be amicable. <laughs> <laughs> and I got away with I feel like I got away with a lot of high ranking games that shouldn't be as high as they are based on just our cumulative efforts like No Man's Sky above Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is come on <laughs> come on No Man's Sky more than 10 spots above KOTOR 2 Chris insanity do you want to switch it with Titanfall no questions asked 59 for 70 oh uh, you see you're really you're now you're I, I'm not attached to Titanfall in that way <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be glad to switch. That is just literally the slot right under Tony Hawk. So if you want to make that swap, let's make that swap. Yeah, I I do not care nearly as much about swapping a game 11 spots (laughs) than I do just trying to get EJ to have more representation of his love of his heart in the top 10. Like we could do swaps for like Banjo-Kazooie and Mass Effect 3 all goddamn day. Like I don't care. (laughs) That's fair. We already did that. We already put those games in those spots and we didn't fight for it then. So I, this matters a little bit less to me now. Like if we want to make each other feel a little bit better, I mean, if that would make EJ feel better than, I don't know, getting anything in the top 10, then like if he wants Pokemon, let's go in the top 10. I wouldn't want two Pokemon games in the top 10, but that's me personally. Can we get Shovel Knight in there? Chris has Final Fantasy VI. Why do you keep using that as the example of things that don't belong in the top 10? It's a, arguably the greatest RPG in the history of time. Like, what the fuck? Okay, I, I'm not arguing the quality of it. It's primarily that that is a game that you love and that EJ and I have not played and have little to no interest in playing. And that still can belong in the top 10 because you have the passion for it and you you fought for it. And I'm saying... Uh, EJ can fight for things to go a higher too. I think we let it ride. Can you sign off on this? Can you can you put your name on this and post it on the internet and accept the the flaming that would happen if people actually gave a shit? Who the fuck is <laughs> Plock? Who submitted that game? There's a lot of good games here. I'd put Spire above Crash. Swap eighty eight eighty nine. I'm here for it. I'm playing Crash. I'm playing Crash two right now, and I'm in the warp room, which is the worlds that have all the fucking bees. And it is the absolute god to like, I was like the closest to breaking a Joy-Con as I think I have ever been uh, in a, a game on a Nintendo Switch of trying to... Playing Crash Bandicoot with a Joy-Con sounds worse than using a 3DS for anything. It sounds worse than using the original PS1 controller. <laughs> well, I mean, the Joy-Con doesn't help anything, but it's bad because the like top-down fixed perspective platformer is a piece of shit idea to begin with. And as soon as they let you actually like look at your environment so that you could line up your jumps and time the things that you were doing, uh, it got a lot fucking better, but it's got a really fucking addictive gameplay loop. It's got good collectibles. I can't stop. I cannot stop myself. It's a nice soundtrack. It does. It's a very boppy soundtrack. And I'm going to finish. Like, I'm going to get all the gems. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to 100% it because that's what I do with old games. 
but yeah, these the, the the levels these levels with the bees just make me want to like absolutely go bonkers. One last question: Do we think Mega Man X and Mario World should be where they are in respect to each other? Should those be flipped? I'd be perfectly happy with it. I think it's pretty crazy that Mega Man X is in the top ten, but all right. All things being equal, there's probably three more Mario games on this list that I enjoy more than Mario World. Again, it's 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 just an unimpeachable game. You can argue for one of the other games, but you can't really argue against Mario World. It's just yeah, no, and I'm I'm at peace with keeping Odyssey out of the top ten. So move Mario World into number three. Fucking go for it. It's all aces. You let for Odyssey me. up a lot higher than I would have suspected just based on your pure gut sort of feelings about that game i don't like it but i played a lot of it i mean i don't love it but i played a lot of it and i like it and y'all love it a lot and that matters and so i could not speaking of conscience in good conscience be like no that's not a top 20 game it's a top 20 game on this list for sure damn i was not expecting crystal to be number two i like pokemon a lot it's a very important franchise to me second gen especially i didn't play crystal i played i played silver but largely the same a little bit additional story content in Crystal from what I understand and like the little animations are cool but it wasn't the first sequel that I had played. I had played Donkey Kong Country 2 at that point and it was like familiar with the concept of like sequels and games but I think Pokemon Silver ruined Pokemon sequels for me because it's the only Pokemon sequel. Like it's the only one that follows the story and makes progression. It added two new types and that felt like that's what they're going to do for every game. They're going to add new things and it's going to be like these huge jumps they added breeding like massive introductions in second gen and just having johto and kanto being right by each other and going to the previous area and there being time that had passed and you meeting these characters that you remember or meeting their daughter that's now that instead of koga you get the gym leader in uh fuchsia being his daughter and like that was just it made good on so many of the promises that the first game had I just don't think that there was ever another generation that like really mattered after that for me. I fully agree with that. For me as a kid, there's nothing cooler than connecting the dots in a shared universe. And and when I'm six years old, I don't know I don't know what canon means. I don't understand the concept of a shared universe, you know, at a level that I could articulate. I just know how good it made me feel when I had those Leonardo DiCaprio moments and I'm pointing at the thing and I know, I know that. And, and just putting that together as, as a, as a dumb pea brain child and just how cool that felt. I look at what we have now with like the, the, these cinematic universes and, you know, Marvel and these things that like I could only dream of as, as a little kid. And Pokemon was like you said, the first to really do that. And this is pre-internet era. This is like, you're lucky if maybe you had like, you know, I had my uncle Alex had like a fucking magazine that he left at my house once. And there was one page dedicated to Pokemon gold and silver. And it was like, there's a clock and the day and night system. And, you know, mom will hold your money for you. So you're never going to run out. And it was just like, oh my God, that's all you had until you played it. Maybe some kid on the playground was like some bullshit about a Mew under a truck or you get to fight Ash, you know, red, obviously. And, you know, you don't know if it's true. You can't, you know, we had the internet, but nothing you could trust. It was, you had no idea what was real and what wasn't. And so that for me related very closely to what you're saying, Nick, is that the sense of discovery and where I was in my life playing that game, but you're right. It kind of ruined Pokemon sequels and they just haven't been as good since until 
or except for a handful of remakes. And there have been three that have been exquisite games. No, I think this this list is good. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm going to stare at this every night before I go to bed for the next two weeks. And uh, we'll be doing Last of Us Episode 7 Recap Pod. And I'll be like, you know what? If number 18 and number 28, like maybe we look at those again. And you guys are just going to roll your eyes and it'll become a fucking bit. But it's a good list. It's good games. People, for for whoever does care, there might be some questionable things. Breath of the Wild at 10. I love the idea that that's going to get some dudes riled up. I love that. Especially looking at other like top 100 games of all time. And it's just like some combination of Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64 and Super Metroid and all these fucking games that it's like, whatever. I, I love that I'm going to rile some people up with some of these decisions. But I love more that like you could hand this list of 100 games to, to somebody and be like, play all of these. You're not going to run out of things to play A and B. Like you're just not going to have a bad time. This list of games kind of sums up our tastes and like what we enjoy about video games. Like having goddamn Minesweeper and Trauma Center and NBA 2K and Star Fox and Pokemon Snap and Dude, Call you know, of Duty Bloodborne. Warzone. Come on. Is that 100? <laughs> a game that you can't even literally download and play any of the game modes that I spent two years with is hilarious to me. And I'm so happy that it's on this list. 10 years from now, looking back, it's going to be like, wait, Call of Duty Warzone's on this list? What the <laughs> fuck? And honestly, I know this is completely inconsequential to the two of you, but I look at Dragon Ball's universe and I'm like, I want to swap it out for Infinite World just for the culture, you know, just for my boys back home. What boys back home? Krillin? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yamcha? That's Jeez. right. Yamcha. I might do it just for the meme, dude. I might do it just for the meme. This is for my brother right here. No one can stop you but you. Chris and I are not going to fight about what you put at 99. No, you're not. No. And that's why I'm going to do it. And you know what? <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's <laughs> yes. That's my <laughs> consolation prize. That's for you, Andrew. <laughs> God, this is great. What a great fucking list. I agree. Like a lot of stuff that they, there is like a broad overlap that at least two of us have touched almost all of these games. And then there's the little like, you know, eclectic flavors. Like we've, we've, we've uh, talked at length about plock. Uh, and that would be who the fuck saw that coming that like, mascot platformer lost in a sea of mascot platformers in the 1990s a european mascot platformer nonetheless yeah an intensely european legendary one. super warriors freaking warrior touched like nba street like just all these just these little like boop just like little little treatsies amidst all these other like prestige games all-time heavy hitters basically yeah exactly I'm trying to process my emotions as I as I reflect on this list. And I'm trying to articulate this empty feeling, guys. And and part of it is just that <laughs> we've come to the end of what has been like a 10-hour journey for us. Oh, and I'm yeah. sad that it's over. I could do this all day. That's you're goddamn right. I think part of it really is though that you guys were so steadfast in like, oh, I know what my favorite game ever is the, or the best game ever. The number one for this list. That's very different. It is different, but you guys both just knew and have that shared experience. And I didn't and don't. What I need to do after we're done recording is I'm going to look at, I had chunked out 
this list of 100 into four different categories based on just like a tier list, basically. Oh, yeah. And I want to see how close I was to kind of nailing it. I did. I had too. a feeling like I, I put some of my like personal, you know, picks higher, but it wasn't it was based on what I thought we would be sort of ending up on. So I'm going to do that later. Make another spreadsheet, brother. I'll do it. Are there any picks, Chris? And I may, maybe not because you you like you know you scrapped your honorable mentions list and just you just blocked it out. But are there any games on this list that that if you were being an objective with yourself, your of your picks that you regret or that you would cut given a second chance? And I'm not saying we're going to cut and swap things out, but just is there anything that you look at and you think, man, I really put a trauma center on here or you know, like my pick is like, I can't believe I got fucking legendary super warriors on this list or Warzone. You know, not that I regret it, but you know what I mean. Is there anything that you think like, ah, man, I think maybe I would have put X or Y over Z. There's some stuff that I'm that I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm I'm glad this is here, but you could swap another Final Fantasy game in for Jet Set Radio Future. You know, well, like yeah, like something or another like Metroid that, game. Or- Something like that, or like like Pokemon Stadium is one that like I circled the wagons on a lot, just because that was like I want to talk about like promise realized, you know, Crystal realized quite a good goddamn bit as you all like brilliantly articulated, and like who could ever forget the feeling of like getting to the top of Mount Silver, just being like that is a player character sprite from pokemon red and blue i know that guy that i was that guy and, and then just guy. dot 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 silent fucking pro tag and then pokemon trainer red wants to battle every hair on my like tiny pubescent body just like stood on end of like <laughs> holy <laughs> shit sends out like a little goddamn 80 pikachu <laughs> yeah and you're like what the fuck like you had to prep for that shit and the fact that it wasn't evolved too like it, I mean, no, it just stuck, it stuck yeah. with it. But Pokemon Stadium, man, I mean, like, holy shit, 3D Pokemon, holy shit, fully animated characters or Pokemon characters, holy shit, like, there's mini games, which are still a ton of fun to play. Oh, my God, you could do, like, a gym leader challenge. You could import, you could, like, slap the, the pack on the back of the 64 controller and import your fucking team and, like, battle in Pokemon Stadium with your fucking team, like, that's crazy, man. I mean, I still can't believe that game exists, and I can't believe they haven't made another one. Like, I, I, it's just it, it's sort of like shocking to me that we haven't gotten like I don't know Pokemon Coliseum three. Of the games that I did not add, there are probably technically better ones, but they would not add to the list if that makes sense. Like, Dark Souls is better than most of these games, okay. but I have Elden okay. Ring and Bloodborne. <laughs> But yeah. I have Elden Ring and Bloodborne in here, and that represents that sort of genre more completely than adding a third one would. Or Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, we have Luigi's Mansion 1. I can't I can't justify that. I can't justify adding any of my, like, Golden Sun. We don't need another JRPG. I mean, it's I, I like it, but it's represented. So that's where I'm coming from, where I think that this is such a weird smattering of games that we all decided that we wanted to contribute them. In one way or another, EJ, I know you bemoan not putting more or having the opportunity to have more time to personally like evaluate your feelings towards them. But the ones that you picked are great games and they are represented whether you added them or I added them or Chris added them. Our whole asses in this list. <laughs> we did not have asset. If, if this group of 100 
These are the only games you were allowed to play for the rest of your days on this planet. Great. I don't know if I would <laughs> be that bummed. It's There's a lot of replay value here. There's a lot of good games. A lot of weird stuff that you would not choose to play, but you might find enjoyment in based on your co-hosts' tastes. With uh, the whole world at my feet, I'm not going to play No Man's Sky. With nothing but this 100, I'm sure I will find hours upon hours of enjoyment there. I know, Chris, you turned this, you wanted to turn this into a competition, and I, I appreciate that we got through this relatively unscathed. It, it was a lot easier ranking this than it was just getting the goddamn games on the list to begin with, which who would have thought going into it? But my monkey brain wants to turn this into like, okay, I want to own a physical copy of every game on this list. Console Crusades Top 100. I want to buy all these games. I want to experience all these games to some degree. Most of them I have, but the ones that I have it, I'm like, all right, Nick, let's 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 spend a weekend doing Monster Hunter World. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give the old college try for you, with you. Let's do it. And uh, I want to have all, I want to have a Console Crusades Top 100 on the on the shelf, you know, and and in 5 years when we update this list, and we'll swap the shelf out, and that's that's where I go with this, you know. I like that. That sounds expensive. <laughs> well, thankfully, I own two thirds of this list already, so <laughs> that helps. When that you own helps. the other third, I can play your copies, and because I'm not making my fortune out here in academia, fam. Not yet. Listen, I mean, this would require you to move to Eugene, which would be just fine with me. It would require that. Hey, I could get a get a job teaching at U of O. That'd be like the perfect full circle. I fucking dare you. I fucking dare you, Chris. I, I could never. Come on out. I could never, ever justify living in Eugene to my actor wife who needs to be in a market where there's work. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, he's more likely to be in the Portland suburbs. Even then, I mean, there's uh, no, Seattle even more than that, but I'd still be close. I'd be like, yeah, I'll drive five hours and like hang out for the weekend. Like, that's not a long drive for me. Like, that's that's like peanuts for me. And for the record, Nick, I, I am I am going to play Elden Ring. I've never played a Souls game, but I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it on outdated hardware. And like my experience with Fallen Order only like confirms for me that if there is a PS5 version of a game, I'm not fucking buying it on PlayStation 4. I'm going to wait and buy it when I have a PlayStation 5 because I had a bad time. It's fair. It's just been hurting me that every time I try to get you to play a FromSoft game, and I'm sure your brothers feel this way too, They've been trying to get you to fucking jump on this bandwagon for a long time. But yeah, I mean, they're they're great games. The man's only got so much bandwidth and you got him to play Hollow Knight. I don't steer him wrong. It's true. Yeah, I don't miss <laughs> your Venn diagrams are are much more interlinked than Nick and I. We're, we're, we're like two circles staring at each other for the most part. You know, <laughs> so fair. There's a reason Overcooked isn't on this list. <laughs> You know, Overcooked <laughs> as a couch co-op game Good is fun. better than any other couch co-op game on this list, including Castle Crashers. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? But Mario Kart 8 I didn't Deluxe? fight for it. Couch co-op. Mario Kart is not cooperative. It is... Okay, okay. It's I'm trying to kill you. Sure, Melee, sure, sure. I'm trying to kill you, literally. You can do 2v2 in Melee. You could. Chins in a co-op. Yeah, well, okay. Technicality. Then technically, you are right. I would take Melee over Overcooked. <laughs> technically... Is the best kind of correct. <laughs> that is the only right I want to be. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't think we can read this entire top 100, but can no. we get the top 10? I don't think we we read out the finalized top 10. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Skyrim, 
Super Smash Bros. Melee, Final Fantasy VI, the Metroid Prime Trilogy, Mega Man X, Super Mario World, Pokemon Crystal, and Hollow Knight, the goatiest goat in its rightful place atop the favorite games list. That's the console crusade. Top 100 video games of all time. It feels good. It feels bad. We're all going to go to bed tonight. Just we thought with a weight lifted, but instead just a little bit heavier. EJ, you're going to be laying in bed with your eyes just completely wide open with the most deep post-coital regret. (laughs) That is such an accurate description. And that's going to be that. This has been the console crusade. This has been the tonsil crusade. <laughs> Whoa, I'm about to go on a tonsil crusade with you, boy. <laughs> Holy shit. This has been the console crusade. Top 100 video games of all time. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs>